by btosports.com coming to you live from las vegas right outside the lion with your host steve mathis and now strap in and get ready it's showtime i just don't like the guy the guy's just a douchebag yeah welcome everybody the Pulper Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you. Show number 388. Number 400 is coming up, and we have made some plans, tentative plans for 400. That'll be fun. Looking forward to that, everybody. So stay tuned. We'll see what we can do for that. Uh, we'll get our usual in-studio guests for that thing that we always try to do it right and do it up. So, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, great show tonight. I'm looking forward to uh, talking to all of our guests tonight. Uh, Dean Ferris will be on from Monster Energy Yamaha. Dean Ferris uh, had his best race of the Nationals this past weekend in Lakewood. He's an Australian. He's raced here before, and uh, we'll talk to Dean about uh, everything that's going on with him and all of that. Uh, Filthy Phil Nicoletti, friend of the show, he will be on. He just went 2-2 in Canada for uh, third overall in the MX1 class of the opening round in Calgary, which I was at. Weston Pike will be on. JGR Suzuki's Weston Pike. We'll talk to him about his recovery. Uh, he's back on a bike a little bit. Uh, what his plans are, what's going on, thoughts on the Nationals, etc., etc. Uh, Ryan Gold will also join us from Guaranteed MX. He's going to come on and talk Calgary as well. So, yeah, looking forward to uh, that and all of you people listening in. 702-586-7857. We are going to do our draw for our Works Connection starting device winner that we announced last week. We're going to do the draw for that tonight from the folks at Works Connection. Uh, we're going to give away some firepower stuff, some Maxima, Pro Filter. Uh, yeah, whatever we can do, we will uh, hook you people up. So, 702-586-7857. Yeah, you like that? If you want to call in and talk to any of our guests or talk to me or my in-studio co-hosts for the night, uh, we'll talk Lakewood, we'll talk Calgary. Amazon widget on publmex.com. Click on that. takes you to Amazon. Make a purchase, and uh, we get a small slice of that. So we'd appreciate people if you if you kept doing that. Patreon as well. If you were on Patreon and a supporter, then you, got, you saw my email this week that gave you early access to uh, podcasts from Shea Bentley and uh, Dennis Stapleton. So, yeah, there's, those will come out soon for everybody. But if you're on Patreon, they're already available with a link. So, uh, yeah, thanks for people on Patreon for stepping up and supporting, man. I uh, really appreciate it. So thank you, BTOsports.com. Thank you, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension Engines, Vortex Racing, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, EVS Sports, Mission Starcross 5, Maxima USA Pro Filter, Firepower Batteries and Chains, FMF. Uh, excited to announce that we are going to be joining the Drop Collection crew, uh, designing a t-shirt here coming up. So everybody who's subscribed to FMF the Drop, 
You'll be getting a T-shirt designed by us at Pulp MX. So looking forward to that. Atlas Neck Brace, uh, atlasbrace.com. Uh, please check them out as well. Chase Sexton wearing, wearing them. Marty Davalos as well as uh, Colton Fasciati this weekend. And uh, Works Connection, like I said, we're doing that draw tonight. OGO Power Sports, Get Data, Guts Racing, WUSA, LA Honda World, Eagle Grit, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Intense Bicycles, and Ride Engineering all on board with us tonight. Ride Engineering. Uh, Filthy Phil uses Ride Engineering out there, uh, as well as uh, the Motor Concepts team, of course. Michael Lessie, two hole shots up in Calgary. Probably led the most laps, went 4-4 in the day, so probably not ideal for him. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk Calgary and more with, with Galdi coming up here shortly. Uh, hey, I, this is an official sponsor of our show, but I wanted to pass it on. Karcher. Karcher Pressure Washers, uh, they supported our live podcast shows, and they have a deal So if, for our listeners. So if, you wanna, if you're want in the market for a motor or electric uh, gas-powered electric uh, pressure washer, you go to Karcher's website, type in PulpMX code, and save. I think it's 10%. Maybe it's 15%. So, yeah, if you're in the market for a pressure washer, uh, use the code PulpMX, and we'll just help you help you save some money on uh, some great brand of pressure washers. So thanks to uh, those companies for stepping up. we got the BTOsports.com tweet at Travis segment. We have the X-Brand Goggle Tariff segment and the Race Tech rant of the night all coming up. So, yeah, looking forward to, uh, to a really good show. Uh, uh, also, Alex Martin is staying with Filthy Phil, so we may get Alex on the line as well. Uh, because I want to get to the bottom of their their text fight that happened last night. So lots to lots to get into. Uh, AC won again, and uh, Roxon won again in Lakewood, and we had a little controversy with Adam and uh, some track stuff, track cutting, I guess you would say it. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Uh, Eli Tomac had another uh, down moto in the first one, had to stop for goggles. Roxon absolutely took off and, and and won, and Osborne got his first career 450 MX podium as well, as did Michael Mosman in the 250 class. Mosman came on last week on the show. And then he goes on podiums, everybody. It's not a coincidence. So, uh, welcoming in studio this show. Uh, he's been up a few times. He's got a, a, some, a new project in the works that he's going to talk about tonight as well. Uh, we're happy to have him as always, Michael Lindsay. What's up, man? How are you? Good. Knowing that Moseman did good, so good after being on the show makes me really hopeful for the next couple weeks of my life that something yeah. great's going to so, happen. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, yeah. normally things great things happen coming on the now, show. So. I, I got a question about that FMF drop T-shirt yes. you're going to design. Are you going to do a better job at that than taking Kiefer to the top? Oh boy. Oh boy. Look, I don't know what happened with Kiefer. He didn't ride well, and I mean, I, you know, what can I do with that? I, what I, can I do when I see that out there on the track? I, I called him on the way up here. Oh, and I did? told yeah. him if uh, if it makes it. I told him if it makes you feel any better. I've never seen you ride so bad. I don't think that was you on the bike. If that makes him feel better, I'm like, dude, that wasn't you because <laughs> I've never seen it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, man. Uh, right from the first moment, he didn't look comfortable. He didn't. He wasn't aggressive. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it, it just the. But I don't know if the semi and everything got to him so much. He was on the show last week, so he he talked about it. Because at Paula, there was just truck and trailer. We got our semi taken away. So you'd think if it was the pressure of having a, a semi and a whole team and Cooler and Aaron and everybody, then Paula might go better because less pressure. But he didn't ride well at Paula either. Nah, he was pretty fried. Dude. <laughs> not good. Oh, not good at all. So anyways, we had fun, though, doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so how's everything with you? Uh, of course, you were at Vital MX for a long time. You went out. You branched out on your own. Uh, you've got podcasts. You've got videos, tests, bike tests, all that. How's that going? Great. I've yep. actually been uh, really stoked. Uh, YouTube's taking off, and I think in a pretty good fashion. Good amount of subscribers, more views than I expected. I, yep. What I thought my goal would be by December, I've only, I'll probably reach that by the end of next month. Nice. Okay, so pe- where can people go for that? Just search my name on YouTube, Michael yep. Lindsay. Uh, all my social media channels also have the link to it, but mm-hmm. if you search my name on YouTube, it'll come up. Uh, we're just getting ready to get into bike testing season, so there should be 
Yeah. We've got quite a bit of content on there, but bike testing season pretty much starts in like two weeks, so it'll be really good from there on out. New Yamaha's out tomorrow. Yep, comes out tomorrow morning. Uh, check all your favorite places, 9 a.m. Hydro check. Clutch, you think? Uh, I'm not sure. The only thing I can like dead say for sure is the engine's getting an update. It's coming with a uh, finger follower head like we've seen on the mm-hmm. Kawasaki, yep. KTM, much of this stuff. So there's a new cylinder do head on like the bike. you like that design? It revs better, right? That's what uh, I understand. Like, cam profile-wise, you have a wider range, I think, of what you can accomplish on mm-hmm. the 450s. Uh, I, I don't think it's as important on the 450s compared to a 250F because of the high RPM control you have um, having the finger right. follower over the bucket design. But, no, nah, it's good. Yep. I like uh, being a little bit to, lighter. Right? A little bit a little lighter. lighter for your feeling but uh it's cool because the yamaha 450 engine is already so fantastic knowing that they're yeah. going to try to branch out the range of the power even more it's hard to imagine they right. can do that as good as that thing so is. that comes out tomorrow New yep, tomorrow morning so, and uh i mean i don't want to get anybody's hope hopes up as everybody always has their fingers crossed for new two strokes every year i've heard a little more rumblings this year than usual so i don't know yeah. if it's all bs or what <laughs> we'll see uh 702-586-7857 uh you can give us a call anytime uh, michael Lindsay's here as well so uh we'll talk about your new project venture as well uh yep. for for performance uh for four strokes um i want to talk to you about some, i got some su- suspension questions for you too that's something that you're really good at you know you're very knowledgeable about and i want to talk I to try. you about, i want to talk to you about that coming in as well uh thanks everybody on racer x facebook what's up thanks for watching appreciate it uh thanks for checking us out and uh yeah if you're and if it's weird because We've been archiving the video shows and putting them up on YouTube, and they've been getting really good response. And I don't quite know why, because why do you want to just watch two people sit at a desk and talk? The the podcasts I've been doing, yep. I put them up audio, and I put them up on YouTube. I mean, I don't have, I think, what was I want to say, people don't know me for them, so yep. finding them on iTunes are, but the fact that it's in YouTube with all my video uh-huh. content, I get... I've got a couple of like over 10,000 people have sat there and watched me talk to somebody. Yeah. I'm like, you don't want to just listen to this yeah. on your phone? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 More power to more you, power I guess. To you. Uh, sitting over there in the corner, uh, host, holding the uh, show. Um, oh, he's here? He's here. Um, he's got his bike ready to go. He'll be shredding in no time. Up. Mark Stock, what's up? What's up, four time? Oh, 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 no. Oh, 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 I thought we were past that. No, we're not. We're never, <laughs> never past never that. Past How was your Pulp Mix Fantasy Week, bro? Um, it was, it was, tell us about your insightful pick. No, <laughs> I, at least I was in the four hundreds. Can we make him an expert pick for next year? Uh, I did have, <laughs> he's ahead of Paul. Oh, he is in the overall oh, okay. standings. Okay. Yeah. I, I oh, did, yeah. I did pick, uh, one Thomas Covington. <laughs> Not really sure why, if somebody could please promptly smack me in the head. Next time I ever think of doing that. Yeah, man, I don't know. I also had Savachi, so, yeah. I yeah. had Savachi, too. Um, if, if, if Cowie would have told us they were just going to go out for a test session before, that would have been great. Every time but. on TV he pulled in to change stuff, I just uh, wanted to throw my remote no, at the TV you, so bad. You saw, you saw his mechanic uh, kicking his front tire in the first moto. Yeah, so yeah. He, he crashed hard. Legitimately, yeah. first moto yeah. he was trying to Yeah, yeah, yeah. second crash. moto, yep. I think it was more of a test session, but... Um, yeah. What, uh, whatever whatever mark says yeah. uh but your bike's done race tech's got it dialed in and, and so you'll yeah, be riding I, soon I just got the call my my suspension's done uh wow. probably go pick it up tomorrow shredding at western yeah i'm gonna go uh for put around for a few laps <laughs> you're gonna go <laughs> from one lap to three that's about that's about what i can do right now um, race hey, tech will get you there talking what about covington actually let's just start there michael uh yeah, tld ktm team 
look, Moseman podium, great job for Moseman. Um, that's a that's a highlight over there. But McElrath's either still lingering injury issues from Supercross injury. Yeah. Jordan Smith also is wrist. He on social media, Jordan says I can't can't really hang on. Uh, rumors are both guys are going to be leaving the teams next year. Uh, Jordan to Pro Circuit and Shane to Star is the word on the street. Covington has been horrible. Um, they're not happy with their bikes. That's the rumblings. But yeah. don't give me that. Like the maybe the bikes aren't on a star level Yamaha or whatever, but you can get them close enough. But what do you think? What what's going on there in your in your mind as far as performance of Huskies and KTM 250Fs? Uh, it's difficult. I know. Like one thing you could stand out and say is they're in a little bit maybe more of a box than some of the other 250 teams because you have the engines and the suspension, like WP and the in-house engine thing at KTM. I'm not saying yep. they don't make good power, but it's, I, I want to say maybe a little more controlled. Maybe they don't have a lot of freedom sometimes to develop. Um, TLD just picked up their suspension guy back from a couple years ago when they did really good. So I think they're going through a big reset on a lot of that setting stuff because they kind of had a newer guy in there for uh-huh. a bit. Um, it, it just seems like maybe it's a little little too late for the TLD team. Kind of we're getting this sense of a max a mass exodus. Of so the you're, you're hearing the same thing I am then? Yeah. I uh, wasn't yeah. too sure about you. I Definitely the Jordan one's been a very strong rumor. Yep. The Shane one... I guess I could see happen. I would wonder if Oldenburg maybe would maybe it would almost be a swap across the table. Maybe Mitchell <laughs> would come back. Yeah, but uh, it's it's so our plan because, like you said, we look at this weekend how uh, Moseman did, and I don't think the TLD guys been that far off. The problem is their guys are kind of hurt. They're just yeah. getting yeah. something they requested yeah. back, so they're kind of behind on testing. And then the guys are thinking about switching teams. So that the whole TLD program to me, I, I really can't put a finger on because you could point fingers at so yeah. many freaking things right. of they're leaving they're hurt new guys in this this yeah. this we saw them switching but, frames at some yeah. point right supercross so, um two of the riders i believe were on older the older chassis right. because all the body wear everything yeah. fits on it um the 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 covington one has me perplexed i really like thomas i actually was listening to your guys's race review on the way up here and everything you guys said on that was so true it's like i i feel so bad for him because yeah. i know he's capable of more yeah, he's got kind of bad knees, but he had that already in GPs. And you look at it like, well, even if you've got a lingering injury, you should still be able to throw down qualifying time. But when he's like six, seven, eight seconds off AC, and, and I'm not, I mean, let's be honest. I feel like you could probably take AC, throw him on Thomas's bike, and he'd go faster as is. I, oh, of I just, course, yeah. It's, yeah. it's mind-blowing. He's got to be feeling so much pressure, and oh, yeah. it's not going well. And he moved him from Goat Farm to Baker's Factory. and Well, he went from and, yeah, yeah SoCal to Goat Farm to Baker's. And then, man, we, we, we were talking about this earlier. Is, yeah, he's got a two-year deal, but how many two-year deals do we know already got tore up this year? Yeah. Changed, or RJ, like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> deals in our sport don't, don't mean yeah, a lot. So, so, yeah, there's yeah. definitely pressure on him. He, right. he got paid decent to come home and... Yeah. I don't know where he goes from here because if he went back to GPs, he's got to go to 450. He's old enough now. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's been. Uh, you know, I've tried to talk to Tyler Keith for a couple of weeks. He hasn't been texting me back. He's probably not so very happy over there. And, and Sean Cantrell hasn't done much. Uh, yeah, is he coming back this year? No. Er, oh, this year? Yeah. That's hard because they got four dudes and yeah. they've never been. They don't have enough mechanics. I. It, it sounds weird. I'm trying to think of what team this was a couple years ago, but I could just see it be a kind of a quiet like. Maybe he never comes back yeah, during outdoors. Right. Um, Derek Drake, I think, has been fine. Not spectacular, but fine. Like, what do you expect of the kid? He's just learning, right? So Yeah. I was um, looking at sheet. This weekend was a little rough. What did we get? A, oh, man, I was looking Wilson earlier. Todd, 18, Wilson 22. Todd won't be, won't be back, I don't think, after no, this week, right? Go yeah, he's got to go But then I heard a rumbling that his team in Australia might have folded up. There was some weird something he, on the he, forum. He said that or something. that, But um, 
I think he had to do more with this two race shot to stay than what he's done. He's ridden okay, yeah. you know. But uh, Dean Ferris will be on the night as well. Yep. Um, what, what, you, what do you make of him? For what he went through, actually, this was irritating. I was arguing with somebody on the forum that was like, oh, Masterpool deserves his ride. Okay, especially this week in Masterpool crash and stuff, but Ferris has beat him every moto. And yeah, Dean's got a factory bike. He rode it a whole day yeah. or two before yeah. Hangtown. Like, a lot of us pegged him to get this ride for outdoors if something happened. But realistically, it didn't happen until like a week before yeah. the race. He had jumped around between riding a Suzuki, riding Fevro's bike, riding a KTM back at home, yeah. being hurt, and then showing up and getting a day bike. I think he's doing pretty well. Right. Yeah. yeah. He needs to, build. to talk to him. I think seeing him at the end of the motos, he's been pretty decent starts, good mm-hmm. for the first 15 minutes, then it starts slack off. I think you can see the, the injury he had from Europe is definitely held him back on training because he seems to be a little weak in the last 10 to 5 minutes of, of the race. He starts to fall off a bit. Um, we're seeing some separation after six motos. Roxon and Tomac uh, in the 450 class. Uh, obviously, Osborne got his first podium yeah. uh, this weekend, and I think Osborne might be my guy to to break into there. Webb's been yep. so-so. Anderson's been good. Muskan's had some bad luck uh, coming up from the back. Uh, and we're also seeing separation in... 250s. 250s. AC ha- and Cooper have won all the motos. AC's got three overalls. Yeah. Um, they're 20-something points ahead already. Yeah. And that's been super surprising to me because talking about the TLD Husky struggles and even the Geico team has been pretty rough so far. It's I thought coming into 250s, it was way more wide open than mm-hmm. this. And yeah. yeah, it's quickly becoming a two-horse race. I feel like Dylan... I think Dylan can get there. He just yeah. he can't let those guys go. And yeah. right now, if you, if you look in early races, they're gone, and then he's just fighting to come yeah. up. So he has to start third, fourth, or whatever at the worst. Yeah, you know, to get a chance. Because especially Cooper right. and AC seem to have amazing sprint speed. Right. They put out a gap quick. Yeah, um, yeah. I think RJ like early this in the early Moto One. RJ was like, "Holy shit!" Like I, I, you know, I'm not ready to go this speed. Right? Like these guys were on him and pushing him. You know, so yeah. uh, their sprint speed's pretty good. Now Roxon, uh, he was all better uh, after Hangtown. We were worried about him and Paula. He lost that first Moto lead. Lakewood, he comes out. Those first four, first few laps in Moto One were amazing. He was gone. I think Osborne was like, "What? What the yeah, hell just went by?" That was kind of like Paula Kenny's sprint speed. The first yeah. couple laps has been phenomenal. I watch him at Colorado. The long ruts, you could see Os. I think I think it was both ways. I think Zach was too conservative the first lap because it yeah. was kind of slick after the rain. Kenny just sent it. Yeah, just sent it yeah. that first lap. Um, so now, but it was cool. It was rainy. You know, cloud cover. So. You know, he's got this virus that's, you know, maybe oh. caused by the antibiotics after the Lyme in San Diego. So now I'm back on, well, maybe he can manage this thing. Because he came yeah. on the show after Hangtown and made it sound like he could manage it. Well, I think that's hard, though. High Point, I mean, we'll see on the weather. High Point shouldn't be yeah. too bad. But WW Ranches, I mean, we've oh got, is going to be the question mark. That, yeah. That'll be, sorry, that'll answer some questions if he really has two yeah. full motos in him for heat. You're right. Um, what you, which way are you leaning? Uh, I'm kind of I'm wanting to lean a little bit towards what we've seen. I think first moto's would be fine. I think I think he might struggle a little bit in the second motos. I mean, he's already done the cool only so many weeks. If he's playing catch up, plus the weather gets worse. I, I mean, I don't see a lot that tells me it should be better. He could yeah. prove us wrong, but I'm leaning towards the side that he may struggle a little bit when it gets warm. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a call? Uh, call in. We maybe maybe win something. Talk some Lakewood. Talk some Calgary if you want. Uh, we got a call for. Michael Lindsay already. Hal, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, boys. Good to talk to you. How are y'all doing? Good. What's going on? Not much, buddy. Hey, Michael, uh, what you're doing for uh, uh, the privateer, uh, Jeff Walker, man, it's freaking awesome, man. And uh, Kid finally made it to the uh, motos this weekend. Uh, I, I think probably a lot to do with your help. 
And uh, also, Van Martin finally made it into the uh, motos this weekend. So good day for privateers. Okay, so you asked me about getting on this Jeff Walker guy on tonight. Yeah. Uh, we didn't we didn't make it happen, but I I don't know who this guy. I don't, what's the story? He's, what's the deal? He's uh, a kid out of Ohio. He's okay. been doing nationals for about three years. I mean, he literally he qualified on a bone stock C four fit. We're talking about suspension, and everything. He qualified on a bone stock motorcycle that he got a week and a half before Hangtown. He didn't he do any is, suspension mods. He's a pre-med he student. Yeah, his other bike broke. Long story. But okay. he's a pre-med student. Goes to college full-time. Like, he's a straight-A student pre-med trying uh-huh. to become a doctor like his dad. Um, when I did Shadows at Hangtown, I've kind of seen his vlogs. He's got a really big following on YouTube. He just does these vlogs. He's a really nice, humble guy. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I, I got some crap on one of my com- – actually, multiple my comment sections. I didn't do any content with him at Hangtown. So I ran into Apollo, started uh-huh. talking to him. His dad, they're both big, vital people, so they knew me, and we started – Started looking over his program. I was like, this this needs some help. So yeah. uh, I, I got some props for it. But honestly, like compared to what you've done for privateers over the years, Steve, it's, it's minor. But I tried to help him wherever we could. Got him some deals. and some So he made the stuff. motos. And yeah, Colorado, cool. we set up. We yeah. took his I, – I was trying to get him some cone valves and some more stuff set up. And I actually was going to do that this week. But he's got a surprise for High Point with a different bike, which will be good for him with quite a bit uh-huh. better stuff. Um, but – we so he does vlogs testing. and stuff? Yeah, yeah, you can check him out. His yep. name's Jeff Walker. Yep. It's on YouTube, same thing. Okay. He does all of his vlogs, all his training right. stuff. Like I said, just nice old kid, does really good content. Right. But uh, yeah, he made it in the show, which was nice because he was... Did he make it in Paula and No, and he didn't. Down? And okay. he's actually going to be, if you watch the MX Nation series, uh-huh. Adam is this thing, he's the privateer they're following this year too. Oh, okay. Which was funny because he was nervous because uh, when he didn't make it at the first round and he's on that show, he was like really bummed. And they yeah, came yeah. to him and they're like, no worries, it's building suspense. And yeah, he yeah. said Troy called him in during the week and he was all worried that he was going to tell him they weren't going to yeah, follow him anymore. Right. They're like, no, it's great for the storyline, but this story needs a happy ending. <laughs> FYI. It, yeah. You got to uh, make one of these that's one of cool. these days. Yeah. So Hal, you're behind this Walker kid? Yeah, I mean, I am. He, he seems like a good kid. I talked to him uh, this weekend uh, up in Lakewood and Really good kid, down to earth, uh, and he, he's he's exactly right. Bone stock, uh, husky. When you watch him on the uh, YouTube, you can hear his suspension. It sounds like two hammers banging together <laughs> as he's practicing. It's, he's just oh, totally maxing funny. those things out. But the kid made it, and so did Van. So once you get uh, Jeff uh, where he needs to be, Mike, uh, head over to uh, Van Martin. Give that kid some love. He's he's a hardcore kid. Yeah, yeah. Van's cool. Van's, Van's good been people. doing it for a while. He's definitely yeah. uh, chasing it. Yep. Thanks, Al. You boys have a good night, man. Thank you. you later. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Anthony, you have a question for Michael Lindsay. Yeah, I do. Um, I ride KTMs, and I'm thinking about getting a new Sierra 250, and I'm reading a lot of reviews and hearing that the bottom end is really bad. Is it as bad as everyone likes to make it out to be, or...? It's uh, it's probably about the bottom of the class. The biggest thing um, is, like... I went all of our, over all of our Lit Pro data from the shootout, and chassis suspension-wise, and if you keep the motor in the right spot, a lot of our guys set the best lap times out or some of their best of the day, but the consistency is pretty up and down on the bike, the average of the time, because the way the engine does produce power, it doesn't have what I would consider a lot of recovery for when you make a mistake. Um, it's, like a, it's like a 125? A little bit. It's the most 125. Like It's hard right. to say. Anytime you tell somebody, oh, it's the most 125 like four-stroke, they're like, no, go ride a 125. But yeah. it is in a sense of that. It's not horrible. It's just the way it builds up if you make a mistake. is If you shift it a ton, it's fine. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely a little bit off. Um, one of the biggest ones is the split port design on it. The head has two huge exhaust ports, and at low air speeds, that air gets lost in those ports. 
one of the best recommendations I can do. Kiefer's getting one built right now, so you should have some more info on it, but I've already tried something of it. Is uh, Racetech did a pretty cheap head mod for it where they changed the valve seats quite a bit to improve that airflow down low. Uh, definitely what I would consider like upgrades you could do. I would actually do that over a pipe. I would do like the ECU in their head thing. You could mm-hmm. pick up a ton because the chassis and suspension is phenomenal on that bike. It really mm-hmm. is. But um, if you're worried about low-end power and if you have a little budget to do something, that would be my recommendation. You can use the Pulp 19 code to save yep. at Racetech, save too. At Racetech. So. Okay, thank you. All right. Thanks, Anthony. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Michelin, everybody. Michelin Starcross 5. We know they push the boundaries of off-road performance for riders of all levels, but what's great about Michelin is they develop and deliver world-class products for every segment of motorcycling they've been doing since 1897. Michelin is synonymous with quality, innovation, and is one of the most respected, respected brands in the world. Uh, check out Michelin when considering your next tire purchase for any segment of motorcycling, so street bikes, road, ra- road race bikes, uh, yeah, dirt bikes, um, scooters, uh, mountain bikes. Michelin, uh, they are tire experts, and they have the same passion for delivering high-performance products as you have for riding your motorcycle at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and at MichelinMotorcycle.us on Facebook and at FMIP222 on Instagram for a great follow. Oh, 100%. one of the best follows so, on Instagram. Uh, Toby Price, Billy Bolt. Uh, Jace Owen, just some of the guys that use Michelin and win with it across the respective so series. So Hus- Husky team for Enduro uses it. So that means they would have got the um, Ersberg win with uh, Graham Jarvis. If Billy runs, I'm guessing Jarvis must be on him too. I don't know. I didn't see Ersberg outside of Ryan Sipe saying it was incredibly hard. Yeah. Yeah, which I imagine it would be. Uh, Michael Lindsay brought to you by Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River team. For over 20 years, Roost delivers professional-level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from a huge selection of graphics online or make yours one of a kind. Pulp Nation saves you 20%. RoostMX.net. So a uh, 48-hour turnaround for that. So thanks to everybody for supporting Roost MX and the code, and they've done a good job for, for us. And the winner of the YZ450 uh, uses use Roost and made some cool custom graphics. There's something. We were talking about all the TLD Husky stuff. Uh, a certain source name that rhymes with Schmeichel Schmanonovich just texted me uh, that uh, Bailey and Smith have both left Aldens and are back at MTF. Um, Wait, Jordan? Jordan, yeah. Jordan was never Smith. Ne- never I think he was Baker's. there for a little was bit. He? I oh. think he was for a little bit, and then Bailey is oh, back yeah. at MTF. Too. Right. Uh, Jordan Bailey's off to a tough start. Oh, yeah. Tough start for him. I think he's contract year. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have – so RJ's going there. RJ's and, going. And they have, they have – Moseman's out. And they have coming to him another year. And Moseman's contract's up, but he'll get a re-up for sure. I you would think? Say. I think – especially after I wonder. Like, yeah, I wonder. I, heard, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to get his re-up. And then RJ and then, Tom, like we said, Thomas technically right. has another year, but yeah. RJ's coming over off it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like we talked about, with, with, yeah. the, with the show and with the contract and the way things go in this, in this industry, they could be just like, yeah, see you later. Or, or maybe they'll pull a Ryan Mills and pay him to ride another brand, right? Like, <laughs> who knows? It's happened, right? So, um, absolutely. 702-586-757. Pulp MX Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Lots to talk about when it comes to Lakewood and Calgary as well. Uh, some silly season stuff uh, that we wanted to go over. Um, Muskan signed his contract with KTM. He did sign his yep. Okay, so, one or two-year extension. Uh, I don't know the number of years, but he has signed it. So uh, we were wondering why he hasn't signed it. Roger came out and said he's has a deal for a long time. And yeah. and we were all like, well, where else could he go? Nowhere. Yeah. So. It was kind of weird. I know, like, I'm sure after the little bit incident between him and Cooper, there had to be that inkling of, do I go to Honda? Do I go here? But honestly, yeah. it would be such – there's so many, like, oh, I'd have to leave out and I have to leave Frank Heftis. Like, he would have to be so – 
mentally sure that leaving and going to Honda would right. be his best bet to be career. He would have to have no question marks about everything he'd be leaving behind to make it worth it. If he, you even question it, there would be no reason. I heard through the grapevine that he was really frustrated with not being the number one guy and Webb winning and you know. Yeah. All, but dude, he's twenty nine. Whatever he is, he's older. Twenty eight, twenty nine. Marvin He'll is be thirty next year. Then? Like yeah. nobody's. He, he's ever got won two a world championships. Yeah. He's got lots of wins in every class. Uh, will he win a Supercross title or outdoor title? I don't know. He'll be a cons- consistent podium guy. Like I don't understand. I don't see him being this super frustrated guy that I was told. Like yeah. oh, like I'm so mad. Like dude, he's got a great bike and a great team. I'm sure yeah. Roger and Ian are not holding things back and giving him the Cooper no. and not him. And I'm no, sure they're the not. Team, and I'm sure so. they're not running over to Coop and not checking on him. Like no. I don't buy any of that. And if you're 29 years old, you're not some dumb kid making a dumb decision. You know what I mean? Like, as far as being like, oh, I want to be the number one guy. I got that chip on my shoulder. Mark's yeah. super nice. I, he likes cats. <laughs> I think the only thing that comes down to it is, like you said, number one, I think that team is extremely fair. Especially, I've heard stories actually about maybe, say, Roger not giving somebody, but that's more or less when they're not putting their best effort yeah. forward. If yeah. you're putting your best yeah. forward, he ignores you. If you're not putting effort in, he yeah. ignores you. But in right. Mark's case, he's putting his effort forward, so they're going to give him his best effort. The only thing I can see is where it becomes an issue being racing with another title contender is, in your mind, you know, teammates are supposed to play a little bit nicer. You you shouldn't race him as aggressively. That would be the only thing where I could argue that you know being at another team might give him some kind of a mental advantage. But uh-uh. there's so many, there's so much he would give up when you start doing right. the checklist. It's not worth it. Yeah, absolutely. 100%, he's pretty so. much only he. The only thing he's ever rode other than KTM was, or no, I don't know this about. Uh, you know, he had a little bit of success on a, a privateer Honda, like a small Honda team. In GPs one year before he got signed mid-season to Honda. Yeah, do you remember they took him away from the team? Yeah, because right? the team yeah. wasn't taking there, and right. he actually missed a race because there was this legal stuff yeah, in course. Yeah, he was in benched court. or something, right? Yep. A uh, couple more questions, and then Filthy Phil's coming on the show. Mike, what's up? You got a question for Michael Lindsay? Yeah. Hey, Michael. Um, do you do a like knee brace tests and stuff like that? Um, I have a few times. Uh, I have a little bit of a weird time with knee braces because I have tree trunk legs and they're kind of short and I'm very bow-legged, so I'm not usually the best person to ask a knee. I can tell you if they'll break or not, but I can't tell you how well they fit the average person. Well, you- well I, uh, I was I was wearing Mobis knee braces and I've had shitty knees for a long time, but uh, I had torn ACL, MCL, LCL on both sides of my meniscus on one knee. Jeez. And I just just got it fixed, and I was wondering if I should stick with my Mobis knee braces or if there's something a little better out there to help protect me. Uh, there's a lot you can do, yeah. Um, the braces have been so much better in the last five, yeah. six years, you know, over from what – remember yeah. what it used to be, just two two, two basic brands? Yeah, the uh, the really support side – the Mobius is a bit bulky. for When I remember trying, it's decently supportive um, from a pure support standard. I really like the asterisk, also very bulky. Of the lighter weight braces, one of the ones I really like, it doesn't have a lot of adjustment, so it either has to fit you or it doesn't, is actually the Alpine Stars. Um, I can't remember the name. of the, It's like Fluid Tech or something like that. Um, I would say that or the Asterisk have been the two I've probably had the best luck with. The Mobius was all right, but I kept always snapping the cables, uh, so I felt like I had to service them a lot. Right. Mike, try EVS. Look at that. They've been doing it for a long time. Uh, they're a show sponsor, so if you use Pulp 19, you can save uh, on over there as well. Um few guys wear those over the yeah. years they they're, they're good quality yeah. they have, so. i think usually they have like three different versions so even if there isn't a ton of just bill they have a couple different versions so yeah. fitment wise there's probably something in there uh so try evsports.com use the code pulp 19 if you want mike uh they got good reviews so look them up awesome thanks guys all right thank you man appreciate it thanks 
Uh, over the last 30 years, EVS has established themselves as the leaders in innovation and technology. When it comes to designing protection gear for today's motocross racers. Riders like RJ Hampshire, Justin Hill, Pastrana, all wear EVS when they race, ride, or whatever Travis decides to do. Check out evsports.com and gear up like the pros. Pulp 19, the code. What? I have something blinking under my desk. Yeah, I know she got distracted. Since she got distracted, I'll say something. Great I got radio, to, bros. I got to go to EVS's HQ one time, and some of the stuff they have made for Pastrana over the years is pretty oh, unique. It's the, it's the blinds from the air conditioning with the sunlight. Hey, where's the cat? Super weird. I don't know, bro. EVSSports.com, though. Please check them out. Uh, Pulp19 is the code. Uh, Randy Richardson is on four. FMIP, welcome to the show. Yes. Yes, sir. How, how are you tonight? We are fantastic. Um, you know, just uh, grinding along here. We're out here trying to get you more Instagram followers. More people need to see that hey. gold you post. <laughs> hey, I, I do have a good time, but uh, I want to thank you, Michael, for mentioning uh, Michelin's dominance there at Erisburg. We actually swept the top five positions. There we so go. kind of an overflow from the podium. I, I the was getting there. Positions. I was getting there, Randy. Don't, yeah, like that. Hey, yeah. Yeah, you were going to get there. Like you were going to finally get to interviewing Mike Brown in your Canadian post-race interviews. <laughs> I listened to that whole thing. Wait to hear from Brownie. I could not find Brownie. I could not find Brownie. I looked. I asked Andy White where he was parked. I asked someone else where he was parked. They told me where he was parked. I walked over there twice. It was some sprinter van. I never saw him. Couldn't find him. Mike Brown's an animal, by the way. He won the 125 class, and he got top 10 at MX1. (laughs) I agree, but he's also a recluse. Did you look in the glove box? I didn't. I I didn't (laughs) find it. I couldn't even find his bike. Seriously, I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Uh, you're crazy. Yeah, he's killed it at Airsburg. He did so well. Yeah, Yeah, but good job at Airsburg. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to. I knew I knew you would have covered it, Steve. I know you love uh, off road. Oh, he lives uh, for off road. So, so so a couple of things. One, I know that we don't have a specific Michelin uh, discount code or anything, but we do have the Michelin Dirty Thirty that's going on until July the fifteenth. So that is at any. Uh, you'd posted that on your Instagram a while back. It's on our Instagram as well on our website. So you can buy a set of Starcross Five tires and uh, get a $30 rebate, or if you want to be like Mathis and try to sneak into a ride day with only one, you can get 15 bucks off of a single-tire purchase. So. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's, <laughs> that's, it's fine. That's, one tire is fine. That's going all, hey, that's going all the way until July the 15th, uh, so I did want to promote that. Thank you. And uh, tell you one more thing. Uh, actually, two more things. One, I got a text from Tony Berluti today, out of the blue. Yeah, I gave him your number. Yep. Okay, all right, all right. So I was wondering, I didn't know, you had said, I'd heard on the show a while back that you hadn't heard from him, he was in love, and, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's got it, he's been, yeah, he's been been ditching me, ditching my ride days. (sighs) Girlfriend, like, like, like I tell people, love is blind and lust can't see too good either. Right, yeah, well, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Hey, so, uh, what else were you going to say? Because I have something to to tell you, so. I was going to tell you, I'm so glad that Pookie found those puzzle pieces. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, she was not happy with you at all. Or if you're a little bitch. Yeah, you you (laughs) hid two puzzle pieces when he came over. But here's the story, though. I had no intention of doing that. I went up there to maybe, maybe mix another drink, and then went up there speaking to Pookie and Debbie, and then Pookie gets all queen bee on me and says, step back from the table. You are not taking any pieces of the puzzle. (laughs) Hey, have you? Honestly, it's, it's... it's a great idea. Yeah. I wish I'd thought of it, but she prompted me to do that. To, so she, yeah, yeah. she kind well, of brought it on herself. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, how's my buddy Robbie doing? How is Robbie doing? Robbie, man, he is he is 
taser life. Oh, uh, I like to hear that. He's, he's, he's down a few pounds. He rode some motocross uh, yesterday. He didn't invite me, oddly oh. enough. Uh, but maybe that's part of Team Taser. How I many yeah. mountain bikes have yeah. you sold now? I don't know. A lot. People, I, I appreciate everybody's been using the code. I uh, think PulpMX10 at IntenseCycles.com. Robbie bought a taser that night. And I haven't had a chance to. I, I rode it around at his house there, just around the woods near his home. But haven't had a chance to really, really, you know, take it a test spin. I look forward to doing hey, that. You know but, where uh, you can get one with a good deal? Oh, where at? <laughs> Intense cycles. Yeah, IntenseCycles.com. PulpMX10. Dang it. Yeah. Dang it. All right. Well, okay. I, listen. I'll let you guys get back to the show. I'll go on there and start searching for uh, searching for bicycles. Congratulations so. on the Erzberg uh, sweep. Uh, and you took the words right out of my mouth. You knew I was on top of that. Oh, I, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks. And so on top of it, he was Thanks, under. Randy. Hey. See you. All right. Later. Bye. Yep. That's uh, Randy Richardson from Michelin. I mean, I was getting to the top five. He didn't need oh, to say yeah. that. I was getting there. So. You were getting there. Uh, hey. All right. Let's get into it. I knew that you knew that I knew that you knew. Right. Exactly. Speaking of Husqvarna's Vertex Pistons, come stock in every KTM and Husqvarna two-stroke. Email sales at pivotworks.com to save at vertexpistons.com. Uh, GP style, two-stroke, four-stroke. Uh, yeah, they've got it all. You, and, you get uh, Vertex at Pivotworks website? Yeah. Yeah, same company. <laughs> Uh, so Vertex Pistons, every two-stroke ATM, like I said, comes with that. Uh, OEM supplier to those brands as well as Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex will have your engine performing better than new. Or you can do the whole bike in a box like Mark Scott from Wrench Rabbit. Bike in a box. And, uh, and Mark's has rebuilt his bike with all those parts. So uh, thanks to uh, sa- uh, those guys at sales at Pivotworks.com to save uh, at VertexPistons.com. They bring you our first guest of the night. This man is... A- on a Canadian invasion tour right now representing America, and he did this weekend in Calgary going 2-2. Friend of the show, Phil Nicoletti. What's up, bro? What, what's going on, fellas? What's, uh, is, so, okay, so is Alex Martin there and everything's good between you two guys? I mean, yeah, there was never anything wrong, but yes, numbnuts is here. He's sitting on the couch as we speak. Okay, because you guys Alex were is a liberal. You guys were getting into it over text. You didn't want him at your house, but then he he wanted to stay. I, I don't really know what's going on. No, I, I was just saying, I I never had an issue. He was just all salty. He gets in these little whiny moods sometimes, and you know, if he doesn't want to talk to me, he doesn't want to talk. So he went on a <laughs> put me on a two week or two and a half week, uh, you know, weaker yeah. band or whatever the hell you want to call it, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, and then I'll say, well, you were there when he texted me. Yeah. Hey, you can, can I come stay on your couch? Yeah, well, now being... you want to talk to me? You want to be friends again? Yeah, it's called just being a friend and asking for a favor. Yeah. Just I, Sometimes I don't go two weeks with talking to Michael Lindsay, but I could text him and be like, hey, Michael, uh, you know, do you have a dirt bike I could borrow today? And he would say yes. And then because, you know, I don't I call him every day or text the, him every the, day. The, the problem is Alex is selfish, and then he tries to use – say that i'm selfish but really he's the most selfish person i know so he's a, he's a one he's a one-way street. alex he's clearly all, comes across as a selfish person well wow, no listen he is i'm telling you right now uh, is the troll really train is. are we okay? hold on hold on one second okay okay Oi. yo I must be talking to his old lady or something uh, i was gonna say if he ask if he's selfish or not okay but yeah, yeah please, please please do that um yeah uh, is the troll train? Are, are we are we wobbly a little bit? The troll train? We got to figure things out. Is that why we're going to club? We're... I feel like Phil needs to be the conductor and get yeah. this shit back. Yeah, on yeah. get this shit working better, Phil. The, I'm not commenting on anything regarding anything about Alex's deal. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm out of that whole situation. Are, are his checks cashing? Do you think? 
I would assume so. I yeah, mean, he's I staying mean, on he's his still, couch. How good are these checks we're talking about? Cash? No, that's, that's what I'm talking about. So, listen, as long as he as long as he fills my uh, fridge up with sparkling water, he can yeah. stay on my couch. And so. Welton was saying, right. Welton was saying in, in Wygant's video, you're full of shit. You've never filled his car up. You're exaggerating yeah. on that. So, like, that's I don't know. The only way how we get up and down the club is I he, he sponsors with the car and I sponsor with the fuel. That's how it works. He okay. didn't even buy the car. Damn dad bought the car. So he that motherfucker's getting a free ride on his own. Okay. All right. Does uh, he have a famous 20, father? Twenty <laughs> Yeah. What's that? Bet like baggage joke. I said, does he have a famous father? Um <laughs> Oh yeah. Listen I mean, I don't know. It works good though. Twenty bucks a week in fuel, I can't beat it. Uh listen uh better than the Geo Metro? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah way what happened better. to the Geo? Did it, did it just get what happened to the Geo? Did it just get towed to a junkyard? Like, what happened? Dude, it broke It broke down. I brought it to a garage, and then next you know, like, Alex had left club, and right. then the garage told me they couldn't get this part for the Geo, and then I'm like, hey, Al, what do you want to do? He's like, I don't know. I guess just leave it. And then the, <laughs> that garage closed down, and then the Geo was just, just gone. MIA. Oh, it's gone. You should have had it <laughs> crushed. You should have uh, crushed down into the tiniest cube possible and mailed it to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know because I still think his license plate was on it and everything. <laughs> I don't even think he returned the plate. <laughs> like, DMV's just racking up Car- fees. <laughs> yeah, so uh, somebody in South Carolina is probably driving around with a free set of Minnesota plate. Yeah, All the, they're just Alex getting tickets. Even know. Oh, you should yeah. put that on a van. You should find that plate, put it on somebody's van, and just rack up some speeding tickets with it. Dude, that would actually be pretty funny. Um, You'd never get caught while well, they go back to Alex. Listen, so <laughs> we go out after the race in Calgary to a nice establishment, Cactus Club, and uh, Pulp Max buys dinner. Uh, Noof thanks me on Twitter. Marshall Welton thanks me on Twitter. Caslu thanks me on Twitter. Nothing from you. Nothing. I I am not saying thank you for dinner. Why? You owe me. Because <laughs> you owe me. Why do I owe you? I <laughs> All the times I come up there and do that show, I don't ask for a penny. I mean, I, you know, like, it's I, called PR. I, I don't know. It's, it's called I, building I, your I, brand. I, I, oh, yeah. The pulp really gives me a whole lot of PR. It gives me nothing but problems. <laughs> <laughs> the show brings me so many issues. So I see your yeah, friendships not... are great here between Steve yeah. and Alex. Look at all these issues. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I know. You I need know. new I'm friends. Trying to... <laughs> I'm trying to ask everyone for my life. Did, did you? you know? <laughs> of course you are. Uh, did you? Did you meet any Pulp fans up in up in Calgary? Did you meet some? I I did. Unfortunately, yeah. a bunch right. of them. So right. I, I think I, I felt like I met more up in. Calgary than I have in the states, um, you know, well, which thank, is actually pretty cool. Thanks for giving that kid a jersey. Uh, he'd asked me, and, and I thought that, I think he thought that was pretty cool. You race jersey right off your back, second moto. You're like here, yeah, no here worries. it is. <laughs> Absolutely, so, at least um, you reminded me because I would have forgot. Uh, hey, so we we can't get enough in our in our group text that the fact that you went two two and got third, <laughs> and Osby went two two and he won. Like we just we can't get enough of that. It's fantastic. For fuck's sake! I feel like I feel I feel like Forkner in seventeen in Colorado. I was just talking to Alex about this. Like Alex on one four, Savachi went four one, German went three two, and then Forkner went two three and ended up fourth overall. Yeah. I'm like I kind I kind of feel like that. Yeah. You know? Like, and I, I for some reason I don't know why I came off the track and I'm like ah oh, I got second yeah not bad okay right right you know Gall Galdi told me I got third I'm like son of a bitch <laughs> I don't, I don't even, two that's two just the way it, that's the way it yeah. goes so um, that's, 
Well, listen. When you uh, wish you had Olympic scoring. You rode well, man. You rode really good. You got to be happy with the start of the Nationals. Like your Arena Cross Series, you won one round. Uh, Gurky got the title. It's cheese ball, tight track. Like I don't know how much stock you can put into anybody's results from that thing. But this is this was a real motocross national, and and man, you were impressive. Like you were catching Cole pretty good in the second moto. I think you would have got. I don't know if you would have been able to get by him because where, but you would have been all over him and, and maybe gotten by him, you know, and then. Uh, first moto was good too. You were catching Colton near the end. Like your fitness is on point. Your speed is good. Your starts were good on concrete. Like I don't want to, you know, I hate complimenting you, but nice day for you. I think. Yeah, you got yeah, friends that I, hate complimenting I, you. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I felt really good. Um, obviously, practice times. Like I've always been a shitty practicer. Uh-huh. I don't know why. I can't figure that out. But uh, you know, and when it comes race time, I, I felt like I was really good. Um, I put on a good charge in the first moto to try and get up to Colton. I kind of, you know, Alessio was kind of playing roadblock a little bit. It allowed uh-huh. Colton to kind of get away. You know, five extra seconds that kind of hurt me with the last two laps when I maybe could actually made a decent run um but yeah like i was happy and then the second moto yeah i i caught up to cole um and i was just gonna stalk him you know yep. i had already broken alessi and fasciati at that point i think we you know had like 13 seconds or so on yep. him um and i still had 12 minutes left in the motor so i wasn't in a panic and maybe that's kind of why i maybe stalled my bike because i was too relaxed right um i can't remember the last time i stole my bike going into a corner uh, <laughs> and yeah it just uh yeah it took a little while to refire and uh i don't know what they call that it flamed out um and then yeah i lost those 15 seconds and all i seen colton went back yeah. around me and then uh yeah i really had to kind of shit and get and yeah got back by those guys and yeah cole was obviously already gone so um you know got bleed back down to i don't know nine seconds yeah. but yeah two two it is what it is it's a good start and he basically i can hey, say we're all uh, tied for first yeah you know, so. pretty much so michael he he passed uh he got by uh alessi and fasciati in second moto uh he pulled away from him he was catching cole thompson he stalls it alessi and fasciati go back around him because his bike doesn't fire right away and then, dude, he's so angry. Phil is so mad. You can see it. He honestly... You can ca- always see it. He catches Mike and Colton, like, I don't know, two laps in, in three, yeah. whatever it was. Like, And then he just goes around them, like, see you later. So angry. I mean, so, yeah, wait, that- your, bike went, your bike went start immediately? No. Yeah, like, obviously, uh, you know, it's hard for a bike, you know, to fire up when it's kind of a little bit hot. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was chugging for a little while, and I'm like, man, please... Please just fire Damn, I was gonna I was gonna make a joke about Lee have electric start on like the guy on your couch, but apparently it wasn't working that much better. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah exactly. I, and then I was thinking, man, if I had a kickstart, I wonder if I could have kicked that bitch a little quicker. But yeah, um, it wasn't wasn't the case. So oh. I'm glad I didn't because I really would have been redlining. You know, <laughs> um, um, and it's not even your yeah, track. It it's hard pack. It's it's got, kind of reminds me of Lakewood a little bit. It's just yeah, mm-hmm. it's not your place. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I was. I was I was kind of worried, you know, I don't know, because everyone kept saying, oh, it's Canadian bumps are different, this and that. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I've ridden the Nationals for I don't know how many years down here in the States. I'm pretty sure I've hit every type of bump you can possibly hit, (laughs) you know. Um, And I just feel like, you know, I kind of knew how I wanted my bike to set up so I could carry speed and um, Mm -hmm. Joe Skid from SSS suspension came down. I've never worked with Joe and I'm sure nobody down here in the States knows Joe or, right. you know, obviously a few people do, but, uh, yeah, he came down here and tested and I'm like, wow, he's probably one of the more intelligent guys that I've worked with with suspension, uh, believe it or not. So I was kind of really impressed and, uh, yeah, my bike worked great. So I, that's probably the, 
you know, obviously the Husky last year, I didn't do much suspension right. changing um, throughout the year, and I, I barely did any clickers last week in uh, Calgary. And that track was pretty dang hard pack and chewed out and had some squirrely, squirrely holes. So, um, yeah. yeah, I felt good. Uh, Ride Engineering also on board with you. You're running their clamps and, and, uh, yep, and everything. So, so. Pulpamex-20 to save at Ride Engineer, ride-engineering.com. I want to throw that out there. So mm-hmm. Why isn't there a fill-20? It should make a field dash twenty. So you're running a twenty four offset. What are you running? Yeah, yeah. yeah you're I, I run twenty four offsets on my Yamaha. Yep. And Moff is um, Moff is the other way. Yeah, I don't I don't know if Moff's twenties or I think he's I think he's twenties or twenty twos. Yeah. Is he twenties? Yeah. yeah 20, so we're so. complete opposites. Yeah, you are. Um. So yeah, it's just a, yeah, we literally are complete so, opposites. It sounds like, like Covington versus the rest of the two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I know. Uh. No, yeah. Joe's Joe's smart. He knows what he's doing. He's been doing suspension a long time. He worked in factory yeah. Ducati for road race, so he definitely well, he knows supplies what he's doing. multiple teams up there, doesn't yep. he? Not a lot just... of teams. Yeah. Yeah. He does Colton stuff too. Uh. I think that's yeah. going to be interesting, and we're going to talk to Galdi in a second, but. Colton has a different motor and suspension package than Nalesi. Same yep. team, completely different stuff. Complete, the and bike I, and is if, red, and that's yeah, about and all if it if one shares. guy starts beating the other, I'm going to be interested to see what happens down the road. But we'll see. Um, <laughs> yeah, Phil's not commenting on that. I'm, I'm just glad I'm not Diggs. Yeah, yeah, oh, Diggs is going to have yeah. a lot of problems. Diggs, break um, out the pocketbook. <laughs> hey, so look, uh, on a serious note, um, you did the Canadian deal, you two-year deal. You jumped in last year. We're we're swinging in the nationals, you know, three rounds down, and Supercross is gone. And don't don't candy coat this answer. Don't be don't be a typical fucking rider. Are mm-hmm. you happy with your decision? Like, do you have any regret watching the U.S. stuff, thinking about you know, oh, I would be you know, I'd be a fifth, sixth place guy or or whatever? Uh, are you happy with your decision? Um, I I am ha- like it, it's always it's a catch twenty two. Yeah, it was a tough pill for me to swallow to go to Canada because obviously last year in the Nationals I got six. I finished fifth before. I've gotten eighth overall yep. as well. Like I'm a top ten guy in the states um, outdoors, and to see those guys, it's you know especially watching Hangtown and Paul, and I'm like, man, dude, like it kind of ate at me a little bit. But um, you know, right now, like I'm I'm pretty content. Like it's. Uh, like I told you, like I'm 30 now, but I still feel like I'm 18. Uh, right. I still love grinding. I still love sweating. I still love doing 35 minute motos. So, um, and I don't know when that's, you know, going to surpass me. But right now, like I, I still feel like that grind is there. And um, maybe toward the end of the year, would I want to do a U.S. national? Yeah, for sure. Because I feel like I've gained a lot uh, this year in fitness mm-hmm. and stuff that. I wouldn't have been able to do, you know, if I did Supercross and then had to go straight into outdoor. So yeah. I was able to ch- change a lot of my training and stuff. So um, I know every Tom, Dick, and Harry says this, oh, they're the fittest they've ever been. But really, I <laughs> am the fittest I've ever been. They uh, do say that. And, well, yeah, yeah, that's good know, to know because a, my sources were telling me there was a lot of wine drinking and there was... Maybe not, not, not a shape. I, it, it doesn't. Wine's going to kill you. I already had. I had two glasses tonight. Alex even had a glass with me. All right, I, okay. I have. Just, yeah. I have a glass or two of wine every night. All so right. Okay. So that's not going to stop. Uh, that just comes with age. I'm curious, Mentalis, because like you take Millsaps going up there, and it was kind of a sort of a mini career reset for him before he came back, and a couple guys have done that, and then there's been guys like Gerke that have made it up. Canari was there forever. Canari, so, yep. I mean, Canari still went back and forth quite a bit when the season was, you know, he would do Supercross here, Outdoors there. He was kind of going back and forth. But um, how was that for you, like, mentality-wise, kind of going into it? Uh, did you look at it initially as a, 
maybe just a stepping stone to come back or were you committed like okay this is my new home this is where um, my lot is in life per se uh yeah i mean i i did the two-year deal because i i I didn't want to worry anymore you know you go down here and especially like phil was sick of being a felon yeah (laughs) yeah it wasn't so much a feeling it was just like for what i was getting paid down here and what i was doing i felt like it came to the point where i was overperforming for what I was getting paid, now I just got sick of it, you know. And, and I haven't really said that before, but it just came to that point. Yeah, where I was just like I'm over it. I could know? see it, man. They, um, you know, I think the JGR guys, and I, we like them all. They're good guys, but I think they took yeah. took advantage of you a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I and toward the end, like I was just like, man, I'm kind of kind of over it. I mean, if people knew what I was really kind of getting paid with that, and what the other guys were getting, and you know what I was producing, like it, it just didn't make any sense. And I wish I would have known now you know then obviously <laughs> right, hindsight's right. twenty twenty. you know yep. um but yeah i i, w- I would have done a this canadian deal three right. years ago or something yeah, yeah. you know uh right. maybe just kind of revamp myself but overall like with that being said i would have never met the husky guys you know and yep. those guys were awesome and they and honestly i learned so much about a bike through them you know on how certain things could be and what I could kind of get away with. And, you know, I don't need a super ridiculously fast bike and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, um, and then maybe not to change so much shit. So it was kind of, it's actually kind of cool. So, um, you know, and it's just, it's a learning curve. You know, what's cool is that if you don't go back, you made a podium at Unadilla. You know what I mean? Like a little bit, like that's kind of neat. Like you can always like these hometown fans and, and everything, and your dad was there, and like that, that is a really neat way to be like, yeah, all right, screw you guys, I'm going to another country to make a living, you know? Yeah, and and, and that's kind of another thing, but you know, it's hard because it's in season, it's just like, you know, coop and stuff like that when you win a championship, like how much do you really get to enjoy it because it's always the next race or whatever, yeah. but uh, yep. you know, to look back on it, I'd be like, man, how many people really have podium in a 450 outdoor for an overall, you know? There's right. really not that many, you know? Um, so to say that I at least did that, and you know, my U.S. career, that's uh, that's pretty legit. But, you know, there is, a, like I said, there is a part of me that still wants to come and race the States at the end of the year. But, mm-hmm. you know, is it worth me making a 1000 bucks? you know, yeah. uh, to do it, to go 5-5 five, five again, let's say? I mean, what's that really prove? I've gone 5-5 five, five how many times <laughs> right. in my career, you know? And, it's, yeah, yeah. you know, it's the same shit. So, uh, uh, seven, but, uh, I'd like to hammer some of those fuckers. <laughs> 702-586-7857. You got a call, I've got a, a question for, for I Phil. i got a texting question okay. for Phil. Uh, Schmeichel Schmamanovich yep. <laughs> wants to know how close were you to going to Europe for GPs? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, we had a couple options, um, you know, but at the same time, uh, the, as far as like money and stuff to go over there wasn't, um, what I needed to do to be comfortable to live there, um, and kind of do everything right. So, and I've seen people that have gone over there on kind of shoestring budget type stuff and, you know, kind of struggle. So, uh, at least with the Canada deal, I could stay in Charlotte and keep my program tight, you know, train here where I've been for six years and ride a club and do all that same stuff. So it kind of made more sense. And, you know, I didn't have to be stuck in a certain country, you know, um, kind of by myself, which, you know, I'm not saying that would have been cool, but you need a certain amount of money to live comfortably and do things right to, to make it, uh, make sense. One, one other follow-up to that, because, I mean, definitely some Americans have gone offers over the year to ride for teams over there, but some of the teams have been a little janky or sketchy. Was at least the ones you're talking to, was there any, like, like per se legit, legit yeah. like Rinaldi's or, or the KRT or yeah, anything like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, we had, 
some decent ones, but like I said, it wasn't, you know, it'd be like a third rider type deal and it just wasn't yeah. really worth it. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. Cause over there, you, you know? don't even get gear. Unlike here, 450 teams over there, gear deals are pretty much all part of it. So yeah. 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 Like, like, like I said, my, my Canadian deal, I'm, I'm happy with everything, you know, right. um, obviously people say it's Canada, but did you, you know, I can still enjoy riding my dirt bike and, and stuff like ha- that. And, what about, what about, know, what about Cunsby? Did you give him congrats on his two <laughs> two? <laughs> he was waiting I for did, that after I the did. race. Okay, he was waiting I for did. that. I, oh. I was I was happy for him, and I, you know, Josh is one of the kids that he, you know, uh, even he's got more talent than me, I would say. Um, yep. But I think he's still to the point where he doesn't quite know the working hard part yet. Um, but he's just got a lot of talent, and let me, I mean, he, he's got a gift to to ride a damn dirt bike. So I was happy for him, and I think you know a lot of people kind of uh, didn't expect him to to do that uh, you know i think uh, you know especially you were thinking t-dags and renslin and those guys but yeah three has got skill man yeah so he's, he, not, he, he's, uh, he's yeah. the guy he's the guy him and Hartraft are guys that i yell and scream at instead of bringing these kids up like why don't yeah like Hartraft and osby just because they've already been two-year pros or three-year pros no one, yep. it's like oh they're garbage they're, they're garbage but hey let's give this kid a yep. shot and I'm always like, grab an Osby. And if you work, if, uh, if he works hard, sure. if I you know? if I was a guy like if I you know uh, TLD or something like that, uh, you give you know Osby sixty grand, whatever you know, because that's all they really make. You know, some of them make more than that, and they're complete right. washouts, um, which is pretty sad. But and then give them a good program and see what you yeah. can get out. Yeah, I said they'll just bring up like, some kid. You know. Yeah, and you know, a guy like Osby and Hartraft, they're not afraid to skim a set of whoops. You know what I mean? I mean, if you tell them to run into a concrete wall, I mean, they'll do it for you. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of a misconception, but, um, you know, sometimes right. it's just the way it goes. So all right. I, I disagree with it. Yeah. All right. Let's get to, uh, we have Alex Martin on the line. Uh, what's up? Uh, what's up, Alex? How are you? Hi, guys. How are you doing? Just listening to your conversation. It's entertaining. Uh, so Phil says you're selfish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's selfish. Go ahead. I, he Tell says that because selfish. I called him out. Okay, I just I don't know who's I don't know what the problem was, uh, Alex. I was defending you at dinner last night or, or Saturday night because yeah, you just asked that. to stay on a couch away, as Phil. as a friend. Go away. I'm sitting Dude. on the couch right now at the apartment, and he's in the on the patio, and he just opens the door and stares me down. <laughs> <laughs> Did he do the throat slit? Yeah. <laughs> Did he throat no. slit you? So, the the fucker knows that he's lying. But this idiot here, he texts me after Hangtown, and like from this is my point of view, the text message says, wow, that was a complete shit. <laughs> no, that's not he's right there. You know what? You know what? That is why. I said, no, tell him what the text message really said, dumb dick. <laughs> Well, no, you can no, tell them that. Te- no, the text message said, the text message said, okay. fucking first face moto facepalm. <laughs> fucking first moto facepalm. And I talked to him Thursday night, uh-huh. and I say, he's like, oh, well, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, I got kind of got you going 8-4, possibly 8-3. And he's like, oh, 8, huh? And I was like, well, I'm kind of worried about your first moto. And then lo and behold, <laughs> 20 fucking fours. <laughs> and then the second yeah. moto was killer. Right. You know, but Phil's, Phil's a dick. But <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, a twenty-four was unbelievable, Amar. I don't even know what what happened. You know? I don't know what was more unbelievable, the twenty-fourth or the second. <laughs> <laughs> so, are That's you very up and down day? What, what did you think of Phil going two-two for third, Amar? Hey, 
Is that just so Phil or what? That's awesome. It's great. Yeah, I mean, it's only natural, right? Right. I mean, I, I thought it was a solid day. Pretty solid. I mean, you can't get much more solid than that. No. First Dude, Canadian he, didn't even know, he didn't even know I went 2-2 until, like, 5 o'clock on Sunday. <laughs> okay, well, he's worried about Lakewood and dealing with his own stuff, Phil. I mean, you know. No, I, I knew you went 2-2. I actually looked on Twitter. That The only way I could find info was to check Mathis's Twitter feed at, like, probably, like, 7 o'clock on Saturday. I looked. Oh, see, there you go. Or, or, we're not going to talk about how to check results up in Canada right now. Oh, dude, <laughs> they struggle. They struggle <laughs> with timing and results. They really do. I don't. I don't know. We're, we're going to blame. Goldie. They running on dial up up there still. I don't know. We're going to blame Goldie here shortly. So, so, Amar, what are you? What are you doing down there? Like, are you? Are you? you know, Lakewood didn't go great for you. Are you down there? Is it boot camp time? What? What? Why the switch to to, to ride with Phil this week? Uh, well, it's not really ride with Phil. It's uh, to test with the team. Oh, okay, <laughs> Phil, damn Phil's it. Just, uh, he's a byproduct of being in this area. <laughs> okay, all right. But, he he yeah, uses no, me. Just, just, yeah, I pretty much. He made me dinner tonight. It's oh. pretty nice. So I can't really, can't say he's selfish anymore. He made me dinner. Oh, okay, good. Is I'm he glad. a good cook at least? Yeah, he's a really good oh. cook. He's been a bachelor That's for right. 29, 30 years, so he's got a dial. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. The bachelor <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, Phil, when are you... When, what, man, I'm not talking about this. Okay, all right. <laughs> I am not I tried to hashtag home life. I tried up. to go into home life talk it up in no, Canada. Alex, divert was, divert this fucking conversation is, someplace else. Is Alex I'm your home life? There. Is that what this is? <laughs> Alex is back now. You have home uh, life. Alex, he's just not. He doesn't want to talk about it. Alex, he just doesn't want to talk about it. So, well, I'm mean, unreal. Married, but still, still in the bachelor life, but. Yeah, no, we're we're in Charlotte testing with the team. Okay, week, so we got some we got some work to do to try and get the bike dialed in. So yeah, it's all well, good. Fitness tr- is fitness is fine. I'm not too worried about that. Right. Um, so. All right. Yeah. No, I just wanted to you know figure out what what the deal was. It what why you know why this uh, why this is turning left on us Charl train because I'm I'm on board yeah. with the train you know so. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I think. Uh, in retrospect, I, I I think the last few years. Being a, like with Star and TLD, they're based on the West Coast, so I was thinking like, yeah, we need to go west and like ride the West Coast tracks. But being that JJR is based on the East Coast, it's kind of like you don't really need to be West Coast. It's better to like take advantage of the team and, mm-hmm. and kind of stay East. Right. And so I definitely learned that the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phil, we got a call for you. Hold on, Alex. We'll get to you in a second. Okay. But Jimmy, uh, what's your question for Phil Nicoletti? Yeah, just, I want to ask Phil, like, does he get any shit for being American when he's up in Canada? Uh, no, not so much. No, they're, uh, they kind of take me in. So, um, I don't know. It doesn't really feel like it's Canada, to be honest with you. So, um, I mean, obviously, I think people would root for they do. Cole, and Cole, yep. Cole more than me, for sure. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is what no, it is, but I, I, I don't Jim, think they hate me, Jimmy. I had a guy, I had a fan come up to me after the first motos, and they were talking to me yes. about the first motos, and they said, "How about those Canadian boys winning? Like as Colton and Dylan Wright won the first two motos, so they want the Canadians to win. They're cheering for the Canadians, but they've embraced American guy. They don't have a problem with it. You know what I mean? Like, like it's they they want the Canadian guys to win, but that's that's pretty normal. They're not going to treat Phil shitty though because of that. Well, but, I was going to say for Canadians, so. that's going to be kind of cool. I hear complaints sometimes from dudes like, "Oh, why why do so many teams bring up Americans and everything?" But I would say arguably it keeps the competition up and it gives them a little more reason to yeah. cheer for the home crowd to take down what they feel like the uh, the imported American that's there to win. Yeah, yeah. So Jimmy, I think I think they they cheer for Canadians, but they treat the, the American guys well. So 
All right, cool. And I just got one, one, one more thing for Phil. Next, when, when you jam on the rear brake, you got to pull in the clutch. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy with the rotting technique. Nice, Jimmy. Yeah, thanks for the All tutorial, right, cool. bro. Thanks, bro. <laughs> you should do some riding what tech videos. Dick. <laughs> Alex, he stalled it. Like, he was tracking down the leader, Alex, and he just stalled yeah. it. Oh. Yeah. Poor Phil. Um, Can't figure it out after 30 years. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, Alex, okay, so your week off, right? So testing with the JGR guys and then go hit, hit high point? Yep. Yeah, that's the plan. I'm going back to Florida Sandbox next week to get some motos in the hot, hot humidity. Right. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, why this, you... Honestly, in California, it was like 50 degrees for the last month. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's been, uh, I, it's been cool California here, too, in Vegas. Jacked. It's It's been oh, really cool in Vegas. Like, now my mountain biking now, it's getting hot. Now I can't go in the day. i got to go in the mornings, so. Um, yep. Hey, so listen, you guys are both on Pirelli tires. This is something new that was announced for the for the Nationals for uh, JGR. And Phil, I was going to ask you about your tires. Did you ride Pirelli before or no? You would have, right? Yeah. JGR. Yeah, yeah. JGR yeah. was, we were Pirellis in, geez, for a long time, 14, 15, 16, and then I think 17 we switched to Dunlops. Um, but now they, yeah, midseason, making the switch back. So. Yeah. Um, um, so Phil, yeah, you're comfy with them though, obviously on your Yamaha, on your Rockstar. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The um, I don't I don't have an issue with them. I mean, how many World Championships do they have? Right. Um, a lot. So it's kind of yeah, a lot. So uh, yeah, they're okay. I mean, for me, it's it's pretty much the same because I run mooses in front and rear. Um, sometimes I'd rather prefer to run a tube in the front, uh, especially like Calgary, Calgary this past weekend, just because of the hard pack um, stuff. But I mean. I don't know. Would you really want to risk a flat tire? So it's kind of a catch-22. So I'm not going to DNF due to a flat. Um, so, yeah, I don't have an issue with him. But uh, for Alex, it might be a little different because he's he's never really run them before. Yeah, so Alex, how are they? How have they been for you? Yeah, I mean, we, we tried them out, um, I think, actually a little bit before Vegas. And, I mean, back-to-back, and it was – I mean, I was pretty optimistic about it, happy with everything. I mean – I actually did run Pirelli's in 2009 when I was on oh, Storm Lake Honda. Wow. Lube. wow. Did the West Coast Series. <laughs> yeah, so that's like literally my only experience. So I've been dumb up the rest of my career. So, okay. um, but I mean, it's, it's good. I mean, they were able to help the team and give the team some money. And, and like, I tried the tires, and, and I like them. So, I mean, right. I'm pumped. I'm um, pumped with the, with the addition of the program. Alex, do you think Phil's Canadian results will get him a boot deal from Myrtle? Because that seems to be what he's missing right now is a boot deal. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, let's hope so. Poor Phil. He needs, he just needs more money. That's all he cares about. Uh, Phil, what do you think? Do you think That's this will happen, or what do you think? <laughs> what? That my boot deal? Yeah. Fuck no, that ship sailed. <laughs> I'm getting no boot money. <laughs> you know, uh, not, I mean, not a chance. I'm I'm screwed. All I'm, right. I'm in A stars for the rest of the summer, <laughs> which I don't have a problem with. Right. Boots anyway. Yeah, you just you, know? you just like uh, you just get paid for them. That's all. Yeah, I mean, it would it would it would put a little, you know, make it a little better. Right. But it is what it is. So no um, complaints. So you're do you think that going back and forth from you know Charlotte every week to Canada is, is this what smart move? I'm not sure about this. Um, this week probably not. Uh, but the problem is like I. Isn't this week's race to... in, like, the North Pole or something? Dude, it's so far. Yeah, yeah. This, this weekend's in Prince George, and, like, dude, to get there, I have a 16-hour travel day to get there and, like, a 17-hour travel day to get back. Like, I could fucking fly to Australia faster. 
So you know, you're flying on Thursday, though, right? Yeah, are you going on Thursday? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it just it is what it is. But I'm, I wish I could have stayed, and you know, maybe next year I can kind of plan it out. Maybe I could go stay up at uh, Moffenbar's place, and you know, kind of taking Canada because that part of the country is supposed to be pretty badass with Banff, you yeah. know, the uh, the park there and shit. So right. that would be really cool. But I just didn't want to get taken out of my comfort zone. At least I could co- come back here sleep in my own bed, ride one day, fly back out there. You're going to be you know? hating it uh, going to Prince George. but um, uh, Yeah, but it's supposed to be nice up there, isn't it? It is, but country, the, well, just yeah. the, you know, wait till you get to Manitoba, home of where yeah, my four but, championships were won. Yeah, but I heard that someplace is not very cool, though. Not oh. as cool as Prince George. The best place in the country, Manitoba. Yeah, I don't know. What, do, I what do you think, Alex? Are you going to get it? Are you going to go, Alex, on an off weekend, are you going to head up Canada to cheer on Phil? Uh, no, he's not. Honestly, probably not. No. Oh, <laughs> no. Listen, I mean, no. But no, but you know what? You know, but no. This is how selfish I am. Oh, maybe on my weekend off after Mendoza, I was like, oh, maybe I'll go down to WW and watch, you know, Alex Trace or something. But nah, you come up to watch Phil on an off weekend? Nope. Nope. Fuck chance. <laughs> well, there you go, Alex. He's not coming down to, to WW Ranch now. No, yep. no, I will. I just won't go over and see him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Go drive all the way down there and completely avoid me all weekend. That sounds like a good friend, Phil. It sounds like a good thing to do. Hey, come on, Phil's gonna. Phil has a chance to win like his first big professional title, and you won't go cheer him on. And he'd come down and cheer you on. And well, listen, let's not be a dick. Hey, <laughs> Alex, but well, the chance. Well, go ahead. Yeah, who's got who's got a little less chance Honestly, of winning a title this year? I don't even really know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not in a good position. We're not going to There you lie. go, Phil. But, um, troll, tr- troll yeah, train. I'm not even You're sure welcome, what the Phil. schedule is up there. So. Well, listen, Phil, uh, Alex, I think I There's might go to an- called Google. I might go to another round, uh, the Gopher Dunes round. It's a weekend off in America, so let's go travel together like buddies, and we'll go see Phil in Toronto. What weekend is that? Uh, I don't think. It's, I think it's after before Millville or something that weekend. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean that would actually be an easy I would have yeah, liked to race. He seems super pumped, Phil, to, to go. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, trust me, he'll he'll have something to plan on that weekend. Um, hey, so before we let you guys go, what about Mike Brown? Top tening MX1 and winning the 125 class. Just just an animal, Mike Brown. Well, I just, I, actually, who was I just talking to? Either Marshall or was it you, Alex? Maybe not. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because him and Kate always have like weekend. a – yeah, yeah. Him and Kate always have like this death duel battle, you know. Um, and I was just like, dude, if I was Kate, there's no way I'm letting a – 48-year-old man beat me at a national who's just raced, literally did the two-stroke race <laughs> and 235, you know, beat me at a national. I would, I don't know. Cade was, Cade was on suicide happened. watch after. He really was. Cade was not in a good place after the motos. He was not. Poor yeah, Cade. Yeah. Poor Cade. Yeah, but that, that's just like, that's just Cade though, you know. Right. Um, that's it. So, yeah, but Brownie was sick. He's he's a, he's a legend. He is. He is. Uh, all right, boys. Uh, we're gonna let you go. Congrats, Phil, on your two-two. Good job. And Alex, yeah. um, it's okay. I, I'm, you're not selfish. You're you're still a cool guy, Alex. You're still you're still I got, awesome. I got one more fish. Oh. Hey, I appreciate the text and you sticking up for me. You I know. Yep. I appreciate that. Yep. And I hey, I bought him dinner, and he guess who's the only guy to not thank me? Phil. Charles did. Welton did. Uh, Newf did, but not not Phil. Yeah. I mean. That's the thing. Phil is Phil's softy on the inside, but he's really crusty on the outside. So yeah, yeah. You just got you got to work him. I know. Um, all right, oh, Alex. Thanks, go. man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, see you. All right. 
I had one, one last more. question. Well, I was oh, gonna, I thought it was for, for Phil. <laughs> well, I was going to tell Alex pro- prove my comment wrong to get back oh. in the towel and good luck. Oh. And then for Phil, I got one more thing before he leaves. Uh, speaking of all the options you have, are you still technically kicked out of Australia? Or are you allowed back in the country? Uh, no, I think my ban is up, but I haven't even checked it. So. <laughs> is your ban? <laughs> they can keep their country. I'm never going back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, scratch yeah. Australia off the option list. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind going back for the Oz Open, though. You know, but yeah. yeah, that would be about it. Well, you know, you, uh, so. when's my percent coming for the FXR deal too? Let me know when my deal's coming through for that. So. Talk to Andy about that. Maybe he can wire you just some money. Okay, because you know, uh, you're not getting it. You're not getting it from me. Steve, <laughs> come on, Steve. Can you give Steve a little higher percentage than Lucas. I just yeah. want to hear how you're entertaining. He didn't friend. even. He didn't even text somebody that worked at the company. Yeah, I did. I totally did. I texted everybody. I, t- I everybody. I, I dialed you in, but that's okay. That's fine. I see how it is. Alex was right, I guess. Um, thanks. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Vertex Pistons bringing you Phil Nicoletti. Thanks, Phil. But, all right. See you, boys. See you. Sales at Pivotworks.com. You can save with the Vertex Pistons. All right. Let's get to our next guest here. Uh, we left them on hold for a little while, but we want to talk some more Calgary. Ryan Gold. What's up, Galdi? Hey, buds. How's it going? We're good. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Um, I no problem, man. Keep me up late at night. I got ten, you know, three kids. Keep me up anyway. I'm still going. It's uh, good. Yeah. Listen, uh, this Friday night speech. That's this, awesome. this, this dinner. <laughs> tell me somebody has what, a recording. Did, did, does anybody have? I mean, Gal- Noof was like, first thing I when I saw the Noof, he's like, Steve, I just witnessed the most incredible thing last night, and I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like. Galdi's speech at the at the Moto Concepts GDR dinner. He's like, it's it's unbelievable the things he was saying. <laughs> I wish I could remember them. <laughs> at some point, you wanted three hundred grand to run a series from Genova. Yeah, yeah, no, I figured he had that in his pocket, so right. I figured that was an easy to ask to grab right there. Right, right. Um, you can put hot but, tubs yeah. all around the track. <laughs> Unbelievable, Goldie. Yeah, I'm not really too sure about that. It was kind of a surprise. I guess that's like a thing they do at, at their dinners, and it, you know, it got swung into the GDR, and I just happened to be there, and. Um, yeah, I was. I don't know if I was 15, like your tweet said, but I was pretty deep into the spice rums by that point, and, and the, the entertainment just flew. The yuck yucks and the inner Randy oh, Richardson found me. Yeah, yuck yucks was full effect, and Kevin Benoit jokes to freeze, and and, and Michael Lessy jokes, and just you were just on fire on this. Yeah, this I guess I guess that if we had a recording, it would have been a lot better because I, I I really don't remember a lot of it. <laughs> well, yeah. hey, uh, listen, I was up in Calgary as you know, and uh, racing was good. I think both of the motos was exciting, a little unpredictable as well. Um, and, and, and the live timing didn't work, which just carries on. An incredible <laughs> Cal Ripken Jr.-like streak for Canadian moto and Where live timing. Like 15 years deep. It's <laughs> phenomenal. C- congratulations well, I, I to everybody we, involved. We started live timing in 08, so uh, we're, we're, we're hitting the 11th year here. I guess. Congratulations. It doesn't matter. CMRC, Jetworks, it's all phenomenal. <laughs> it's phenomenal. It's so I told you. I told you what happened. Yeah. So, like it was working just fine before that first 450 practice. Yep. And then our brand new production team that has not, you know, didn't really know the rules of not laying cable on cable. Well, a live cable destroys another live cable, basically, and it just, they laid the TV cable on it, and it shut the system right down, yeah. and nobody could figure it out for the entire, I was up there, because I know the system pretty good, because I run it at all my grassroots races, and stuff. Uh-huh. I was losing my mind, I was ready to leave the track, I had no idea <laughs> what was going on, why, why we couldn't figure it out. Oh, it's fantastic, I loved it, someone yeah. came up to me and said, live timing's broken, and I'm like, yeah. 
Yeah, don't worry. It, it will be. That's, that's, how, yeah. that's how Canada motocross rolls. Next thing will be a, a red cross docking. Yes, um, yes, yes. Cutting up the track. <laughs> um, yeah, we got to get street going, boys. That's, no, we like to keep it entertaining up there. Yeah, so then the TV show, it did happen. You got it up and running. It was a you know, late start for that, but but you guys yeah, salvaged it, was, it um, so that's good. It was a bit scary. On, on Thursday, uh, the former production person who was running like arena cross in the series last year literally – if whoever you talked to, he quit or he got fired, whatever it is, and literally pulled the pin. And uh, Justin and his and the boys pulled a rabbit out of their ass and got a crew from Calgary with a production truck. It was not even seen by Friday at five o'clock. <laughs> they were there for a Saturday morning at five. Built the whole thing. We literally went live with the two when the two lap board came out uh, at the first two fifty moto. Ah, nice. Glad to see you pulled it yeah. off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. At some point, so, you're like, hey, I may need you. I, I have to talk all day long, and, and I, I don't know when I'm going to get breaks, so you may have to come in and, and talk. A little yeah. I, 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 unfortunately, I didn't get the chance to. I would have liked that, actually, because you would have had some fun on there. But we, and as soon as the show went going, like, I was actually walking around kind of like watching the guy set up, and then all of a sudden I was on the deck, and they're like, hey, you're going live in 45 seconds. I'm like, okay, turn it on. Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> He's and, uh, uh there was no testing, no warm up, no you know comms work, no nothing. Like boom, camera on, nice. And uh, we went. And as far as I understand, the show went good on Fox Racing. I don't know how it went on that app, the Two Wheels TV app. I'm right. not sure if it linked properly, but right. the show worked. Yeah, no, my no. mom and dad watched it, so we we had at least two viewers. No, that's good. That's good to hear. Um, <laughs> hey, so. Um, uh, the racing was good, wasn't it? Uh, both classes, both motos, 6-1, six, 1-6, one, one, six, uh, two, 2 for Phil and different winners, Cole Thompson and Colton. Like, I thought both classes, there was clear separation on the results. Like, the same guys finished in the same spots, basically every moto with some mixture. But it was good racing with everybody. I thought it was good. No, I mean, I don't think you can ask for a much better first round. You got four different moto winners. Yep. Uh, crazy overall winner for the 250, like you said, and then the 2-2 for Phil. And uh, Cole Thompson, who on our podcast knew said wasn't going to ever win, wins. Um, you know, and then the one six six one, and then the Dylan Wright killing everybody in the Moto 1, and then fully going old school Dylan Wright in Moto 2, and Tanner Ward kind of coming out of nowhere, like – you really couldn't have scripted that any better to kick off a series. I really hope it doesn't get any duller yeah. from here on out. Um, but, yeah, no, it was – the racing was getting – so, like, before we used to have a spotter in the tower for the television show, right, kind of uh -huh. telling us where, you know, a great yeah. battle was or what was going on. Um, we didn't have that, and we haven't had that for a while. But, luckily, the racing up front was amazing, so it helped for that. Um, but, unfortunately, the racing was so good at the front, you missed – Maybe some love for like a Keelan Meston or a, my guy Dakota Alex. Oh boy, <laughs> cost me fifty bucks. He cost me fifty bucks. Uh, um, you know things things like that, or your Marco Canellas or whatever. Right, so it right, didn't get right. much in the up. But yeah, like I, I really like I wrote my I just wrote my blog. I just posted it up a little bit ago. It was literally miracle on dirt, like the miracle on ice in the eighties uh, U.S. <laughs> Russia series. Miracle, on, miracle dirt. on dirt. Easy, easy, easy Goldie with that. Easy, <laughs> it was, but, it was but, miracle on dirt. We okay. pulled gold medals out of our ass. <laughs> oh God! All right, Michael. Yeah. Speaking of the racing, what was up with Gurk, sir? The Gurky, the beef. You know what? I never got a chance to get over there. I don't know if you did, Steve, but yeah. I, I never really, I never saw him all day. Like literally, not I, even I in practice. I didn't see him. I haven't have at seen a picture on Listmore stuff. I haven't nothing. I have yeah. no idea. Well, he won. He, he was just a five-six. He won the arena cross series, so we all thought he was on. No, point he and won the good. last round. I thought he won the point series. No, Cole. No, did. Cole Thompson won. Oh, my bad. All right, so yeah, I just said, I listened to that on your, your, your uh, 
preview or your yeah, preview pod. Yeah. I was like, but to me, um, great journalist. He looked, he looked, yeah, yeah like <laughs> I just thought he would so be a lot better. Research. He was off the pace, man. He was forty seconds back or so in that first moto. Yeah, um, it was. So. It, I'm not too sure what happened there. I don't. I didn't hear anything about maybe a, a, an injury that might have happened. Uh, I mean, right. by our bikes bike setup 40 seconds difference for bike setup um what did you hear about jess pettis obviously we we talked about in our preview pod about him being hurt and not riding much and coming in under the radar blah 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 to me when he's healthy he's the class in that of the field in that class but um he made mention on the podium like he barely rode he wasn't even sure he was going to race did you you get um, any more info on that yeah i did so right after we did our review i actually did the podcast with him and uh, he shared about a month ago he had a big crash he kind of made it sound like it was a bike thing Okay. Um, I didn't totally dig into it, and yep. he hurt his arm really bad. Um, I can't remember if it was right or left, but he hurt his arm really bad. I didn't break it, but he like did some some tendon thing or something, and he just hadn't been able to do anything with his arm for the month, um, whether other than just kind of riding a bicycle. That's it. He hasn't yep. ridden for a month. That was the first time he was on the bike in just over a month. Was, yeah, was so practice uh, Saturday morning. So those moto scores are actually pretty good, all things considered. Yes, really good. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I actually got a text. Uh, from a local in PG from Prince George, where he's from, where there was a little bit of talk that he might not even race this weekend. So the five seven that he did is yeah. humongous. Right. Yeah, I'd heard so. uh, somebody else I know that works on some team stuff up there said there was something suspension problem when Pettis had rode and he wanted his brains out because oh, of something right. fork yeah. related. Right. Yeah, he he made it sound like it was a bike thing. I didn't dig right. on it when he when he said that thing. It gets a little sensitive in our country compared to your guys's. Everybody gets their oh, they get really sensitive here. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. They do. You no, guys they do. Up, but, um, um, so, but, uh, yeah, so impressive. I was impressed with Phil. Right, well, dude. Like. He was the fastest guy. Yeah, he kind of, he, yeah. he 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 blew the win with that stall on the bike. He should have won that race, won hands down in the sec. He had the fastest lap of both motos, um, uh, and in that second moto, he was coming like he was just chugging along and gaining on Cole, and it was going to happen. And then boom, he stalls the yeah. bike and costs him that win for sure. Because by not by like noticeably the fastest guy. Yeah, he like, was impressive. Looks like he has been riding at Calgary for the last fifteen years. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I, I like, was. I hate to give the yeah. fucking guy credit, but he was. I know. <laughs> I'm not quite as as fucking as the friendship like you guys. The like you actually guys love each other, but you hate each other too right. to everybody else. Yep. yep. But fuck, he was fucking good. Yeah. Like, yep. and he's the guy you want to be good. Like his interview after Danny Bro did one for my side, I just laughed. The one that you did with him, like it's just. He's perfect right now. This is exactly what you need for a series. He's an asshole afterwards, and when he knows he's good, he knows he's good. And it, flipped it, off that a, was beautiful. That's flipped exactly off a lapper. Mean. Flipped off a lapper over yeah, the finish. Flipped off a lapper. Sure, he'll do that Didn't one. Didn't even so. wait till it was like unseeable. Right? Does it on the finish line? <laughs> like right in front of everybody. I see the whole yeah. crowd. Um, how, yeah. how about T Dags? What do you think, Galdi? He was good. He had a crazy crash in the first moto. I got, I guess, taken out by a ghost bike. We didn't get that on the on the TV side of things, so I missed it. But, yeah, I missed um, it too. Yeah, he got taken out uh, by a ghost rider and ended up getting back to seventh, which was. But he got, he was in like if you look at the laps, he was in like ninth on like lap maybe seven uh, out of the fifteen laps or fourteen laps they did. So he had time and just couldn't seem to get it going kind of late in the moto. But moto two was awesome. He was super impressive, but I think you made a good point. I listened to your uh, interviews after the race. I, he needs that extra five minutes. He does. If anybody needs it, it's Tyler. For he sure. needs it. Those guys are so fast at the beginning of the race, those younger kids, and, and I think that kind of hurt him a little bit. It just takes him a little bit to get going. 
Um, but I, yeah, I might, you might see a bit more of a difference this weekend. This is more of a little bit more of his oh. level playing ground, where it's you know big berms and really rough and gnarly and and stuff like that. So and it could it, it could be right. super hot up here, or it could be rainy. So you could kind of get a little bit of everything when we're where we're heading. We're, you know, we're oh. only, Michael, you can't ask from you can't, Alaska. Michael, so. you can't ask Goldie about T- Tyler. That's his Tim Ferry. It's really it's it's going and going and going. Dude, he loves Tyler Medaga. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a super fan of T Dag. You are the first yeah. kid that ever came up and told me I told me he was I was his hero. <laughs> <laughs> so, was, uh, it stuck, man. It stuck. Another one for you guys, Dylan uh, Wright. I see he went one uh, six. So yeah. still struggling a little with consistency, but well, okay. So first moto gone. Yeah. See, like, like passes everybody it. and takes off. Like gone. And a second moto, they water the track pretty good. He comes in he's second or third off the start and just slides out and then picks his bike up, comes from pretty much last. Well, not really because there was a big crash. Probably from comes from like 20th to 5th or 6th, gets out of shape, smokes a flagger. Flagger yeah. is down. Dylan is down. He gets up. He told me he crashed again, <laughs> which I didn't see. And then he comes. So he was on T-Dags for third. Or fourth, I forget what it was. No, he was making the. He was actually right about to make the pass on T day. Yeah, to get in. That, so I he would have went like one three at the time. He probably would have went and, one three. Um, yeah, he would. He would have got the overall, but he slid out right before he came up to the finish line. Actually, almost hit Digger, the team manager. Yeah, um, for the second time hitting someone on the side of the track. And um, but yeah, and then he he, he ended I up. I think it would have been a little worse to hate your team manager. Yeah, he <laughs> Dylan, Dylan went Dylan because everyone you know everyone knows his speed. He just yeah. makes mistakes, and he had some bike problems last year too. Yeah, uh, yeah. But like, if Dylan, if first moto Dylan shows up, and with Jess being injured, like this thing could, yeah. you know. But well, yeah, and then he was he was definitely the fastest, but for sure went. That that first turn cross just lit the old Dylan up like on fire. Yeah, the last <laughs> he passed. One. If you if you actually, I don't know if you watched the first lap, but he passed. He hit the finish line and was in thirteenth place. Oh, was he that high? Okay, yeah. He was yeah. in thirteenth place, so he was blitzing by people. Right. Last one so. for you guys on the two fifty class. So lead two for the weekend, Osby Renslin. I think it's kind of interesting. Renslin's on MX one hundred one, which is currently two for two on titles with different riders yep. going for their third straight title with a different rider. Osby's there, also on the Yamaha team, but kind of the weird combo. Renslin's old team, in yeah. A way. That's right. Old which team, yeah. now comes to Canada for. Well, I mean, it used to be redemption. Long story around. Yeah, it's sort yeah. of his old team. It's a first right. trip there, but as this combo. Well, Skip's thing. there, so we know Skip. I, I already yeah. made a joke in my post race interview with Renslin. Because his team owner, Hot Dog Vendor, was right there. So I just made a joke, like, hey, Reslin, so where are you going to ride next year after you win this title? Like, let's figure this out right now. MX101 will lose another guy. <laughs> Kevin Tyler, a.k.a. Hot Dog, will, will get even more upset than he already is. So, um, Hey, here's, here's a cool stat that you like from Hot Dog Vendor. He's all about the stats. And, of course, I'm Mr. Knowledge of Canadian. In the last five years, the MX101 team has won at least one moto at round one or – in 16, 17, 18, they went 1 1, 1 1, 1 1. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, out yeah. of the last eight motos, yeah. sorry, 10 motos, they yep. won eight of them. Um, I was stoked with Welton, too. Welton's had a shitty supercross year, and he got this ride yeah. late with, with the Sky Racing team, same team as Cade. It's not an, it's not an A team, like yeah. factory no, team. And he's so, hurt, right? Didn't, isn't he hurt of him? Well, yeah, he and his shoulder, shoulder's yeah. not great. So to lead laps for Marshall Welton and go 4 4, yeah. like, that's a good day. It's yeah. a good day. Damn, good right. to That's a yeah. real good day for him. I was in, I was definitely impressed for him. If I was taking my surprises out of the day, him in the 250 and, and Alessi in the 450 for me, I did not think Mike was going to be as strong as he was. Um, I mean, he kind of you know faded towards the end of the motos, but his speed 
was more than good enough for that 20 minutes. Yeah, I don't have a little bit of similar to a, a few motors that we saw last year, but I felt like he was a little bit stronger. And maybe the, my speech at dinner might have fired him up. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I, I basically said he was shit. And he should retire at dinner. Yeah, you kind of did. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe not so many words, but God, <laughs> I think that's the way it came across. Did you, did you give anybody props in this GDR in this dinner? Mike, I wish I could remember. <laughs> You'd have to ask Noof. Actually, you know what? Ask Trassiotti or Dylan Wright because they were both pulling sober. Does, uh, does, does Noof, how many rounds does Noof work for the team, for GDR Honda? He's only going to do the, these two. He's not going to Manitoba. And if he goes to Manitoba, that'll be the end of it. He's not going west or east. What's he doing for the team? Uh, he's a helper. helper. He's like a, a man friend that just kind of runs. He's changing filters and tires and yeah. stuff. Just digs his board. Hey, I need some passes from Manitoba for my mom. Yeah, no problem. All right, she's dialed in. Okay, good to no hear. No problem. Just, yeah. That was an easy deal. Text me with her and her gang of ladies, and yeah. then we'll set her up in the VIP. She, she, she'll so. be very happy to see you again. She's a big fan of Goldie. And, and, yeah, and yeah we get along. Me and Deb are great. Yep, yep. Um, that's a good track, though, right? Manitoba? It, it looked good. It, it's, um, I, you know what's funny? There's about 10 of them in Manitoba that are like that. And, uh, yeah, it's an awesome, awesome place, a good place to watch. Kind of really long, so you can't – got to kind of extend your, your walk as a fan, kind of walk a little bit to find good spots. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, they, last year was amazing. I mean, I think if it, if it does a rain there, it could be just like a Morton or – any of the other ones, or like a Walton, like it right. could get ugly. But, uh, man, it was beautiful last year, so hopefully it stays the same this year. Who's your title pick after round one? Do they change? Do your picks change? Um, no. No, I, I, I have Renslin and I have Fasciati after okay. our thing. Okay. So right. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I was, Mike, I, my Renslin, Dylan Wright thing, uh, I just leaned a little bit more hot, on the hot dogs and the the current uh, right. status that they've had. So Renslin gets my little bit of an edge. Yep, yep. All right, we got a call from Darkside. Darkside, what's up? Uh, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Michael Lindsay. What's, what's up? up, man? Hey, so Galdi, one of my buddies here from Texas has been up there running this whole series, Ryder Floyd. Yeah. He won the first 250 race, uh, had a lot of bike issues. Then at Calgary, he goes 39 and 8th. But I don't. I haven't talked to him. What was the 39 about, and what do you think about him? Well, the 39, he was the rider that ghost rode into McDag. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not too sure okay. why or how that happened, but he was the rider that, that got in that incident. Um, but you know what, dude? I didn't get a chance to see a ton of him, but he looked, he looked good when I did see him. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. unsure do, about do how you, the first one went. I don't know why it went uh, Michael, do 39. you know rider for um, I do not. But, um, yeah, I mean, he did win that arena cross and kind of put his name on the map. But since that, it's it's been pretty quiet as far as that thing. But actually, a, kind of a funny story. So uh, maybe when, no, Thursday, I get a text from him. He's like, hey, man, I see Fox is a, a big sponsor of your website. I need a helmet. And he throws down a speech, like, literally, like his dog ate his homework. He's like, yeah, my buddy's dog ate my helmet, and I don't have a helmet. <laughs> I'm like, all right, so... I call up the Fox Canada boys, which is literally in Calgary, and I'm like, hey, man, this kid needs a helmet, boom, boom, boom. Got him a helmet. He got a brand-new V3 for the weekend uh, out of the Fox Canada guys. But it was just kind of funny. I'm like, so I didn't get a chance to even ask him, like, did his fucking dog eat his helmet, really? Like, uh, that would happen. I'll tell you what, Dark Side, he was scrubbing the tabletop finish line like no other. His scrub yeah, skills were on point. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the kid, I've been watching this kid ride since he was on, like, 50s. He used to train with one of my buddies, and now he trains with John Short and uh, Blake Wharton. I feel like he's got a lot of skills. He, he just, like I said, in the read across series, I heard you know, he kept saying he was having time and chain break or this break. And I think he'd only been on the bike like literally two hours before the first read across race. It was a very quick come together deal. Hmm. But right. yeah, I was just this curious. Team, I didn't get to, 
is pretty right. new, so they might be a little new on trying to you know have a guy that could be as legitimate with the speed because the yeah. kids got speed. Yeah. Um, so they might need to just iron that stuff out as the time goes on. This team man luck right. is, is what he's cool. riding for, which cool. is the Canadian team. Th- thanks, uh, thanks, Dark Side. Thank All you. Right, see you guys. All right, see you. Don't forget the Paul hey, Dark Side knows who the best announcers are. Dark Side, he's the guy. Why did he? Did he? Was he talking about the Canadian guys last week? Yeah, remember when you shit on me last week? Oh, yeah, I shit on you. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. I shit on you. Um, so much yeah, shit. I was garbage. It, here. it was good to see the club guys. It was good to see that that who's your tire truck support thing come up and support the series. Also, I don't really know what was going, yeah. what was going on with that, but that's good to see. So. I kind of mentioned that in the thing. It was cool to see like there was a lot, like not just the American racers, but there was like a ton of American industry that was up there uh, as a Dewey. I think Dewey was there from Dunlop. Dunlop and, yep. Yeah, the Hoosier guys, and then, uh, well, I mean, Alan Brown's been up to a bunch of them, but he's there for the MX-101. You came up, and then Charles Castley was there. Yeah, yeah it was kind of cool to Genova, Mike Genova. Yeah, Genova, Surrey, and Tony. That was the other ones I mentioned about in one yeah. of the articles. So, yeah, it was, it was kind of cool. I mean, everything's always, you know, more attractive and fun at round one. There's a lot going on and stuff. We did a Blackfoot Direct thing there on Friday night that a lot of guys came to and stuff. Yeah, so, um, yeah I, thought, I thought it was great. And then, again, like you said there, we had a, a good should I like, Everything went well. Should I go to Gopher? Yes. Um, if you do, I'm going to be the guy that fucking botches your hot lap. Why? Because I don't think you deserve it. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. All right. Oh, fuck you. I'm gonna... <laughs> um, all right, Galdi. Hey, thanks Thanks for the time. Thanks for coming on. Um, Anytime, man. Good, Anytime. good to see you this weekend. we got to get you back down here to co-host one of these uh, Monday nights. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I'd love to. Love it, for sure. I miss Pookie. Yeah. Uh, i see this new house. Yeah, we'll come, come in and see the new studio and everything. I'll bring a, I'll bring some more dirty underwear to leave in your bathroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Greasy, <laughs> greasy Galdi. Uh, thanks, yeah. buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right, guys. See you. Take it easy, Mike. All Take right. it easy, Steve. See you. That's, uh, that's Ryan Galdi, everybody, from GuaranteedMX.com, talking about the Calgary round. All right, let's go to commercial break. Jason Thomas, when we come back, Dean Ferris still to come up. Weston Pike. Looking forward to talking to Weston a little bit. I don't know. I was like, yay, for us in my hand, oh, I clicked. Oh, oh. I you just know. made a noise to me. I don't know what was going yeah, on. Uh, so we got much more to do. Uh, we'll do our Works Connection draw as well coming up. And, uh, and much more on the show, man. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. We'll be right back after this break. I'm Weston Pike. I ride for JGRMX Suzuki. And you're listening to The Pulp Show. And Steve Mathis is an idiot. All of us have one thing in common when it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com.
Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Thanks for listening to the Pulpamex show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right. Because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulpmation section on the website. Get your Pulpamex swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulpamex stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. So Randy Richardson, good guy, means well, great interview, but oh my gosh, his voice is fucking annoying. In that case, boss, you may want to fast forward while I tell the rest of the Pulp MX Show listeners about Michelin's extensive motorcycle tire product offer. The Pulp MX Nation certainly knows about the Michelin Starcross 5 tire range and its outstanding durability and excellent performance, but I'd like to share some information on Michelin's wide range of industry-leading motorcycle tires. 
New for 2019, the Michelin Anarchy Adventure Tire, which features two compound technology, enables adventure touring riders to have confidence on any adventure with a new level of on-road stability and uncompromising traction off-road. The Michelin Road 5 Tire is designed specifically for sport touring riders and provides the maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. As the exclusive MotoGP class tire, Michelin definitely understands the performance expectations of today's sport bike riders, and the Michelin Power RS tire enables those riders to unleash their full potential. If you're a Harley-Davidson owner, the co-developed and co-branded Michelin Scorcher tire range, which is original equipment on over a half million models manufactured over the past decade, is the right cruiser tire for you. For the latest on all Michelin motorcycle tire products, visit motorcycle.michelinman.com for more information and make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and at michelinmotorcycle.us on Facebook. This commercial is not 2019 Pulpy Award material. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, 
hubs, wheel building services. They've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. For 2019, Works Connection celebrates 30 years of delivering championship-winning products to motocross legends and champions like Lamson, McGrath, Wyndham, LaRocco, Carmichael, Dungey, Roxon, Plessinger, and more. Current race teams, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing Yamaha, Moto Concepts Honda, Team BWR, Rockwell Racing Yamaha, HEP Racing Suzuki, AJE Motorsports, and KTM Canada have also come to rely on Works Connection's commitment to innovation and quality. So if you're looking for factory-level parts, like radiator braces and skid plates to protect, rip a whole shot with a pro launch, or upgrade to the elite line of axle blocks, clutch perch, or bearing-equipped throttle tubes, just visit WorksConnection.com. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Just give me the news. It can all be lies. Exciting over fair or the right thing at the right time. Everything is clear. Just how you describe the way it appears. By the human Welcome back, everybody. Pop Metro presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. A little bit of Tragically Hip, seeing as I was up in Canada this weekend. Michael Lindsay uh, in studio here. Uh, text message today that Ryan uh, Galdi's alcohol bill on Friday night dinner was over two hundred dollars just for <laughs> just for Galdi. And who picked that up? Uh, yeah, Genova and GDR split it. So wow. Yep. Yep. So that's uh, that's that's Ryan Gall's update from Friday night speech, everybody. All right. Uh, hey, let's uh, let's keep going. Let's keep rolling this thing around. Profilter, profilter.com, thirty five percent off by going to Pulpmex thirty five code at checkout. If you haven't heard of Profilter, maybe you've been roosted too many times. These guys have uh, top quality uh, air and oil filters for every kind of motorcycle out there, and also uh, you just they have the kind that you just uh, throw them away. Yeah, that's right. Just throw it away. It's fantastic. And uh, that's the ones that I use on my Yamaha YZ450, man. Profilter.com, PulpMex35, code at checkout to save. Going from that factory mechanic life to that throwing oh, your filter away. Yeah, life. that's fantastic. So, um, 
Works Connection last week in, in honor of... Uh, I forget why they did this, but there was some reason behind it. We're going to give away a quick start device from folks at Works Connection. We have live show, from last the week. live show up there was pretty good. Let's, uh, let's dig through there, Michael. Oh, you didn't even dig. Oh, fine. Whoever that was dig. on top, oh. I picked. I'm sorry. Yeah, dig you deep won in there. Uh, this is the winner of the Works Connection, worksconnection.com. Why Start. do I always get stuff I can't pronounce? Oh, really? Who is it? Who wins uh, it? Tyler Foglio. Foglio. Okay. Congratulations, Tyler. Uh, we'll be in contact with you, the folks at Works Connection. Thanks to Works Connection for doing that. Pulpamex20 is the code to save at worksconnection.com, everybody, to save uh, with those guys. So thanks for them for coming on the show. Thank you, OGO Power Sports, as well. We know travel sucks. Try to make it a little easier with the folks at OGO, uh, and uh, whether the backpack or the bags that Monster Pro Circuit uses or JGR uses, Star Yamaha uses. Who doesn't use OGO bags in the industry, right? Can't think of anybody. But, uh, <laughs> OGO.com, OGOPowerSports.com, I should say, if you want a deal from anything OGO-related, just uh, drop us a note on PulpMX.com, and uh, we'll do- pass it on to the folks at OGO, and they'll dial you in with a with a deal. So thank you, OGO, for coming on board. And, uh, again, uh, great company, great bags. They've been in moto for a long time. So, And also, to Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com, Formula Helmet out now. Uh, it's done really well, and dealers are stocking it. And I was talking to Chris Cooksey, the rep here in Vegas, and he said the biggest problem with the formula is trying to get a hold of it because it's selling so well. Uh, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne also wearing Fly Racing. Uh, so is Dylan Merriam. Good well soon, Dylan. Crashed uh, pretty good in Lakewood. And uh, Ben LeMay and lots of guys wear Fly Racing. On the line now from Fly Racing is Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? Not too much. What's, uh, what's going on in Vegas right now? Oh, Michael Lindsay's here. It's getting hot. So, oh, wow. Yeah. I was wondering why you're running a little late on your schedule, but now that makes sense with Michael there. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Starts early. <laughs> um, listen, uh, JT, so we didn't talk much about the Adam Cerrillo justin Cooper controversy um, on the show. Michael, where do you stand on that? They didn't do anything. There was a protest for four hours after the race. Justin Cooper was pissed. I can't wrap my head around why it was such. Like, I understand from Cooper's standpoint of view, when he first looked over what he saw, he probably got irritated. But, And I can understand coming off the track why he's probably flustered because he didn't see AC hold up. But as soon as somebody showed him the footage, I I don't know why he was so thrilled or why they were so adamant. And honestly, like, he hasn't done himself a lot of favors uh present like how he presents himself to public like i would say he's really? not really that much of a fan uh, comment wise i see like not a lot of people are super stoked. was there something else other than this the sexton thing when he just or was it sexton uh, yeah it was the supercross yeah. he destroyed yeah. him and then i think Nashville. a lot of people still blame Nashville. him for the jmart back thing um so and then he was just so adamant for so long i read some of his comments and on his comments section on ig you go to the forum of i like it's it's not very positive for much people are just like he's whining and it's getting dragged down which like i said i understand in the moment him looking but you're back, saying the press like, conference at the press conference it was time to like back it down walk yeah back, like walk those but, oh they won't even listen to me like look i see it and after replaying and watching how much ac right. holds up yeah i got no problem with it zero jt Zilch. you yeah i can understand why he's upset especially in the moment because you know he can't see what adam did he doesn't know why or where what happened all he sees is him coming across the track you know, basically knowing he cut that whole corner off. So in the moment, I could understand. And in the, you know, the post-race interviews and all that, right after on the podium, I could understand being frustrated. But he's got to know that they're, they're going to have video and they're going to take a million looks at it. And surely his team is going to file a protest, whether he thinks it's right or wrong. That's just how these things work politically. Uh, I was surprised, and, and Weege kind of echoed this, that he, he stuck to it. Because after you watch it, you can tell Adam wasn't trying to gain an advantage. Yeah, he slowed he, up. Yep. 
He did. He looked around. I mean, he did everything but, you know, basically stop and say, hey, like, I don't, I'm not trying to gain an edge. I just didn't have anywhere to go. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I, I understand Justin's frustration. I think part of it is that he's, he once again made a mistake or, or didn't have the, the second moto he wanted. And I think that played a big part of it, too, is, is overall frustration that he hasn't been able to win one of these races. Uh, I don't think it was just the incident. I think he was probably pretty upset with himself for making that mistake. I, I mean, I want the guys to be – I don't want them to be robots. You know, yeah, I want sure. some emotion. Yeah. I like that. I, I don't think you can say, oh, these guys are all robots, and then when they say something, you go, oh, I wish they wouldn't say it. Like, yep, I sure. like the passion. I like the emotion. I'm okay with it. Um, you know, some of it, like, so AC almost eats crap, right? Shoots through the banners. Like, those banners are three feet high, yeah. four feet high. Like, mm-hmm. I think the promoters and sanctioning people have to give a little bit of leniency to a guy because of banners can't get back on yeah, like the way they lay you, out the track the way they lay out the track do. like what are you supposed to do to get back on in supercross it's just tough blocks right you're, you're so, trying to go that track you would have you're already going uphill then it's steeper to get up on track you're trying to go through a banner and you're kind of cutting up on to let's say he jumped off try to get right back on or in yeah the he would hit up people coming up through the yeah. rollers you're more dangerous to I, get on or, i thought i thought yeah. adam i thought i don't i wondered why it would take four hours to decide all this yeah why well, can't said they went in a van and Which, drove up there but like, like i said even more adam got on i would understand a little more if he sorry but you yeah. see how much of an adamant move he makes well, as he comes he, over that first table he, like he accelerated around pretty quickly bit. but yeah but to get on he slowed down and then when he got on the track he yeah. slowed down you see the body english you see and everything yeah. does like okay i'm giving him that gap i'm trying to make the point like hey yeah. I, I know i messed yeah. up here yeah yeah i don't know jt i felt like it was yeah you know so you know you know though that yamaha and and uh yamaha start that Everybody involved, from OEM to the team, they're all fighting for points. You know, they realize that this very well could be a two-rider fight for the championship, or maybe three, if Dylan gets back into this thing. And that's still another teammate that would take away. You know, they're mm-hmm. trying to take points away from Adam, who has won all three races. So they're going to do everything they can, whether they think their case is great or not great. They're going to fight this all the way to the end to try to to try to get this. You know, to get an overall win is a big deal. Uh, so I don't blame him on that level. I just think in the end that the powers that be made the right call. I don't think it should have taken this long, just like you right. said. Yeah. But in the end, they got it right. And yeah. if it took four hours to get to where they needed to be, so be it. Uh, but they got it right. Yeah. So, you know, a monster um, rider gets it. I'm just kidding. I'm uh, joking. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Well, um, but the, the one thing, like, compared to – I just get a little disappointed compared to other motorsports. Like, if this is MotoGP or F1, it's set in stone, a type of move like that if they – claim that they made a small gain cutting a chicane or something it's typically give a position back if they gained a position it's give a position back yeah. and they're notified immediately uh, uh, through radio or on a board or it's a pretty simple five second penalty but it's stuff that gets decided so right. much quicker right. um okay I so, would take, okay sorry i was just gonna say i will take the four hour decision over a split second decision by that's John wrong, that's true. The wrong yeah. one. like a true. like a black flag yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's that's the obvious one, but yeah. the Tyler Bowers one too. You know, some of those decisions have made yep. really hastily. Yep. I would rather yeah. take the time, study the video, study the track, whatever. Mm-hmm. I would rather be slow than than you know quick and wrong. Right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I asked Michael Lindsay this earlier, JT. We're seeing some separation after after six motos. Um, Kenny and Eli and and Cooper and AC. Is that going to continue? I think so, but. We've also got to realize we haven't really gotten into the difficult part of summer either, and we haven't gone back east, which we usually see some sort of change as we go back east. Um, we don't 
see exactly the same thing every year. Uh, you know, Marvin hasn't really been a factor. I think he will be a factor at Mount Morris. He, he always rides that track really well. Uh, and then, you know, how does Cooper Webb respond? He, he hasn't done very well so far this season. You've got to think he's going to come around. I really do believe that the whole Supercross pressure thing is just, it, you know, war on him. And when everybody else was starting to think about Hangtown, he was still buried in the Supercross championship. So, I think he will get better. You know, remember his his championship season, I think you were the one that called it, but, you know, Muddy Creek was really the turning point for him. So I don't think that any of these guys are really out of it yet. Uh, even Ferrandis, I think he's 25 or 26 points down. Uh, there's a lot that can change. I mean, it's, it's one moto for a lot of this stuff can completely change the way this is, you know, going to play out. Right. It's... Um, and we, we get into these East Coast tracks and the, the heat cranks up and the tracks get a lot rougher and different. We get the sand and all these things. Who knows what's going to happen? I think uh, I'm biased. Uh, I'm a big fan of Zach Osborne, obviously. He's a friend yeah. of the show and everything. But I think Zacho starts getting better and better here. Oh, yeah. More uh, we I, go east, definitely. Yep. Jack, just, he's yeah, just, and, and, he just got his first think, podium, but there'll be a lot more. Yep, and his confidence is growing. Um, he knows where his weaknesses are. He's just getting killed in the opening laps. You know, and Kenny was putting three seconds a lap on him early in the first moto. So... I'm sure he, he gets it, and you've got to think with Alden's guys, really all of them are, are taking it on the chin right now from, from Eli and Kenny. So they're collectively going to be working together to try to close the gap, and you have that much talent in one training facility. You've got to think they're going to be able to figure some things out and, and work with each other to improve. So I think it'll come back to the middle a little bit. Um, you know, I think Tomac will be there the whole way. But in the 250 class specifically, I, I think you're going to see some some parity. Uh, that's just the nature of the 250 class. I don't I don't think that Justin Cooper and Adam are just going to win every race all the way down the stretch. That's really never how mm-hmm. the 250 class has gone. Uh, so I, I think you're going to see some of these guys that maybe haven't been exactly where they want to be. Even guys like Sexton, uh, I think they're going to get back into the mix a little bit as the uh, the conditions and the and the yeah. soil changes. Uh, a little bit back to 450s, though, speaking of Webb. So before the season even started, I remember talking with a few buddies, and I thought situation-wise for, like, other, you know, Cooper coming off Supercross, how a lot of guys, okay, yeah. can he do it again outdoors? And, you know, everybody, oh, Coop, you know, he is. He's the kind of guy that thrives off confidence. He's right up there with, like, a Chad Reed on how much he can thrive off of it. And I remember telling a few guys, like, oh, if Tomac and Roxon can kind of destroy him the first couple rounds, that's what they need to do because as Coop goes east, yeah. he'll get better. I do got to say, it's a bigger points gap than I expect. It's almost 40 points to him to rocks, and it's 38. That's, I mean, is that a bit more than any of us probably would have expected, though, at this point? Um, for him to be that for, far off? Well, for points? me, like, he was on the show last week. He said he barely rode outdoors. The Supercross thing took precedent. And to me, his season is fine. It's a win. I, I would. It gives me even more uh, respect for an RV or a Dunge or Ricky who had to ramp things back up for 12 rounds of outdoors. Anderson, he wasn't ramping it up. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Dungey retired. Uh, I, I just, I'm fine with everything that's going on with Cooper Webb after that Super Crush year. I, I think, I don't think he should be mad or KTM should be mad or and everything. And maybe he does get better and into the mix, but I don't see it. JT? I think he will. Uh, I just think it takes time. You know, if you look at Dungey's, um, championship season in 2010, he came to Hangtown and went 7-7. It was just a horrible day. And then there was a weekend off, and they went to Texas, and he killed everybody. I mean, he just died. he actually ran out of fuel, but he was 20 seconds ahead of everybody when he did. 
Uh, I just think it's going to take him some time to catch up, uh, much like you said, where he wasn't riding outdoors and everybody else was. There was just a bigger priority at hand where these guys had so much more prep than he did. And his like he's cursing about not caring about outdoors at the press conference, and I think that's the truth. He really did not care about outdoors until he's forced to now. Mm-hmm. And so he's behind the eight ball on all that prep. So it's going to take time. And maybe he never does quite catch up, but I think it's going to be better than it is now. I don't, I don't think he's going to be getting eighth place in a month. I think he'll be much yeah, better the than eighth, that. Yeah, the eighth was definitely weird to see that. Yeah, and yeah. even like a 6'6", Apollo, you know, yeah. I think he'll be better than that. Um, the, the real question is, can he go with, with Tomac and Kenny, you know, if they're on, that's the question I don't have an answer for you on. I, I think Muscan will get better, Os- Osborne will get better, Kenny and Eli will be the class, and then we'll see Anderson and, and Coop fight it out a lot. Also, uh, 250s, am I the only one that's a little bit of a surprise? We were talking about that separation of, yeah. of Cooper and Cianciarello, and I think definitely Ferrandis can go with them. But I, I still thought going into the season it was going to be a little more wide open. Oh, I, but yeah. how far off all the TLD guys basically are, how much Geico as a whole is struggling Husky other than Mosaman, um, Suzuki's, or it's it's pretty much PC guy, two-star guys like it's yeah. it, it's not as open as i thought or as many teams with yeah. a shot at as I, it so far I, look if you're rj hampshire you're on a factory honda you test it all week before paula you get the whole shot and you're a veteran you know you got to be disappointed that you just got shuffled back so fast mm-hmm. like I, so yeah I, i'm surprised that i'm with you i'm surprised that there is this much separation in that class usually that class is just balls out parody right um but it really is surprising because Ferrandez to me has been just as good as those guys. He just hasn't started with them. Yeah. Oh, he's been so, fast. Just yeah. the start time there, but he's right. been but insanely. What fast. do you think, JT? Yeah, I think it, you know. I think like what DV said, where it's the start is one thing, but then he just sucks on the opening laps. Similar to Osborne. You know, Osborne got the whole shot, and Kenny just ran away from him. Well, it's kind of been that for Dylan. You know, maybe a fifth or tenth place start, but he's just not riding well at the beginning. Right. And then by the end, maybe he's a little faster, but not enough to make up twenty seconds that he needs. Uh, my race tech uh, rant of the night before we do the X-Men goggle tear-offs here. Uh, Racetech.com, Pulp19 is the code to save. Michael Essie using Race Tech suspension up in Canada. Tyler Medellia as well. Uh, ben LeMay using their motors down here. Uh, Racetech.com will get you dialed in. So use the code Pulp19 to save. Engine work and suspension work. We'll talk in a little bit, Michael, about some exciting things yep. for Race Tech. But my Race Tech rant of the night is, and I tweeted about this, stop fucking talking about the rocks and crash. Stop showing it and oh, stop talking about it. Dude, it has been two fucking years and like he's won a race okay two and a half like bro i get the drama i do it on this show and i get entertainment value and building drama i get all that that's understandable i think talking about ac's vegas right now is still relevant that's still very relevant it was only a month ago so i get that fucking hell with the rocks and shit and the replays like yeah good god here's i'm with you yeah i'm with you like I listened to your guys's uh, what was it your review pod? You guys had this same kind of yeah. rant going, and I agree. Like, I watch so many other forms of motorsports, so many other forms of sports that are what we would consider bigger and more professional. None of them spend this much time trying to give you this weird, broad <laughs> overview of something that happened years ago. Two and a half explain. years ago. Can you imagine uh, going back? Like oh, Christian Craig uh, broke his back at TLD. Look at him now. He's paralyzed. I mean, yeah. he, he retired and then came yeah, back. And right. Then... <laughs> like, good God. Right, JT? Like, fuck. Yeah, I think you're right. But you've got this, you know, arguably the biggest superstar in the sport. And he went through hell on earth 
you know, well-documented on the biggest stage. He has this gruesome injury, and then he comes back and he wins. You know, I think they're just trying to get every ounce out of that story. That Dude, they got can. it. They got it. Yeah, yeah no, got... I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's let's let it go. And and Fuck. I think Kenny Kenny's over it too. Like Man, I think he Kenny's doesn't tired I, of watching it. Tired I, of yeah. I think about a year it. ago he was. Yeah, tired apparently of he told the Supercross guys stop putting the crash in opening ceremonies. They were using the yeah. film. Oh, the during that opening. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it, can you imagine rolling out every single Supercross senior? intro thing playing that place how Dude, is that gonna make you feel two years two down? and a half years ago he suffered a bad injury i mean he's raced yeah a ton well fuck stop it we're, we're hey, good like it's incredible b- between but- having to see that replay all the time his brother-in-law's crash his struggles to finally get the first monkey off the back finally this year but just like i can only imagine how much no, that has on, to no. weigh on but you. wait a minute i'm not saying that because of kenny yeah i'm not my oh, point yeah, yeah, is yeah, not no, because no. what rocks and thinks yeah yeah he doesn't almost friend. matter what he thinks because this is our sport that we're building yeah, yeah. up on TV. That, so I'm, I'm with you on all the – if you're Kenny, I get yeah, yeah. it. But my angle is not from that. My angle is from – it's fucking old. Like, oh, I totally Dude, he's led races. The, he's won. The he, horse is dead. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been – be, it has been beyond B. It's been run over back I mean, over three times. I don't even mind Weege mentioning it, yeah. but to show a replay in the middle of – like, oh, my – like, fuck, dude, it's done. Stop it. I, I don't understand. It's like like I brought this up in our review pod. Like, do you hear anything about Drew Bledsoe coming, Tom Brady coming in for Drew Bledsoe? Like, no. Dude, we know the story. We know it. We got it. We got and, it. And back to your guys' review pod, that whole theory of like, oh, first time viewer. I, I'm so over it. For the three people, it's their first time tuning in. Dude, I just. If Weege mentions it once real quick, man, you know, it was great. He picked up that win. Like, cool. Somebody can Google it if they're really one of the first three. The other. Hundred thousand have watched it, heard it a million times. And the same thing in Supercross, like Ralph just losing his mind over this. Like, dude, at least it got gave him something else to talk about other than quads and Spider Cam. Oh my God, Spider Cam. Uh, so that's my Spider race segment of the night. Like, just stop it. We're 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 good. We're we're, we're good. Uh, it's an incredible bad injury from Kenny. Great comeback. We don't need to see replays of it and keep talking about it. Like the guy's won triple crown races. He's won motos. Now he's won two overalls. Is he will he be as good as he was? Maybe not, but it's it's over. I will say amongst your race tech rants, this is one of the ones I agree with the most. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, and JT agrees with me too. So something's weird. Full moon or something going on. Very, <laughs> Let's very, just very, end the show now. Right, right. You guys want me to talk about amateurs? Um, <laughs> all right. X-Brand goggle tear-offs. Let's do this. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. X-Brand. Rapid fire. Uh, hey, uh, thanks to xbrandgoggles.com. Pulp Show 19 is the code to save. EKSbrand.com. Official goggle of Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, so many great riders. Ricky Brabeck out there. Uh, xbrand.com. Uh, thanks to those guys. Ben LeMay as well. Uh, Privateer's Choice X-Brand Goggles. New things coming soon for the folks at X-Brand. Very exciting things. So um, these questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Are you familiar with him? Who? who? Never heard of him. Yeah, okay. Uh, 30 seconds Thirty seconds on the clock. Let's do this, Marks. Steve, could Michael Lindsay qualify for a national? And if so, where would he finish? <laughs> no. No, he cannot. No. <laughs> Michael, by what year could Suzuki realistically release a new 450 that won't finish last in the shootout? Um, Poss? Oh, JT's arm army, so uh, easy here, Marks. I take offense. I to that. I will I will go off some information I got the other day. I think twenty twenty one could could have some exciting stuff. So. Fourteen seconds. All right. 
JT's ridden his bike one time, everybody. Just want to let you know that. One time. True. It's actually true. <laughs> Only once? Wow. Yeah. Who, who rides? I'm trying, man. I'm who trying. Gets I'm to, in, who I'm gets in to Salt th- Lake City right now. I, do, I never get a chance to ride. Who gets the three rides first, Marks or JT? That me, should be a me, bet. That Marks. should be a bet. <laughs> Marks. No, I'm going to beat him. Are you going to ride at some Oh, I camp? sense a bet. I smell a bet. <laughs> I almost rode yesterday. Almost. <laughs> what was the deciding factor? Good thing playing horses. All right. All right. Um, who do you got, Michael? You're who on, who you're on Marks. JT. You got Marks? I got Marks. So do I, so we can't bet. Damn it. All right. Dick. <laughs> Prove us wrong. Prove yep. us wrong. Three rides. Uh, wait, does my last one count as one? Nope. Oh, no. what? Three rides no, on your terrible. Honda. No, you're both tied at one. No, 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 no. JT's one up. That's how much of a handicap I'm giving Marks. <laughs> oh, jeez. I still believe in Marks. All right. <laughs> right. Three rides. Um, photographic proof, too, please. This is bullshit. Does me laying on the ground in the dirt in my gear count as photographic proof? Or... Yes, yes. Oh, good. With the, or with the Honda in the background, though. All right. JT, as a past convicted track cutter, how should the rule be stated on exiting and reentering the track? <laughs> convicted felon? No, convicted no, no. Track convicted. I was wrongly accused. Did you ever hear the story? No. He cut the track at Unit, well, no, Unid- no. Unidilla. They came Hold to him on. and said, you, okay, Allegedly. T- tell the story. Allegedly. Tell, tell the story, JT. Story time. So, I've told the story a few times, so if all you listeners out there have heard it. I apologize. But this was 2012, I believe. Um, and I was over. This is my last year. I'm doing terrible in every moto. I, I don't even know what place I got, like 20-something, like horrifically bad all summer. So, you know, if, if I'm going to cut the track, I'm going to make it worth it. Like, I'm going to cut up and get, like, fifth, you know, like just cut a whole half the track off. But there was a section where the track markers had gotten knocked down or knocked over or something. Well, this line had developed on the inside right after uh, Screw You at Unadilla. So I saw the line there. You know, I know people were using it because I could see it in the grass. Like, I could see where people were cutting across it. Well, I even saw Carrie Joe Coombs standing there with, a, with a, uh, like a notepad writing numbers down. So I'm like, well, damn, I don't want to go there. I'm in 29th, so I probably don't need a penalty on top of that. So anyway, race ends. Uh, the next week we get our direct deposit, you know, for, for our payment from the race or whatever. And I had a note that said, you've been uh, fined $100 or whatever uh, for cutting the track at Unadilla MX or whatever. And I'm like, what? I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, no. So I reach out to Jeff Canfield and said, like, hey, I don't know what the deal is, but uh, I got fined 100 bucks. You know, like, what's the deal? And they said, well, we have proof that you did this. And I'm like, mm, no, you don't. So, yep. So they send me a picture. Like, I have to wait like two days because obviously they were trying to find proof of it. They send me a picture of Jake Weimer cutting the track and said, <laughs> This is this what you is were doing. What you did. <laughs> this is what you did. <laughs> and I'm like, That's not proof. Like, that's the worst case I've ever heard in my whole life. <laughs> you can't show what somebody else did and say, You did this. But in the end, you, you paid the $100. You did not get it back. Yeah, I didn't get any. Of course, I didn't no, get it yeah. back. They yep. controlled right. the purse. Like it was, yeah. <laughs> hey, now, now that you write for Acer X, you ever give uh, DC a little crap about that? <laughs> get my hundred dollars back? <laughs> no, and and all that happened was Carrie wrote my number down, right or wrong, and that was it. Like that, she, you know, she was judge, <laughs> judge, jury. Yeah, this is what I mean, you it did. Is what it is. It's like sure. In the end, it's a hundred dollars. But I was just like blown away. <laughs> That they tell me they have proof, and then two days later I get a picture of Weimer with a note that says, you did this. 
It's great. <laughs> it's great. All right, next question. Steve, who's the next big thing in Canadian moto? Jess Pettis. Michael, besides weight, how is an air fork better than spring? Actually, the, the curve at the end, there's... I would argue that in Supercross it has some benefits based on the uh, the ramp up at the end, the bottoming resistance you can get, and the rate it will come on compared to a coil spring fork can be a, a big advantage. 16.9. JT, when would you recommend roll-offs be used? I use them all the time. That was before laminates, though. So I would say anytime it's uh, steady rain or lots of mud, where you're even considering you're going to have to pull a ton of tear-offs, I would go straight for roll-offs. So, yeah, rain or, like, I'm talking, like, serious mud like San Diego Supercross this year. Um, I, would, I, mean, I wouldn't even think about it. I'd go straight for them. All right, 22.9. Steve, is there anything the Canadian MX Series does better than the U.S. MX Series? There's no wash base. Their timing scoring doesn't work. Um... Half the time. Can the fans get closer to the track? Uh, not really. Uh, no, there isn't. I'm sorry, there isn't. There isn't. I was going to say, they have the th- their MX2 class is 25 minutes only instead of 30, and it's way less payback, which is a joke. So that's, that's stupid. Um, yeah, no. No, it's not. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Michael, should the AMA have a mandatory goggle rule like the GPs? Yes. Last one, JT. What was something that surprised you at Lakewood on or off the track? Hmm. Surprised me that Steve wasn't there. It was a nice surprise. (laughs) Um, Wasn't. Jerk off. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Uh. I was surprised that we got hit by that storm. Um, I watched the news pretty closely leading up and then at in Denver when, once I was there, and uh, they didn't make it sound like it was going to be anything much. Like, if, if we got some rain, no big deal. But it was pretty nasty. I mean, it was windy. Obviously, they red flagged the race because of lightning. Well, it was did, like a full did, um, I, say, I was surprised they got red flagged did and you, it was sunny 10 minutes later. Did you see the lightning, JT, and be like, are they red flagged? Or was red flagged oh, a yeah. total surprise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and if it would have been... Say the moto had started 10 minutes sooner, they would have red flagged it sooner. I guarantee you they were yelling about, hey, we got to red flag this thing. Uh, but they, yeah. I think they were waiting to make sure that they could call the race over. Make it official, right. Three yeah, because it, right. it was nasty. Like I, I could have seen them red flagging it 10 or 15 minutes sooner. Oh, than okay. Did. So, yeah. So not a surprise then that, that the flag No, not at all. Right, like, right. I was surprised it didn't go sooner. I think right. they were just trying to get the race over with. Right. Was, uh, was Bradshaw there? No, he was not. Nope. He was, uh, I don't know where he was, actually. Oh, he was not. The beast. The not there. Um, okay. All right. That's X-Brand Goggle Tariffs. X-Brand Goggles, choice of champions everywhere. So please check them out. Pulp Show 19 is a code to save. So, all right, JT, you're uh, week on weekend off this week for you. Uh, you're up in Salt Lake City, Hawk and Fly Racing. Uh, what's new with, with Fly Racing? Uh, so we just launched pre-book. So, oh boy. you know, I'm showing, showing dealers. Yep. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a, May has been crazy busy trying to get everything done and ready. So, I got to show the first dealers, you know, a catalog for the first time today. You know, nobody mm-hmm. has seen samples or anything until today, and I have the only set at the moment. So oh. that was pretty fun. It was exciting. Can you yeah. shoot Kiefer and I a photo of it? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> Absolutely not. Hey, you know how you could see a Steve? Mm-hmm. You have to show up for summer camp. Yeah. 
Yeah, summer camp is happening again. Week last July. I'm so excited. Right? I, I'm down. No, I'm down. It, it, it's great. I, I don't know why you guys do that, JT. You guys shouldn't do that if you ask. It's me. awesome. It's fun. It's great. You just you don't need to spend the money. So, All right. okay. <laughs> I will take that under advice. No, we, no, don't. We should spend money to come see you. You guys advertise with all of us. They don't advertise with me. Well, okay, but most media. You're pretty much all Fox guys, so you shouldn't be invited. Oh, Alpine Star too. Okay, you should not be invited this year. They invited me. So we're going to be. Did they really? The only yes. ones that we're going to be the only ones that ask media to pay their own way to an event that we're putting on. That's how it's going to go. I, well, someone has to be a trendsetter here. I don't think that's the trend we want to set. Uh, because, listen, you guys advertise with us, you give us money, and then you have to cater to, to, to the media? And then you have media guys freaking out on you like we've had last year? Listen, I, I guys, complainers. You, you're, you're holding all the cards. It doesn't make any that's, sense. So you don't – should we not, you know, uh, advertise with you on your show too in that same vein of – No, uh, but I will come see you. <clears throat> Tell me when and where. I will fly up, and I will see everything that's going on with Fly Racing for 2020. Happy to do that. Well, yeah. I know that that's how you operate, but I don't think – Every media outlet has the budget to, well, to execute that, so it, it, we're we're happy to it, do it. We're happy. I know, to, I know you are. Grow the relationship. I know, and you're not. You're out. Here's my. You're, you're no, out. No, no, you no, cannot no. be I invited. Can here. Here's no, my dude, thought. You love Shut the other. Up. You love Shut Fox. Up. Shut up for three seconds. <laughs> One, JT, two, a. Thank you for the invite. B. I'm really happy to come up to a fly racing event, wear fly racing gear, and do a oh, feature. I'm on sure it. you will. I have no doubt about that. And do a feature. And on then you immediately go back to Fox like Kiefer with the dumb air brake. But you guys, hold on spend? a second, Steve. You, hold on. Yeah. So, so a guy like Michael, he he likes Fox. That's that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. They have done obviously done a great job of. He doesn't like, you know, like can, Fox. He loves Fox. Him. He and loves that's fine. Fox. But don't you understand that our goal is to get someone like Michael more oriented and more you know understanding of what we're trying to do? That in hopes of maybe one day we will will sway his opinion and he would become a fly guy, just like. Thousands of customers, you know, we've won over over the past decade. I, I get it. Same, I get it. But but same process. Listen, then he can pay his own way to go up there and see it. <laughs> okay. I'll, why? Why I am I pass along why, this, this thought? Why is this like? Why is this like a crazy thought? I don't understand. Here, like, here's what I love. I'm getting. I'm like, getting like lambasted over here, and I'll tell you right now. I have recommended a fly formula helmet to multiple people this year. I, I'm sure you did, and then because you love Fox, so you probably took a massive drill bit and drilled 1,800 holes in the formula. <laughs> Because that would match the new Fox helmet. You probably went everywhere. What do they do with those holes, Michael? Why are there so many? Yeah, you like that? I don't know, bro. I'm just saying. All right, listen, Steve. I, you like a lot of holes. I'll book my ticket tomorrow to come see the Fly 2020 line. So, has Kiefer bugged you about it? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Kiefer's happy. Kiefer finally got his white gear. He's so happy. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't been hammering me on it too much. I think he's been busy because of the white I'm gear. Sure pro- the hey. white, the white gear probably helps hey. soothe him over. A the white, bit. the white gear was funny. I saw him in the room. I'm like, hey, you finally got your white gear, and he's like, he, he's like, I got a couple of them. Like, then what are you gonna do? He goes, I'm gonna wear one this whole weekend, no matter how dirty it gets. I'm, I'm keeping these. He was like stashing them back yeah, in where yeah. he could. Yeah, he's, he's did, did you tell him? Be honest. Did you tell him that he was getting it? No. No, 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 no! I never did. Nope. I wonder if he if he thought he was going to get it because we we didn't we we're trying to not tell him at all. Yeah. I wanted I didn't want him to think there was a chance. I, I bet you he <laughs> thought there was because he knew you guys yeah. were doing something for him, right? Right. Hey, well, I did tease so, him. I said, I "Hey, media guy, usually we get anything we ask for." I said, right. "Look, to get your white gear, all you had to do was sign up for a pro national again." And he's like, "Good, because the last one I'm freaking signing." <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm just Any saying. Just, I mean, we we appreciate that honestly. We do, and and you know, and I know there have been other things where you've been really generous on, and that's cool. 
it's not that we don't right i just appreciate that you guys are awesome for pulp mx and everything that you guys do like it's it's fantastic i bought a video game today for my wife because of all the things that fly racing's done for us you know but yeah well i'll pay and come see you so no it's it's fine you don't have to do that we're we're happy to have you i would invite michael Lindsay. (laughs) i would not invite michael Lindsay. um why not he just he loves that other brand hardcore. Okay. We are we are not scared to engage people who have okay. strong opinions. Right. That's what we're right. here for. Right. Okay. All right. And then I saw a media guy freak out last year and I'm like, look at like what? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you people? Not you. It wasn't you, Michael. But yeah. So anyways. I like JT. He's very nice. You're just uh, coming Listen. off as a liberal over there. You <laughs> won't even let me you're like, Nope, you can't talk to him, you can't speak to him, la 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 No, I don't think that's liberal. I don't know what that is, but yeah, I don't know. All right. Um, all right, JT. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, flyracing.com. Uh, and uh, yeah, look, looking forward to seeing the 2020 stuff as soon as we can. So thanks, man. All right, guys. See, all right, see ya. Uh, Vortex Racing. Email Jake at vortexracing.com. Uh, Monster Energy Yamaha using Vortex Racing sprockets for uh, Aaron Plessinger, Justin Barsha, and our next guest on the phone. Email Jake at vortexracing.com. V3 bar, 29% stronger than the competition. They got 7 8 bar. They got oversized bar as well. So uh, Vortex Racing is pleased and proud to bring you our next guest on the show uh, from Australia. Dean Ferris. What's up, Dean? How are you, man? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, man. No worries. Uh, 702-586-7857. If you have a question for Dean Ferris from Monster Energy Yamaha, give him a call. Brought to you by Vortex Racing. So, Dean, I talked to you after Paula. You weren't stoked. Uh, you weren't that happy with everything that's going on, testing-wise and all of that. We know you got a late start. I think I wasn't at Thunder Valley, but I watched it. It looked like it went better. Were you happier? Yeah, def- definitely happier. I was, yeah, I was, was kind of bit bit down on myself or a bit pissed at Paula. I was, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it did. The day didn't go that good. And just, <laughs> I, was just, I was just battling, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, Thunder Valley went a lot better. So kind of going the right direction now. A little bit different track too, right, like than, than, the, than the two SoCal tracks or two California tracks, I should say. Yeah, yeah. The, the Cali tracks are, yeah, they're definitely different. I mean, Thunder Valley's kind of clay, m- more what I like anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it more. Uh, I talked to you going back to uh, an air fork on your bike that you something a little more familiar with. You like we said, you don't have a ton of time with this bike. Did you do that for for, for Lakewood? Yeah, we did. They, oh, okay. they did get the air fork. Um, we threw my settings in it just to start with. Yep. Because it was it was pretty hard to get get them. Um, yeah. So Good. they threw them in on, on Friday afternoon, and I just raced some old setting that I hadn't ridden in ridden on like a year. But uh, <laughs> I was, yeah. was kind of comfortable. So yeah. Um, crazy, Michael. That Air Force. Like, I just thought the Air Force battle was over. I just thought it was over, and and all, all these guys. On it. I know. I just thought all these guys, riders on Dean's level, we were done with Air Force. But I guess not. Look at just Ferris just had his best ride. So, <laughs> I guess we're we're still on to Air Forks. Yeah, I mean, uh, I try. I tested Spring Forks a couple of years ago back home CDR, and I preferred the Air. And I just stayed with them for the whole three years I was in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and now riding on Spring Fork, I, they just feel weird to me. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's yeah. why that's why I kind of requested the Air Fork. Uh, what about the elevation at Thunder Valley? What'd you think? Um, I did the Nations there in 2010. Oh yeah, I guess so. Right, sure. Yeah. I just come off. The, I remember I just come off the flu, and I remember it being so hard there on the 250 <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, so I was preparing for the worst, but it actually, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I definitely had my tongue hanging out down in the spokes in the last two laps, but it wasn't as heavy as I thought it was going to be. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a 
difficult track. It's not hard obstacle-wise, but the way it develops, like the way the ruts get, it's kind of a bit of slot car racing a little bit, right? Like, and they get rough, and uh, the lines change from Moto 1 to Moto 2 so drastically. you gotta you got to figure it out, right? Yeah, it changed throughout the moto, I reckon. and also. But I was actually really impressed with my bike up there. Um, like I said, last time I was out there on a 250, and it felt so slow, but, yep. you know... Um, on a 450 this time, and I know the guys did a lot of work and a lot of testing, you know, throughout the years, mm-hmm. and the engine was really fast, actually. It kind of felt like a my bike from Parlour or the first round. Oh, um, yeah? Because, yeah, it was really fast. Oh, cool. <laughs> so that, that definitely made it easier. I wasn't, you know, it wasn't riding around on a slug. So I wanted to ask you, Dean, um, I was actually kind of arguing with somebody who was getting, you know, the first uh, two rounds yourself uh jake masterpool you beat him all four motos but you know he was within two or three finishing positions side a few people are like oh you know jake jake should get that right and i was trying to explain to some guys like what your lead up to the series has been like for guys that don't know what kind of a whirlwind it's been for you can you give us a little bit of the timeline between the suzuki to Fevera's bike to getting hurt to ktm to coming back here and actually how much time you even had on the bike before hangtown yeah, yeah, it's been crazy, real roller coaster actually. So um, I finished up CDR at the end of last year. Um, Yamaha gave me a bike just for the off season, just one bike and a few tires. So I was just trying to get by through the our summer. Um, you know, just I was, had a few parts that I was real stingy on. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, turning tires around, doing what I had to do. Um, I thought the Suzuki thing was going to happen. It didn't. I flew here to America. I was sitting around for two weeks, and I flew home. I pulled out my champion because I gave my bike back to Yamaha at that point. Mm-hmm. I, I needed something to ride instantly, so I pulled my championship bike out, one of them, and just started moto on that thing, <laughs> um, which just was really wiped the really dust sad. off a little. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I shed a few tears for sure. I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this, but. <laughs> And then, uh, so moto down on that thing, and then I got um, in contact with Rinaldi, and it, it fit to do a few Grand Prix and ride Febra's bike. Um, I went to the Grand Prix, my first Grand Prix, second moto. I had a first turn crash, got hit by a guy, tweaked my knee. Um, wasn't super bad, but I mm-hmm. tried to ride through the week for the, you know, for Volkensvard, and it wasn't going to happen. Um, needed a couple weeks rest, so I flew home to Australia, rested up the knee, um, Pulled that same championship bike out of the shed again and started motoing down, <laughs> motoing down on that thing, just pulling old tires out of the, you know, the pack that, you know, just the scrap pile, and um, yeah, and then this finally, oh, actually no, yeah, I, I got a deal with um, Raceline Recoverate KDM. Yeah, saw that. Yep, yep. Yeah, so they they put together a package and a bike for me. Um, there was a national down in Australia. It was round four and five. I thought, I need to start doing something, do some racing. Uh-huh. Um, so I got a KDM, and within two weeks, I was, I was racing it. Um, and then, actually, well, when I was driving to the race on the Friday, um, I got the call from Yamaha here in USA, and that was the weekend of Vegas Supercross. So Jeez. It- they're like, can you, be, can you be here for Wednesday <laughs> test at Parliament? <laughs> and I was like, all right, yep. I'll be there, no right. problem. Um, so then I, I, went, I raced Saturday, Sunday, flew home Monday, packed up family, my house, um, booked flight, jumped on a plane Tuesday morning, Dude. and then I was, and, and you know, so, I was, Hey, the yeah, whole time you're on a KTM, you're like, don't get hurt, don't get hurt, don't get hurt, just just <laughs> get, get, get through this race, right? Get through this race. 
Um, uh, it was kind of like that for the last moto. Yeah. I got a bad start and kind of threw away the overall, and that's what it was like. It was real sketchy and dusty, and I was like, that's what I was thinking. But right. actually, all weekend, I was just thinking about winning because I actually needed to get bonus to make you know some yeah. sort of income for the year. So, so I, <laughs> Listen, do we need to... Does, does, how does Dak not give you a spare bike? How does Dak not have some b- practice bike instead of your title-winning bike? Do we, do we need to yell at Craig Dak here or what? What's the deal? <laughs> did- no, I just needed some instantly. And, you know, Dak has workshops 2,000 Ks from her. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, okay. you, know, you know, he probably sh- could have put something together in a few weeks. But I, I like, yeah, yeah. when I come back from America or back from Europe, I needed something. Right. And... I just opened up my shed, and there <laughs> it was, championship bike. I'm like, all right. Yeah. So for, pe- for people so people keeping track of this, Wednesday after Vegas is when you get on a Monster Energy Yamaha in the USA for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Right. Yep. Um, so how's your, freaking, how's your freaking air miles going lately, Ferris? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. 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 They're, they're good. I'm, I'm back right on top. Yeah. <laughs> Two other things for you. One, if if you don't mind talking about it, what was the Suzuki thing? Why it didn't work out? Number two, um, what is your deal for the summer with Plessinger, I believe, maybe coming back at WW Ranch, I heard, or maybe it might be a little after that, but are you good for the summer? Or Yeah, so first question, um, I guess there's this miscommunication with the Suzuki thing. I'm not actually really sure, so I don't want to talk about it too much, but... Um, my deal for the summer, yeah, I'm not sure when Plessinger's back, um, but definitely an option for me there to stay um, with the team. So, um, you know, that's the plan. I want to be here for the whole summer and, and mm-hmm. you know, do the whole championship. So, so can we just um, can we just play Myrtle for the Suzuki thing? Does that work? We'll just play Myrtle. <laughs> no, don't play Myrtle. Okay, all right, all right. That, oh. that guy, that guy's been working his ass off for like uh, nine months to get me over here. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know it's better late than never, but he made it happen. Yeah, he, he yep. called me. He called me and said, "You need to be here on Wednesday for this Yamaha ride." I'm like, "Don't worry, I'll be there." Thank yeah, you. <laughs> I like that. Hey, I was uh, I was in Germany in '99 working for the Jeep a GP team, and I was I hated it. And and they, uh, Tim Ferry needed a mechanic, and this is the day before cell phones, and so I got a message on my pager, and the guy said, "Hey, uh, Ferry's mechanic quit, and he recommended you." Uh, I need you. Can can you be here on Wednesday or whatever it was? And I was in Germany on Monday. He's like, so if you just show, show up Wednesday at the work, you can you can work for Tim Ferry. And I called the guy back, and I never told him I was in Germany. I'm just like, yep, I will be there. Don't worry, <laughs> don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. That sounds sounds like what you had to do, Ferris. I will be there. Don't worry. Same thing. Uh, yeah. Just like that. Yeah. What, what's uh, going forward? I know this has been a big goal of yours is to race the full championship here. I know you were trying to even get it done the year before per se, but. Uh, this one gets all done. Is that is that fine off your bucket list, or you know, is it a billion point you want to do it again, or are you good to go back to Australia? What what's kind of your goal or what you want to accomplish? Um, look, I'll, I want to be, I want to see how good I can go to start with. Um, definitely, I'd like to finish my career here in USA. Um, I feel like I don't really have much more to do in Australia, mm-hmm. um, other than you know just. I don't know, make money and win races and have a good time. But, um, no, I'd, I'd like to stay here for a few seasons and just uh, just see how, see how fast I can actually go. Right. That, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you certainly, yeah, you got a late start, but things are things are going well. At least they're better at Lakewood for you. And then you got another week of testing and training and all of that. So hopefully, you know, you'll, you'll keep on the upswing. Um, hey, for people who don't know, you did race Supercross here for KTM in 2014, uh, 250 mm-hmm. class. Um didn't go that great and then 
you never did the Nationals. Um, looking back on that, what's your thoughts on the the, the, the brief time you came here as, as a factory KTM rider? It was probably, it all happened really quick for me. And uh, I don't know, I wasn't really ready to jump in to that Supercross class. Maybe I should have done the East Coast, give me more time because mm-hmm. I literally, I think I started riding like start of December and then I was, I showed up at Anaheim um, one and definitely wasn't ready. Uh, but um, I, I was, the goal was to make it through Supercross mm-hmm. and I was doing that. I actually flew home to Australia to sort out my visa and I just got a stock um, 350 there and I was doing some motocross um, riding at, you know, probably way too fast and yeah. crashed and broke, broke my wrist um, really bad actually. And that was that. I spent like three months in Australia just recovering with that and yep. I come back and um, was getting ready to go, you know, do the last half of the outdoors. Uh-huh. Um, and then I know that Ice One Husqvarna, that, you know, they needed a fill-in rider and Roger was like, hey, we don't mind if you stay, but look, if you wanted to pursue the Grand Prix thing again next year, this could mm-hmm. be a good option. And I was like, oh, actually, I do want to do that. So I took the option to go back before, you know, I did any outdoors here. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you, you look at your results, 14, 7, 11, 10, 11, 10. I mean, respectable for, for first jumping in, you know, for nothing. Yeah, a whopping I mean, I three weeks to get ready. Qualified yeah. every weekend, for yeah. sure. Um, I, I remember I had some health issues and stuff, and I, it was just tough. I remember it just being tough. I was not practicing through the week. I was suffering mm-hmm. through the motos. Um, but you know what? Uh, Supercross is not really my thing, and... Mm-hmm. That's why I'm. The, that's why I'm just doing outdoors now. That's all I want to do. Right. I'm not really interested in jumping in a Supercross class here. Yep. Um, kind of missed the boat. I'm 28 now and not interested to yeah. after a Supercross championship or do those 17 rounds just because you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's funny we had Hunter on the show uh, last week or the week before, and there's a little bit of a mini Aussie invasion here. Uh, we we saw Metcalf and Byrne and Chad, of course, for all those years and. A few other guys here and there, but now we didn't. It was a bit of a dry spell, but now Waters is there. You're here. Hunter is is there. Uh, Wilson Todd, of course. Uh, I think a couple of those guys aren't going to do the whole series, but it's been nice to see the Aussies back in American motocross. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it, it's good for for Australia for sure. But everyone, everyone in Australia is actually blowing up because they're not covering the motocross here, um, and it's the first time in a long time. That's right. It's not on TV. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but it's good. Um, they love it. I mean, when I come and did High Point, yep, um, and I went back, that was all that any fan ever spoke about <laughs> for years. Yeah, yeah. Talk about that. If I'm signing the poster, every second person would would talk about that race. Right, right. And you know, they didn't, you know, yeah. care that I went one one the weekend before at you know the local race, but the High Point thing was a big deal for him, and yeah. um, just as if you follow my socials and stuff, all the Aussies are just so pumped that, um, you know, me and Todd and Wilson Todd and, and Hunter are over here. Yeah. So uh, yeah. it's big. It's definitely a big deal. Like, you guys live and breathe AMA and, you know, the Supercross right. and Motocross, but we we live and breathe it in Ameri- in Australia as well. Um, no, sure that's it. That's I can vouch for that. Uh, I, I meet Aussies all the time that come over here for the Supercrosses or Nationals or Kiwis or whatever. And our show, like when I look at our show numbers, Dean, they're huge in Australia. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of pulp show listeners, and Brayton gets oh. it, and Seven Deuce Deuce. Like, like, 
it you you guys Australians are yeah. like you said they're really passionate about American Moto media in general. When I was at Vital and even doing my own thing now behind the U.S., that is where the majority of the viewership, I believe, of Vital came from, and yeah. on my own thing yeah. I'm doing now. Yeah, Aussies yeah, are are crazy we're about it about it. the American scene, you know. And then yeah, I, I meet these guys at the races, and they're just like, yeah, we're over here for two weeks. We're catching a couple of nationals or a couple of supercrosses, and they couldn't be any more stoked, you know. Which yeah, is all, and yeah. if they're not here, I mean, like. Sunday lunchtime is when Supercross is on for us. The country just shuts down. If you're riding dirt bikes, you got to get your practice in before lunchtime because <laughs> it's sit down and watch Supercross. And well, not for me, but for everyone else, yeah. it's time to have a beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Not for you. Uh, having said that, what is the state of Aussie MX right now? Uh, I picture it a little bit like my home country, Canada. I was just up at the first round up in Canada to go see that series, and from my friends in Australia and the guys I talked to, it seems like. The, it's a little bit like Canadian Moto. It's there. There's a few guys making some money, but there's not a lot of growth there. Am I wrong, or what's your take on Aussie MX? Yeah, I would say there's not a lot of growth. It sounds, it sounds much the same, but um, all the classes are full in, in the Nationals at the moment, which is, I don't even think it's ever happened. Okay. So, like, MX1's over full, MX2, MXD. Uh, so people are going racing in the Nationals. Um, but, yeah, there's... There's money if you're winning or you're the you know the top mm-hmm. three. Yep. Um, but after that, yeah, it's it'd be you kind of need a side job to make it happen for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like Canada, same thing. Like Fasciati makes a hundred, hundred and fifty, you know, and and enjoys himself in, up in Canada. But after that, there's a lot of guys that certainly aren't there, you know. Um, and, and yeah, it is what it is. So it's it's good to see. Um, hey, how's so how's how's Bam Bam? You guys talk much? How's Bam Bam? What's what's going on? Um. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> nice guy. I've never met him before. Actually, right. he's, a, he's a nice guy. We we chat in the truck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I believe he's uh, still just coming back from those wrist injuries a little bit. Um, hey, do, do you ever say, uh, hey, do, hey, dude, do you remember me at the destinations in Toysental? Or he has no clue. Uh, um, no, I don't <laughs> think he has any. Clue. I don't think he has any idea. Right? Like you were, you were great that weekend, and uh, he probably has no idea. He raced it too, but whatever. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's a, he's a good guy. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know if I'm. Spo- yeah, I, I think he's he's kind of definitely not himself. Um, yeah, for sure. Everyone knows that he can he can be right up. He there he front. seems frustrated. His wrists, right? His wrists yeah. are bugging him, and like, yeah, it's it's a brutal sport. He we you know he wadded himself in Supercross for weeks, and then finally took a time off, and then crashed at home. I guess. So yeah, he must be a tough dude. He never says anything about him. Right, right. <laughs> you know, he's, he's a fun one. If you, you know, ask, just, if you ask him his injury list, like each year, it's he's got quite a few lingering things. The wrist. Yeah. I checked in with him both weekends this or the first two weekends. Yeah. And I mean, I remember him coming off a of hang time. His hands are like shaking. Yeah. And they're all bruised up and everything, and tape, and he could like barely get the tape off his own wrist. Yeah. It was like. I think he was joking about the mud almost being better than jumping, like them not being able to jump yeah. a bunch of stuff because he said his arms were, he couldn't even like barely yeah. grip it. Yeah, he's, oh, wow. yeah, he's tough. He's a tough one. He's not one to complain. Like you said, he'll he'll pin it and just go out there and try to do what he can do and get Yamaha on the track, right? So um, so when when uh, Plessinger comes back, the team is kind of set up for only two guys underneath the tent. You're going to be, from what I understand, over on the side in the hospitality area or something? Is that what they were telling me? Is that the plan? Um, when AP comes back? I'm not real. I'm not real sure. Like, okay. I kind of have not. Right. Um, <laughs> I know there's a spot for me. Yep. Um, there is apparently. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I just need my own mechanic. So working on a young bloke that I've worked with down down in New Zealand. Just chatting to him today and said, "Hey, uh, 
manager over here. So oh, cool. He's kind of mind blown at the moment. You can't believe it's happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, what? Factory Emma? What? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, what? Huh. Um, hey, so High Point, week off in High Point, and we all saw what you did there on the Cycle Trader uh, bike. Uh, you got to be looking forward to that place, right? Like, you're like, I know this track. I know everything. It's it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I can't live off that one moto that I had there, but for sure no, be, but yeah. it's nice to go back to somewhere I know and kind of know the track and the jumps and everything. Yep. Don't have to learn it. Like, I feel like I've been quite slow in practice, well, really slow in practice trying to learn the track. And um, it, oh man, it all happens so fast. I mean, you do one slow lap, yeah. you know, while you're rolling around with everyone and getting roosted and then you try to jump everything second lap and then the green flags out and everyone's going wide open. It's all happening really, really fast for me. So hopefully at high point, I'm kind of a bit more on the money and know what's going on. A little bit. We were talking about that with Hunter, like that's got, and Rattray's told me this and Roxon has told me this like GPs. There's a whole day on Saturday. It's a qualifier. There's two practices. There's a practice Sunday morning, like plenty of time. And in America, yeah, no, we just need you to pin it two minutes in. <laughs> so, yeah, well, actually, at High Point two years ago, I, it didn't bother me because I did press day. Okay, um, yeah. And, it, well, I mean, I did press day at Parlour as well. It didn't really help. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say you but, went but, from, but like, did, Blue Group. two years ago, for sure. So yeah. I, I hopefully, hopefully it helps um, when I get there. Yeah, it, it's definitely something that GP guys or foreign guys or whatever uh, have to uh, have to deal with. So Or Chris Kiefer. Or Chris Kiefer, yeah, that, that didn't go well either. <laughs> Good God. Um, well, hey, Dean, thanks for coming on tonight. I appreciate it, man. Like I said, I wanted to get you on, kind of tell the story from from Yamaha to Suzuki to uh, a factory Yamaha in Europe to KTM to Monster Energy Yamaha in USA in all in about four months. So that was awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the goal is to get here and we're here. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, it, one more for you, just speaking of Aussie scene. I mean, of course, Hunter and Jet are extremely young and they're over here, but... Uh, from your own personal opinion, seeing what's going on at home, who do you think is the next name Americans should be looking for to come over here? Who do you think is going to make that leap? A young kid called Regan Duffy. He's only 16 years old uh-huh. um, and fast as hell. He uh, he actually just um, raced the 450 for the first time on the weekend at, at the Manjimup 15,000. I saw that. Yeah, he won, right? He won it. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that, that's a hard, a hard race to win, too. Um, a lot of guys are really fast there. Well, I mean, he's from there, too, but he uh, he pins it everywhere. He's in, he's in MXD, but hopefully kind of fast-tracks his career and just, I don't know, starts riding MX1 and then ends up over here or something tell, like that. Tell Lucas to get on that. No, we're not going to no, use. I'm... We're not going to use Lucas. Look at the JGR deal. It all went sideways. We're not using. We're not losing, using Lucas. <laughs> and and hey and Dean, I was I was up with Canada with Nicoletti, another one of Myrtle's clients, and he was complaining about not getting a boot deal from Myrtle. So you know, I'm just saying, there's no. Uh, boot did did deal. Myrtle get you the new helmets yet? There's no boot deal. There's nothing going on with Myrtle. <laughs> oh, but f- filthy wind is about everything, doesn't he? He does. He, he yes. <laughs> no, he would complain about the taxes on a lottery win. You know, so oh, yeah, yeah he, 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 he would. He's that he type would. of guy. Yeah. So hey, hey, Phil, if you're listening, call me back. I tried to call you today. Fucking guy, Phil. God, Dude, Phil. Phil. What a dick. Phil's not a, ha- a glass half full guy. He's a glass half full of piss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Anyways, I'm joking about Myrtle, yeah. of course. But uh, hey, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you at High Point, man. Thank you. 
No worries. See you guys. All right. Thanks. That's Dean Ferris. Everybody brought to you by Vortex Racing. He, uh, Dean Ferris uses Vortex Racing sprockets on his Monster Energy Yamaha. Uh, email Jake at vortexracing.com to, uh, to say with the folks at Vortex. Um, you'd mentioned, Michael, like you kind of wanted to talk to him about that journey. And when he lays it all out like that, you're like, fuck, like yeah, the guy just wants it. And he's got a gear bag. Where yeah. do I need to go? Well, right. that's all I said is I kind of got in a little bit of me as somebody was saying, like, oh, Jake Master bullshit, right? And not say Jake hasn't been doing really well yeah, for himself. I'm like, yeah. look, Dean did not have this beautiful, well-tapered road that I think some people think, oh, he's on the fact. Yeah. But, like, yeah. he's definitely building up into this. He, it, it wasn't an easy start. He was on some SoCal tracks on a bone stock Suzuki for a while, right? I never actually saw him oh, that never saw, way, I, thought so I, heard he I didn't was. know where he was. Yeah. I just heard he had a Suzuki he was riding. Right, yeah. I think it was a bone stalker. He was waiting for JGR to get him some stuff. JGR and Suzuki weren't weren't willing to commit. Yeah. And then he's like, I got to go. <laughs> yeah, so. And then the Febra thing, like, and like I said, between the CDR bike, the one in Europe to here, there's yeah. some shared info, but like he said, he finally got the fork scene. Yeah. Like, yeah, Dude, it's still about, a lot different between all three of those programs. How about dusting off a championship bike? Oh, my God. I can tell you. Imagine that. Imagine you've got that thing on the mantle. Yeah. And it's like, I got to get that thing down and do work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> right? It's got to be just just insane. Uh, Weston Pike coming right up here uh, shortly on the show. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross, uh, 5 EVS Sports, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Pro Filter, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, AtlasBrace.com. Please check them out if you want. Uh, Works Connection, OGO Power Sports, Get Data, uh, used by Dean Ferris, among others, on the Yamaha. Guts Racing. Uh, do you have Guts? Do you have the wide seat that Kiefer loves so much? Um, actually, the 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 kid I was trying to help, we snagged him one for his Husky because he's like six foot one. The Walker me, kid, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, personally, my leg, I, I've tried one. It doesn't suit me at yeah. my height, but uh, I know on the Yamahas and the KTM Huskies, it's a pretty big help for taller dudes. Did you get uh, your guy some help from WUSA? No, we He's didn't need stock wheels. wheels. We've got stock wheels. wheels. Long story. Okay. There's All a right. big switch for him, or otherwise I would have. Uh, I would have. Eagle grit. You use eagle grit. I haven't yet. You gotta get some. I know. It's good. It actually works. It's really good. Uh, MotorcycleNewsJobs.com. Intense bicycles. LA Honda World and Ride Engineering. All on board with us. Uh, MotorcycleNewsJobs.com. Upload your resume for free today. The first and only uh, job uh, board for job of the week. Yeah, the job of the week. Uh, upload your resume for free at MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Uh, again, I've said this spiel over and over. You want to get started in the industry, you don't automatically walk into a glamorous job like what Travis Marks has over here. You just don't step right into Beautiful, that. Beautiful, high-paying job you with gotta, great benefits you, like Travis Marks. You got you to work Oh, that's for his it. real so, job, not working here. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, uh, Mark, speaking of Marks, our next guest needs 10 minutes. So just we're not going to get him on the phone for 10 minutes. Okay. Weston Pike. Yep. Uh, district sales manager for Suzuki is open. Uh, so this is this is in L.A. It's a full-time job. You work from a home office in the L.A., Orange County area of Southern California under the direction of the regional sales manager. This, this, this person is responsible for the overall retail sales, wholesale sales, accessory sales, ancillary product sales, and overall management of district and dealer inventory. So good job. Get in. Meet Chris Wheeler. Do you think he could get Dean Ferris a bike? Probably, probably. I would take JT's bike away. Honestly, I would give it to. <laughs> I, D- I would take JT's there. bike away and give it to Dean Ferris. So that's the job of the week. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, district sales manager for Suzuki. Uh, a nice way to get started in the industry and get your foot in the door. Hundred percent. So thanks to those guys as well. Uh, Racetech.com. Um, what do we got going on with those guys? Yeah, you, we got you, ten you, minutes you, to kill. Yeah, I brokered a deal. You did. You did. I did. It's actually something really cool. So if you're if you're in the higher, you know, Racetech does an amazing job with production suspension. They've got their gold valve kits. They have spring conversions, bunch of stuff. Um, kit suspension wise 
they've done plenty of stuff for Alessi's over the years. Kiefer's got some kit stuff they've done. I've got some show of kit stuff they've done. And typically when somebody wants to go get that stuff, it's like usually pro circuits, the only like yeah. per se Avenue. Yep. Um, we actually set them up this week. Race tech's going to become, um, is going to make a big push to be a show kit provider. They of WP. Um, they've been big. They're one of their authorized centers. So like their cone valve and their track shocks, um, they buy and sell KYB kit stuff as well, but mm-hmm. they're doing, show kit stuff they're dealing directly with show to order the components that they want so it's basically it's not custom fork to race tech specs a little bit their spec what tubing they want so they can get stuff that doesn't need triple clamps but still kit stuff but it can be the right fork tube taper to fit all the stock clamps it can be the lug offset they want the exact damping rod that they deem the best for that bike etc but it's like you know the bigger the bodies with the bigger adjusters, 18 shaft, all the stuff you'd expect if you're buying show kit stuff. But mm-hmm. Racetech is going to have their own stuff. And part of the price when they launch it is it's fully set up for you. Like, you know, with their right. typical valve, with all their settings for you, as you would if you were normally getting your stuff revalved, you can get full kit stuff from them now. Um, I know Honda and Suzuki's will be available. Um, not sure. They're still working out how the Cowie thing works. Um, but yeah, for Hondas, Suzuki's, if you're looking for show kit stuff, you can hit Race them. Racetech you in. Yep. Um, and and it'll be an improvement uh, over your stock stuff for sure, and especially more importantly, it'll be dialed in, which is yep. which is really. Key. Well, I think it's big because a lot of guys buy kit stuff and think it's going to be magical, but right. like what they even do with the WP stuff, it has a base setting. A lot of times they'll tell a customer, "Hey, we can open it back up." And the hard part of the WP is it comes fully assembled, so they have to like tear it back open. The way they're ordering the show of stuff, they get it all piece, so they're able to assemble and put mm-hmm. it in the setting, customized for whatever you are doing, what you're asking for, etc. Uh, let's do another Race Tech rant. We have one Ooh, on, uh, yeah. on on recording this week. A guy was very passionate. Racetech.com, again, if you want a deal on that stuff uh, that Michael Lindsay just talked about, Pulp19 is the code to save. Get your motor work done. Get motor work. Get your motor modified or, or shit, just get it rebuilt. Um, they can do that as well for you, and they've done it for a lot of riders out there. So here's another Race Tech rant of the night. I had the Roxon thing. And I stand by that, and Michael Lindsay actually agrees. And here's another one. TV, what the fuck is with these guys complaining about the lappers, bro? I mean, Jesus, fuck. Post-Canadian motocross show, complain about the lappers. Last two post-race interviews in America, complain about the lappers. I mean, these fucking guys, like, what kind of fucking crybabies are they? Let's just break it down. Ten guys in Canada, let's say the top ten guys in Canada who have a chance of lapping people, and then let's call it the top 20 guys in America who have the chance of lapping the other 20 guys, these would be 30 of the fastest 50 guys in the world. So 30 of the fastest 50 guys in the world are probably going to lap someone every fucking time they go out there. These are the same fucking kids who grew up lapping everyone at their local, lapping everyone at their area qualifiers for Loretta Lynn's, their area regional, I mean, for fuck's sake, these guys are the best of the best, and they've been lapping people since they were like five. And all they do is fucking complain about lap traffic as if they've never seen it before, as if they, like, showed up for the first time to L.A., got on the highway, and they were like, why is it so busy here? Like, for fuck's sake, you're going to have a lapper every week. Every week you go out to race, you're going to lap people because you're the best. So stop fucking complaining about it. I mean, what the fuck is with these guys? It's a hard sport. It's very difficult. I get it. It's stressful. You don't win all the time. Sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. But for motherfucking Christ's sake, give it up on the lappers. We all know they're there. My wife, who knows nothing about motocross, never fucking noticed, never watched it. She was like, why do these guys keep complaining about fucking lappers? It was as if they'd never seen it before. I mean, for fuck's sake. 
fucking lappers are part of the fucking sport. They're no different than a set of triples. They're going to be there. Uh, fucking pussies. I, Thanks. Take it easy. I mean, I like the passion. I, I like it, the race tech rant. They're a little different than a set of triples because they can move all over the place and hold you up. You know? <laughs> yeah, triples don't move. Um, they are part of the game, though. They are. Yeah. You know, and what are you going to do? Like, I feel like, look, I lapped a lot of guys in my racing career. I really did. Um, all those Manitoba titles? No, but not. I mean, I did. Whatever. And, I, and I've watched a lot of racing with lappers. I just, I feel like lappers giveth and they taketh away. Like, I really feel like in the end, they help you yeah. and they hurt you. You There's get no, gifted or screwed. Right? Like, like it, it ain't, like, I know, you know, they screwed you over. But at some point, dear rider, they've helped you. And and kind of like, it is what it is. The guy has a point. Maybe not yeah. as strongly. but it's Yeah, I joke. It's it's one of the straight go-to excuses if you're going to get interviewed right after a race. Ah, uh, my suspension sucked, or I hit this pothole, or ah, uh, the lapper, the lapper. Yeah, yeah. Especially in I mean, my, yeah. There are times where it's really bad, and you're like, oh, shit, that, that wasn't yeah. cool, like, or whatever. But the guys don't, don't mean to do it, yeah. you know? I don't think. That, uh, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. I, I get the guy where he's coming from, and I get the riders complaining about it a little bit, but it is what it is. It works for everybody. It works against yeah. you. Yeah, I think one of the worst in, like, a really ride track like uh, Colorado where it can come into play is, look, any dude that can qualify for a national is a bad dude on motorcycle. Yeah. But the dude running around 35th is pretty tired. It's 25 minutes into the race. They're hitting some gnarly red section that w- if most mere mortals would struggle to ride through correctly, they get a little sideways. They're just trying to get through, and they end up jumping out, you know, bouncing across three lines. They end up in front of the leader coming by and mm-hmm. lapping. The leader's pissed because yeah. it clearly looks like they've been a squid when all they're trying to do is hang on for dear life. Right. It happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Blake, what's up? You got a question? What's going on? Yeah, um, I was just wondering, because on the scoring system, you know, Supercross is based on a 25-point system, but in the outdoors, it's based on moto. So, like, if you go 1-2 or 2-1, you know, you get the same amount of points, but the announcers and everything make, like, the biggest deal about it. So I was just wondering what you guys think about that and if you think it should be changed. Well, like, World Superbike, I don't follow road racing that much, of course, but, like, World Superbike... And I don't know if they still do this. I don't even know. And I don't know if MotoGP does this. But, like, World Superbike is just two races. And after each mm-hmm. race, you have a podium celebration. Or it used to be like that. So well, they didn't even give like a fuck about races. Yeah, they don't even care. You just have two races on the day. Yeah. They don't care about the overall. It doesn't matter. You well, just it's go, labeled as two separate rounds. It's like these right, double headers. Right. So, I mean, I'd be fine with that. Like, the overall really doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You, I mean, yeah. it's just something that happened in motocross back in the 60s or 70s, and we yeah. just always kept well, it that way. But one thing you think about is, too, like podium ceremony, it kind of works the way our sports laid out. TV time, if you actually broke each one down or whatever. But, I mean, super bikes sometimes are all on different days. It's more of like a full separate thing. Like, Moto America's like that, but you, you as motocross, you literally back-to-back on the motos. Well, what do you mean? Yeah. World Superbike isn't the same day? Uh, I Okay, I don't follow it because Moto America, I believe, is separate days, and then I'm not sure exactly okay. on World Superbike right now. Moto GP is just one race. Right. I, I don't know. I, I'm with you, Blake. Like, it doesn't really matter. These guys don't really think about it that much. They're, but they do get paid on overalls. They don't get paid on Moto. Well, they get yeah. paid on Moto wins, but not Moto places. So, yeah, it's just something that's stuck in, in you know, archaic motocross times, you know? But, mm-hmm. um. I'd be fine either way if they just got rid of overalls. What what they what they need to do is get rid of that stupid twenty six points for a supercross win. Like why? Uh, yeah. That's so stupid. Twenty five. It's so dumb. Um, yeah, I agree. Or I, my... I, I had an idea to count all forty positions for points. No, I agree with that one because what's the point if you're twenty? Like 
21st to 30th, what's the point of your life, your existence? You race all year. If you're that dude that's getting 21st, 22nd, 23rd all year, what do you do go to a sponsor the next year? So I scored zero points during outdoors. Let me explain, though, why I'm not scored on the overall. But I I did pretty well. I'm, like, right there on the verge. But, yeah, I beat, beat like, 18 dudes a race, but I don't have really much to show for it. I'm with you. And also you can go to a sponsor and be like, this is the placing I finished uh, overall. But on the other hand, Michael, if you flip it over, you'd have to award more points for a win if you did that, right? Yeah, the entire point share, so a so, DNF is even bigger. A, a DNF's huge, right? Oh, then, yeah. then you lose 40 points or 50 or whatever a yeah. moto is now. So I get the teams being like, hey, what what the hell? But um, but I'd be I'd be fine with giving 20 on back one point. You all get one point. It's the same, though, then. Is it's so similar to zero. But at least you get a point. Yeah. Uh, or two points for 20 to 30th and one point from 30 to you 40th. Could, you could show up the entire year and barely qualify and get 40th, 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 and go one point, one point, one point, and outscore somebody in the championship that got 22nd at every single moto and then missed one race. Okay. Sure. That's one problem. Yeah, one point. that's one point. That's, yeah. a, that's another problem. Yep. So yeah. thanks, Blank. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah, of course. Thank you. Just yeah. poking holes in your theories. Uh, Pulp Metro is presented by BTOsports.com and, uh, and Fly Racing. Bullshit! That's what I got to say to that. Your theories are bullshit. No, Tony just said your theories are bullshit. He just he said that. Referring and, uh, to you. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He called you that. Um, I could text him. Weston Pike coming up so. here shortly. We <laughs> still have the uh, uh, BTO Sports tweet at Travis segment. We got some suspension questions from Michael Lindsay. Um, biggest surprise in the Nationals right now for you in both classes? Um, man, Something we haven't touched on? 450, I mean, Kenny's been a little bit better than I honestly expected. I thought, you know, with the the whole him yep. talking about being aware of stuff, I didn't think he'd be this good, especially super... I, I don't know, the raw speed he has the first couple laps blows my mind. He has yeah. really been on point the first couple laps, and it's been really cool to watch. Um, So I would say him him as a surprise. And then the second one is Freddie Norn. Freddie... Yeah. Freddie, and I actually brought this up to him after Paula when he went 9-9. I was like, how stoked are you on this? Because, like, look, you've scored top 10s before, but it's not, I, I told him not to dish you. It's usually later in the season when more guys are out, and he was so happy to be there the second race of the year. Um, so I think Freddie's really been doing phenomenal. It's been a nice surprise. Uh, yeah, stock bike, I guess. He's got good suspension. Good but, suspension, but, motors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, stock. He was actually joking because the Toy Haunt is pretty aggressive. He was like, I- I'm trying to tone yeah. it down. <laughs> Yeah, and, and he had a garbage year last year. We went and got fixed. His shoulder or knee, I don't know. I what thought or, his knees. Was, well, he got, he, he, I think he had like two surgeries. Yeah, he had two surgeries. At one point I heard he was down at Club MX. He was instructor. No, it was he, uh, south of the border. South of the border, and yep. he only had a two-stroke. Yep. That was all he was riding. He, I think he was in Charlotte almost the entire year. Right. He was hanging out. Yep. So, you know, for that, so that's a rough deal for, for, for Freddie Norton. And he's a good good dude. So, and then, good job for Freddie. Do we have one for 250 class or? Yeah. Yeah. Who's been your biggest disappointment so far in the 450s? Um, uh, well, honestly, nobody. Hill had a good Paula, but I kind of expected what he's doing, right? Yeah. Um, Webb, I'm fine with Webb. I'm fine with Webb, dude. He, he's Supercross champion. He could just he could just ride around giving everybody the finger all, all summer how, long. How bad is Baggett's hand or wrist? Because he's been more off than I expected, yeah. but I know he's hurt. Right. Yeah, I think a little bit of a little bit of that for him. Um, I don't know. Yeah, for me. Everyone's kind of playing right along where they thought they were. I mean, Barsha's a disappointment if he's healthy, but he's not healthy. No. He's... So you got to give him a break, I think. Yeah. I mean, even the Yamaha guys are like, yeah, he probably shouldn't be here. So uh, 250s, did you go double or nothing on the Marty Amart bet? Because, I mean, Amart's having a great year, but he's still doing a heck of a lot better than Marty. 
No, I didn't. No one would take that bet. So I, I am going to go to the Pro Circuit shop here soon and, and, and clean up. And it's going to be. Oh, you got to let me know when that happens. Yeah, I'm coming down recording all this. So uh, thanks to EVS Sports. We already mentioned them earlier. But of course, EVS Sports, Pulp 19 is the code to save at evsports.com. We thank them for coming on the show and we thank them for our next guest. He is uh, JGR Suzuki's Weston Pike. What's up, man? How are you? Oh, what's up, guys? Haven't been on thanks. for a while, huh? I know. I just try not to go on your show. <laughs> I was going to say, did you miss it? But apparently not. Apparently not. So No, not really. I mean, I don't even... I mean, you know me. I don't have time to listen to your show. Have you day, ever but... listened to a full episode of Pulp and I doubt he's listened to 30 seconds of Pulp and <laughs> show. I haven't even listened to 10 seconds other than one of my mechanics was listening to it. And I think I probably turned it off and turned my music on. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Um... <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, though. Um, what do you think about Phil going two-two for third overall up in Canada? Did you were you aware of that? Uh, that's pathetic to tell you the truth. I think he should have cleaned up. But and then I seen today on his Instagram that he posted a picture of a glass of wine. I was going to roast him, saying I was like, "That's pretty terrible. You're posting that." And he went two-two for third. Could, uh, <laughs> could you could you dominate uh, Canada on one eye? <laughs> uh, I don't even know anymore. Um, Probably not. Be seriously, but how uh, how is the recovery coming? How how are we doing, Weston? What's going on? Um, you know it's 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 going, but um, I don't know. My eyes kind of you know taking a, a freaking slowdown on progression. So, Has it really? Bummer. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's just one of the things. Now it's just going to take its course, and it's going to take a long time to to come around. You know, I don't know how long it's going to take, but you know, I'm just kind of. You know, not uh, you know, not. I really don't know. I can't. Yeah. I, I have no answers because I can't get an answer from the doctor or anything about when it's gonna get better or, or how the time frame is. So I'm just trying to, you know, just trying to improvise and, and stay busy and, and do right. what I can, you know, for the team and, and all my other sponsors and just trying to stay busy. Are you are you pretty depressed about this thing, or are you more angry about trying to answer it from all these idiots like me that keep asking you about it? No, I'm not depressed. I mean, obviously. I've had my moments, you know, months ago, but yep. you know now it's 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 life, you know, shit happens, and you know it's, it's the people that that sit there and dwell on it, and cry on it, that that don't move on and don't move forward, and, and right. they end up falling apart. And uh, I'm not one of those people. I just, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm still training. I'm still doing what I need to do. If if my eyesight does get better, and come back, and uh, you know, until then, I'm just. Yeah, you know, positive and then you know, thinking forward and right and doing what I can do as much as I can. So. Yeah, I mean, you've obviously come to grips. Like this could be it for you. You may never race professionally again, huh? Yeah, exactly. You know, that's yep. obviously you know a lot of things that have gone through my mind of that. But um, you know, I, like I said, I just don't know. You know, you never know. This right. could be it, but I'm not. You know, I'm gonna give myself a, a full year of mm-hmm. of um at least a full year from injury to. To, you know, give it that opinion. If if it's been a year and my side hasn't gotten any better from where it, where it was at, then obviously it's time to, mm-hmm. to call it a day. You know, and call it a you know a career-ending, wonderful injury. Right, so, right, yeah. yeah. How was uh? How about the the storm you caused when you jumped back on a bike? Uh, oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! The MXA guys were were excited. They were right. <laughs> yeah, for once, the, for once, MXA got it. Yeah. No, I was actually really. I was gonna stick with it. That, that wasn't me because nobody really else saw me besides that that photo that Moseman I think caught on me. But um, I could have played it off. But 
I don't know, I just like I like dicking with people. Like, I get a, I, <laughs> no, are you dicking with like somebody? People. No. Yeah. Like people that you know, like oh, I was Wesley for sure. I'm like, fuck, that ain't me. How long are you talking about? Because <laughs> people wouldn't expect it to be me, other than the bike and the gear. But really, it could have been anybody. Yeah. It could yeah. have been Dean Ferris. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I right. could have let I could have let my practice bike mechanic ride my bike i could have let my friend ride my bike you know i didn't know what he really knows hey don't let brett hoddle ride it um hey so no. how was it riding like what was it like how what, how's the you know you can see a little bit on your eye i guess or a little bit of movement or like how was it was it really bad or was it okay were you better than you thought um that's a tough one i mean at first it was it was pretty hard at first just because um getting used to obviously riding again and then yep obviously being a little bit timid and then um the, the hardest thing actually was like was judging the jumps and no no not the jumps the, the laning of the jumps and then judging my line choice and brakey bumps because okay yep my my depth perception isn't isn't there yet it's getting better but it's not like 100 percent. so like it would mess with me my depth perception like coming into the turn I would, I would, I would be going too fast into the turn because I couldn't tell oh, yeah, yeah. how close it was. Or like at milestone when I was riding, the line, the dirt's a different color. So like, I would screw me up with the dirt color, and then you know, like when I would land, I think I would think I was landing before I was landing. So like, I would get loose on the bike. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Or, or like I would get ready to land, and I wasn't really landing. And then I would like let loose, and then all of a sudden I landed. So it was like just different, yep. you know, things that kind of took a bit to get used to. But you know, I, you know, if, if I kept riding, it would have been fine. Yep. You know, something you get used to. But um, as well as that, the other thing that really screws me up the most is is the vision that I have out of my right eye is just enough to interfere with my left eye. So if I was looking straight ahead at somebody. Mm-hmm. My right eye is my right eye lays vision. My right eye, my right eye vision. It's my bad eye. The sight that I see out of my right eye, it overlays in my good eye. So like, oh. what I'm seeing perfectly clear out of my left eye is 100 percent 2020, but my right eye is like probably not. That, it's not that good. So like, whatever that is, it's pushing it into my good eye, so that if I'm if I'm looking directly at someone's face talking to them my right eye is, is showing my left eye what's yeah, the, yeah what's to the right of me and it's not synced with mine oh. so it's it throws me off like yeah when i'm doing stuff so if i were to literally just put a patch over my eye and ride i probably would be mm-hmm. really good i just wouldn't be able to see out of the purse <laughs> it, right, if it's... someone was to the right of me it's funny. I was literally about to ask that. Is uh, you ever try riding with an eye patch on to yeah. see if it didn't interfere with your eye? What it would be like? Uh, yeah. Well, my eye doctor was gonna was gonna give me um, a contact that's just blocked out in the pupil, so that I could, you know, yep. do activities and not have that issue. Uh, 702-586-7857. You have a question for Weston Pike. 702-586-PULP. Brought to you by the folks at EVS Sports. I'm sure you use something from EVS Sports over the years, Pike, at some point. something. Yeah, no, those guys um, hooked me up for quite a few years nice. back in the privateer days. You know, I, I wore their braces, socks, and all their, right. all their stuff they have. Um, so, okay, you talked about the difficulties riding and everything else. At the end of the day of riding, I don't know how long you rode for. Did it make you happy? Were you stoked? Or were you frustrated? Um, 
I was both. I was frustrated and, and happy that I could ride because it's like, yeah, I was able to ride, but could I ride like I yeah. can? Hell no. You know, right, but right. obviously only riding three or four times isn't make or break. You know, if I if I took six months off from an injury and came back, I'd feel the same way. Yeah. You, know, you just kind of have to, you have to ride more to really, you know, see how it would work. But, right. you know, that's, that's just kind of how it was. And obviously, yeah, it's, once since I just had this last surgery, I'm still you know trying to take time to recoup from this last surgery to kind of you know yep. before I hop back on the bike again. So. Yep. Uh, based on what you've learned, like about what the you know what the vision you're getting out of your per se your bad eye is, like if somebody's wondering, oh, what case is it that you would come back to racing? Is it like perfect case scenario, like the eye's got to be hundred percent, or based on what they've told, because of that overlap of one eye helping the other? Is there, I don't know, does it have to get fully better? You think for you to be competitive, or is it just got to get like a little bit better? Um, I'm not a hundred percent guy to begin with, so no. To answer your question, um, if it was, if it came back enough to where I could, you know have a better judgment of of who's coming at me from the right-hand side, mm-hmm. hell yeah, I'd race, you know? So it's it's one of those things where it doesn't have to be 100%. It has to be at least a little bit better than what it is now. So, so. yeah, it's, man, it's got to be fucking frustrating. You got you got to answer that question all the time to people, too, about how the recovery's going and everything else, right? So, um, yeah, you're probably ready. Yeah. To, probably getting pretty, pretty frustrated at times, I would think. Um, it's frustrating, but you know it's it's, it's life, man. You know yep. what it is. Uh, uh, go ahead. I would say I, I know you've at least been other than dealing with the injury and just in shape. I know you've been working on something off the track, and you you want to talk about it at all, or is that still for another time? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of more or less going to be exposed here pretty soon. It's something completely. You know, people obviously some people know. And clearly, you know because you texted me earlier about it. <laughs> I didn't get a response. Um, no, yeah, I mean, I didn't want to respond because I didn't feel like it. But um, yeah, like uh, the I, words "no," the I word started, "no" works. Yeah, no, I started a new business with uh, my neighbor, and um, it's totally opposite of what people really actually think. You know, people are like, "Oh, you're starting a gym," and I'm like, "No, that's a terrible saturated market where every single corner is a stupid ass CrossFit gym that I want nothing to do with." And, uh, no, we, we got something, you know, it's not new. It's, it's, it's something new for me that's, you know, giving me nothing but gray hair, just trying to, you know, find out a, a right. solution to run it since I'm a dirt bike rider and I never ran a business before. I mean, I own a business that I own a vape shop, me and my dad. So, yep. I mean, but I don't have, I don't care to have ties with that branding. So I just, you know, whatever in the beginning, you know, help support it you know, funded some of it with my dad and, and then that, but this one's more or less like <clears throat> hands on cause I have nothing to do right now. So I'm learning the whole side of the business aspect and then, you know, just ordering stuff and ordering restocking stuff and blah, 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 and business permits and, yeah. you know, the whole nine yards that I've never done before. So it's something new. Um, you know, so I'll probably release some information, you know, to a bulk amount of people and not just a few that know, um, what, I'm going to be doing it in the next probably month or so once our grand opening kicks off and all that stuff. Sweet. So. Um, that's good. That's good Good to hear. How much do you talk to J-Bone and the guys on the team? Are you 
Are you one of those? Are you into it every day and asking them and joking on them with group texts and this kind of stuff, or are you kind of staying away because it just makes you want to ride? Like, how much do you deal with the JGR guys? Um, you know, I do. I do as much as I can. I try to help out the riders as much as I can. You know, um, you know, some of them come for me, come to me for help just because I've done it for so long. And, right. You know, this and that. You know, I've helped. You know, I'm trying to help out Hill actually right now at the moment with just kind of getting him, you know, back on track and. You know, pretty much just getting his head in the right direction and not fucking elsewhere. But um, well, you know, I think good luck with that. You know, good I, luck I, with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, yeah, you all, you guys say that, but it's like you know, he's he's fast as hell, and oh, you dude. know, it's it's just getting him to actually do what someone else tells him to do is the hardest part. Right? You know, he's he's stuck in his way. He has his you know his parents in his ear, his brother in his ear. He's going to listen to them before he listens to other people. Yeah. Really, he should just, you know, focus on, on, you know, people that, that know. That know, that have been there. Uh, yeah. No other than that. And it's hard to, it's hard to tell your parents to just, hey, I'm going to do this. I don't want your help right now. I need to, I need to figure myself out another way. Yep. Which I think he needs that. Nothing against his parents, but I oh, think yeah. he needs another direction other than relying on, you know, mom, dad, and brother to to guide him in this career because clearly it's not working, and he needs something that's gonna you know bring him a different direction and and whatnot. So that's what I'm. You know, I tried to throw some stuff at him. I connected him with um, you know somebody I've worked with for ten years, Bill Toomey, and um, you know he's a he's a mental coach. He's not a shrink. He's just a yep. a guy that you know puts your mindset in the right place and. And you know, teaches you things that are good to like to learn, like the basics and whatnot. And I'm trying to get him to do that and, and all that. So you know, you know, we've had some success. It's just kind of keeping it, right. you know, on track and on a roll. But yeah, I'm, you know, like to answer your question, yeah, I'm staying a little connected. Yeah, you know, doing as much as I can. I can't do much, but I'm trying to mm-hmm. help out as much as I can. You know, just because I'm obviously obligated to. So your uh, um, your work ethic and mental strength with Hill's talent would be tough to beat. Like the kid, the kid can run. Oh, if he, you no, know, I mean, if exactly, if you put my my mental game and his speed and talent together, yeah, we would win every weekend. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, but it's you know it's it's hard to it's hard to do that. You know, there's yeah. only there's only a select few that have ever done that. You know, in the um, industry. And he's not the only guy. You know, when he's all done, he'll look back and be like, "What was I doing?" I, I remember I talked to Mike Larocco. A long time ago, and he's like, I should have dumped my dad. He didn't use the word dump. I should have, I should have gotten away from my dad way sooner than I did. That was his number one regret. Like his dad was his mechanic. His dad was button heads with people on every team, but it was his dad, and he loves him, and it's family and all that. And but Mike was like, I, I needed to get away from my dad. And so many of these guys, not just Hill, so many of these guys need to do yeah, that a lot. Yeah, dude, it's just yeah, you know, That's, I mean, I mean, it's just like me, like me and my dad, like. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my dad. You know, he, he's, you know, spent, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars when he didn't have to, to get mm-hmm. me to where I'm at. And, you know, trust me, we've had our, we've had blowouts, blowouts. We've had <laughs> yeah. fights, and we've we've done it all. You know what I mean? And it came to a point where it was like, hey, it's time to step back. Like, go hang out in the stands and and enjoy it. Like, yeah. don't. You know, like I, I have people, I have money now to hire people to handle this situation. Like that's how it's going to be. So it takes that pressure off yep. off of an athlete 
to be able to move forward. But some of them just, you know, some athletes just don't get that. You know, they just feel too attached yeah. on a on a level of being told what to do instead of just being there for your kid and supporting mm-hmm. their actions and supporting their career instead of being in their head all the time. It's like you have to kind of, you know, take a step back is what my dad did and, and everything is fine. You know, we got along great. Yeah, if I was being an idiot like I was sometimes, like, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. would say, hey, stop being a dumbass. Right. And this and that. And that's what, you know, we need sometimes. But, but when you're on their when you're on their case 24-7 and you're in their ear and it's just like, yeah. you don't need that. You uh, know, like, it, but yeah. There, there's, a, there's a 250 factory rider out there whose team manager told me, like, he wants to light the parents, kids' parents on fire. He said the parents are the absolute worst thing for this kid. The kid could never do anything wrong. It's always the team's fault. It's always the team, the, the bike's fault. And this team manager is just like, I cannot deal with these people. Like th- their kid isn't which doing very brand, good. I know like six of those. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly right, Michael. Like, yeah, <laughs> I say which one? I, I know, like but th- there's just I don't, and the, this manager is just ready to just you know he he can't believe it. Is it orange? Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't. Oh come <laughs> on! But, uh, say, I think I'm pretty sure it's an orange, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's the, uh, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Weston's on the same one. I <laughs> moving on, moving on. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, man, it's it's time. Like it, it's. It's a man's sport, and these guys need to do that. And, and like you said, Weston, like you were not very good, uh, well, relative term, supercross-wise, when you broke in as a privateer, the cycle trader days, the MCR days, and you literally, uh, through a shit ton of hard work and through a strong mental game, podium fucking races, and it's phenomenal. And so that is an accomplishment that, yeah, if you could teach that. Can we can we get him to take ARA to that next level? Oh, Yeah. Maybe. A-Ray, no. <laughs> that could be your <laughs> next nothing, guy. Nothing nothing against him. It's just I don't think he has it, to tell you the truth. Like, there's, like, you could tell when a writer has, like, the heart and determination to do something, and I could tell because I've done it. Like, I've, I've been through shit. You know what I mean? I've, I've, I've had nothing. You know, I've had a, to a point in my career where it was, like, my dad had no more money. I don't have any money. I could barely afford to get to the races. I had borrowed money from a few people just to get to some races, and I was relying on purse money. On you know yeah. that, that purse money that comes a week, two weeks late, and it's like, yeah, it's that's just the, the like the never give up attitude. And I think a lot of these privateers don't have that. Like they don't have a purpose. They don't have. They don't. They don't know where they're going. They don't. They don't. They don't have a program they don't have a, a situation of where like they don't write something down like this is what i want to be in three years this is what i want to do in two years this is what i want in a year like none of these guys have plans of where they want to go in life they just be like hell yeah let's show up to races and try to get a factory ride like that's, <laughs> yeah that's well, i remember one time mentality i remember one time you told me at lunch you literally told me about that like i had a five-year plan i had a plan of I had to make mains. I had to get 18th. I had to get 15th. 12. Like, you knew where the factory ride would come from, where you kind of told me, it's like, I feel like a lot of these guys, their goal is to make the main event. And yeah. then they're in it, and they're like, what do I do now? Yeah, 100%. But I disagree with you on A-Ray. He's yeah. lost that weight. He worked hard with Millsaps. He, no, no, no. He yeah, has he, desire. Yeah, he has a he, lot yeah. of desire. In fact, it over his right wrist overrides his brain sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, I have nothing against him. Like, no, I know. Yeah. Of mine. But, like, I could just look at riders and be like, well, that's you're some- not going to make it, or you're going to make it. Like nothing against them. I'm just an asshole that tells it how it is, and I'm 
typically right 80% of the time. <laughs> but, like, I just, I just know how much work needs to be done in order to – you know, get nah, he, he would do it. He would do it. I'm, I'm team a Ray. We talked about him working with you. That's why I bring this up. Like, it's kind of funny. Cause we brought this up. Uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe in Vegas or something, but, um, so yeah, I work. Yeah. You can work with him. You can turn him around. Pike. I'm telling you, uh, I, I got one that's always yeah. still on my mind as a moment. I've wanted to ask you about, um, when you were, I believe it was JJR Yamaha. I'm th- trying to think of the race East coast, man, is Atlanta. When you, uh, scrub past, uh, Chad, I, I remember mm-hmm. you. T- I can't remember when, but you had mentioned at one point Chad had either given you some crap in the tunnel or on a track walk about what you were capable of. And I always flash back to that moment of you basically scrubbing up under him. Uh, in your mind, was that like a moment that stands out for you as a proving point or anything funny like that? Or oh, of course, yeah. I mean, that was like, I mean, just considering like if you drove, if you just take it back to like two thousand. 10, 11, you know, 12-ish era, like, I was the guy that was in everybody's way, like, the factory guy's ways, because I was just fast enough to be in the A practice, and I was just slow enough to be in their way. And Reed and I always got into it. And I remember one time he, you know, screamed and yelled at me at the track after practice on the hot lap I got in his way. Mm-hmm. He screamed and yelled at me, and I fucking was like, I don't care who you are, because that's how you have to be. That's that's the number right. game. I don't care who you are. If you've won, I have nothing to lose. You do. I have no factory ride. I don't get a paycheck. I will clean you out every chance I get because <laughs> I have nothing to lose. So just remember that. So yeah, I you know I've got into it with numerous riders, but yeah, you know once it's, when you when you've graduated from how how bad I sucked on a motorcycle in Supercross, which was which was awful. I I started with Jerry Dostal in 2008 2009 and he taught me a lot and then it went from him to buddy antonez and there's probably someone else in the middle but you know i sucked and you know with all their help i got to where i was at and then once once i can you know make goals like that but even you back it up to that like when i passed dungey in phoenix in 2015 like and I le- and I was third place. All I told two laps to go and i broke my a bone in my foot you know like, like all those things are just like holy shit like yeah you came from this to that in five years, six years, you know, it's, it's, it's a big accomplishment, you know, but that's where the mental game is. It's like, you have to, you have to have that attitude of like, like yeah. I just said, I don't care who you are. I have nothing to lose. Like, yeah, I will do whatever I have to do to get that position. You know, where a lot of guys are like privateers and a lot of guys that, that don't have that mentality. They'll see a factory guy and they're like, okay, you could just pass me. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm not going to put up a fight. Like me, like I put up a fight till the end, like until I have no more stamina left. Like I will hold you up, I'll roadblock you until I can't no more. So and and, and but, also um, too, you needed that money to eat to pay bills. You know exactly. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I always yeah I always lived like I didn't have another option. So right. That was that's how you know I still am that way to this day. Like I can't just sit around right now and do absolutely nothing. Like I have to think about my future and, right. and you know, do well, something else. So. Well, maybe you can co-host a show with me. Uh, Come on up. Uh, be my regular co-host. You know, we can talk to riders every week. Just, you know, something right up your alley. See, I'm not, I'm not up for that. You can tell everybody they <laughs> suck. Uh, hey, we've got a question for you from Joey. He's been on hold for a little bit. Joey, what's up? What's your question for Weston Pike? Hey, Steve. What's up? Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Um, 
Hey, I had a question, Weston. You mentioned uh, the opportunity to get like a blacked out contact for your bad eye. And I was wondering kind of the, it seems like your vision is the only thing really holding you back from being able to ride. So would that be imperative to get a blacked out contact? Would it hold back the healing process of that eye? And would it even be worth it to try and ride or race at that point? Or, or what's the deal with that opportunity you have there? That I don't really know. I mean, I've um, blacking it out won't slow down the healing process at all because I, I have um, optic nerve problems. So, like when I had the crash, it there's no there's no signs or CT scans of optic nerve damage. It's just from the impact I had. It they believe that it it protruded my eyeball and it stretched the fibers, which tore the optic nerve, like the, the fibers in it. So that's why I lost vision. But the next question would be is I have no idea if I only had one eye, if the AMA would even let me race with one eye. So that would be the next bullshit, you know, thing I'd have to deal with down the road. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, okay. Tony, Tony Stefano had one eye. He lost an eye and he raced a little bit with it. I know who knows how much he could see or not, but he took a screwdriver in the eye. Early eighties. Come on, a lot of stuff gets through tech inspection. He'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you say did you say the eighties? Yeah. Yeah. Tony DeStefano. Okay. Well, that's that's why. Yeah. I mean. Uh, <laughs> um. Hey, thanks, Joey. You thanks can't for the even call. you can't even look at these days without Gallagher finding you or giving you some bullshit. <laughs> you know, reasoning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess so. So. Um. All right. Anything else for Weston, or Michael? Um. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Good luck with the recovery. Um. You know, anytime you want to come on and, and chat about the Nationals or anything else, just just let us know, man. I wanted our listeners to kind of find out what was going on with you, what the latest in, is with you, and uh, it's cool that you rode a bike again. It's not cool that you're kind of up in the air still about that. You, you wish you could hear a little bit of good things about slowly getting better, but we're at, we yeah. are where we are, right? Yeah. Hey, is, uh, is Pop still living his second career as a master's class cycler? Is that, is that all he yeah, focuses on still? Yeah, he's a pro. <laughs> Uh, um, that's all he does. He did, he's got he bought a motorhome, and now oh, he no, you're kidding me. And, now, and and races his bicycle, his road bike or mountain bike. Really? <sighs> did his dad's oh, like yeah. serious? I know about he's it. serious road. I didn't I didn't know he was that serious, like camping yeah. and, and and all that. Yeah. Well, tell him to bring his ass up to here, to Cottonwood. I got my e bike. I'm ready for him. <laughs> I I got my my he intense. He ain't driving to Taser Vegas. I will take them on some trails that are unbelievable. They're unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure he's going to listen to this. So. Right. Yeah, well, there you go, Louie. But I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's not going to show up or, <laughs> or drive to Vegas. Okay, all right. Well. It's not on the program. Yeah. Um, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on, Weston. Appreciate it. Good luck with everything. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, guys. Appreciate right. it. Thanks. Have a good night. Uh, FlyRacing.com, Pike, uh, brought to you by EVS as well. Uh, yeah, a little bummer that's not, you know, kind of up in the air. but. Okay, Pulp Nation. If you want to see A-Ray take that next step, yeah. you need to pester Weston Pike on all of his social media so much that he yep. either gives in and helps A-Ray or he deletes his hashtag, account. Uh, train A-Ray? Hashtag, hashtag train A-Ray? Hashtag train A-Ray. I think we can get that going. All right. Hit, hit Weston up on his social media. Hashtag train A-Ray and we'll get this thing going. No, we really did talk about it. That was what's funny. Uh, A-Ray and I did about getting a coach and a helper and everything else, you know, so... Um, what, D- DV wasn't down to add him to the program? What's that? DV wouldn't add him to the program? No, no I think DV's too expensive. 
Uh, he's, got, he can, he's French only. He's French he, only. He can follow him around and yell at him in French right. to his loudspeaker as he follows him down the road. Uh, they don't know shit. We talked about Phil Nicoletti and we talked about Luke Reslin up in Calgary. They use ride engineering. Uh, so yeah, they absolutely they're good enough for second overall in two fifty and third overall in the four fifty class. Both riders rely on ride engineering triple clamps to maximize the handling of their bikes and their one piece anti twist bar mount to help ensure they can finish the race after a fall or a crash. Three different offset offsets to choose from: a YZ125, 250, 250F, 450. Uh, call Ride Engineering. Go to their website. Mention Pulpomex-20 and use the code online and save. So Ride Engineering as well. Michael Lessi helping out with the folks at Ride Engineering. Good products, good people. Uh, so we're happy to promote Ride Engineering on the show. Uh, all right, let's go to commercial break. And we got we got that's it for guests, but we I want I got some suspension questions for you, Michael mm-hmm. Lindsay, that I need, we need to get to the bottom of. We'll talk a little bit more Lakewood. We got the BTO tweet at Travis uh, tweets as well, and a few more things going on. So stick around. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Eat a dick. All of us have one thing in common when it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Randy Richardson, good guy, means well, great interview, but oh my gosh, his voice is f***ing annoying. 
In that case, boss, you may want to fast forward while I tell the rest of the Pulp MX show listeners about Michelin's extensive motorcycle tire product offer. The Pulp MX nation certainly knows about the Michelin Starcross 5 tire range and its outstanding durability and excellent performance. But I'd like to share some information on Michelin's wide range of industry-leading motorcycle tires. New for 2019, the Michelin Anarchy Adventure Tire, which features two-compound technology, enables adventure touring riders to have confidence on any adventure with a new level of on-road stability and uncompromising traction off-road. The Michelin Road 5 Tire is designed specifically for sport touring riders and provides the maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. As the exclusive MotoGP class tire, Michelin definitely understands the performance expectations of today's sport bike riders, and the Michelin Power RS tire enables those riders to unleash their full potential. If you're a Harley-Davidson owner, the co-developed and co-branded Michelin Scorcher tire range, which is original equipment on over a half million models manufactured over the past decade, is the right cruiser tire for you. For the latest on all Michelin motorcycle tire products, visit motorcycle.michelinman.com for more information and make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and at michelinmotorcycle.us on Facebook. This commercial is not 2019 Pulpy Award material. Thanks for listening to the Pulp MX Show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one-of-a-kind. Roos also offers a wide range of custom products and t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp Mech swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp Mech stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer. For Talon and Kite Hubs, along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki. Rocky Mountain MCKTM! 
Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Living 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at VertexPistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. 
We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. For 2019, Works Connection celebrates 30 years of delivering championship-winning products to motocross legends and champions like Lamson, McGrath, Wyndham, LaRocco, Carmichael, Dungey, Roxon, Plessinger, and more. Current race teams, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing Yamaha, Moto Concepts Honda, Team BWR, Rockwell Racing Yamaha, HEP Racing Suzuki, AJE Motorsports, and KTM Canada have also come to rely on Works Connection's commitment to innovation and quality. So if you're looking for factory-level parts, like radiator braces and skid plates to protect, rip a whole shot with a pro launch, or upgrade to the elite line of axle blocks, clutch perch, or bearing-equipped throttle tubes, just visit WorksConnection.com. track in no ranger danger with the crew we tried and true let me tell you what we gonna do let me tell you what we choose what we choose rip it ride a swerve rip it rip it ride a swerve when i'm railing in these ruts yeah life is just a blur people tell me that it's so sick i don't want the cure i've been cursed welcome back everybody pop mech show sent by btsports.com fly racing michael Lindsay in studio as well that was a good interview by by Weston. I thought it was awesome. Really, really honest, right? Like, like that's all yeah. you kind of want from a guy. Yeah. So I don't know how he comes back, man. Honestly, Michael. I mean, you know, I mean, I think like you said, he's got something else going on, another business going on. Uh, I think he's got some insurance, money, uh, career-ending yeah. stuff. Like, I, well, I wish got... him well. I wish him well, but I don't know how you take a year off with an, an eye and and then come back and. I mean, dudes yeah. have come back. From, if we're just talking about pure riding ability, people have come back from worse. He's mentally strong enough, I think, to come back. It really is just if it's going to be a physical limitation because I think he's got all the the willpower and mental capacity out there to do it. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. No, I don't think I don't doubt that. You're right. It, there's that. definitely no lack of try with him. Right. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Racetech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin. Maxima USA, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Pro Filter, EVS Sports, FMF, Atlas Brace, Get Data, OGO Power Sports, Works Connection, Guts Racing, WUSA, LA Honda World. I uh, want to thank those guys as well. If you uh, want a, fir- a free first-time oil change and you drive a Honda, go to LA Honda World. Mention Paul Bamex. She'll give you an oil change for free. 30 minutes anywhere in LA. If you're in the market for a Honda vehicle, whether it's the fabulous Ridgeline. I love Ridgeline. Oh, uh, they're so good. Uh, or an Accord or anything else, so go down there, talk to Steve, mention Papa Mex, they will dial you in. They'll give you a hell of a deal, LA Honda World. Uh, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Intense Cycles, Eagle Grip, IntenseCycles.com, Papa Mex 10 is the code to save. Thanks to those guys for uh, for stepping up. And again, Karcher, code is Papa Mex saves you uh, on a pressure washer as well. Uh, I want to thank, thank the folks at Firepower. Ben LeMay using Firepower. I'm trying to work a deal right now with the GDR Honda and Firepower as well. 
I guess that Honda battery isn't the strongest, the stock OEM battery. I think every, honestly, every OEM struggles. The Yamaha, the Cowie, yeah. the, I think actually the KTM Husky, the ones that have been the longest are probably about the best stock. Suzuki battery? How's that? It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> you don't uh, even know it's there. <laughs> firepowerparts.com. Please check them out. Uh, Ryan, the new Flockhart, also an endorser of Firepower. Ben LeMay, uh, obviously. Power Pasture, overpriced OEM battery with Firepower, fueling your adrenaline rush. As a leader and innovator with 50-plus years of experience in power sports, Firepower Premium Lead Acid and Lithium Batteries save you cash and offer superior performance. They also have a chain. It's a Japanese-quality chain. It's up to 50% less expensive than the competition. I have one on my YZ450, so thanks to Firepower, firepowerparts.com. Michael Lindsay, uh, what's going on with you? So you are in business a little bit. you got a lot going on. Got a lot uh, going but on, But you yes. also have some engine mounts that have, that have been making the rounds with some, some good riders. Yeah, so actually, we're now a sponsor of the show, first week. Yeah. Uh, it's called Works Chassis Lab. Um, honestly, it's uh, me and one other person are involved with it. Uh, my partner is one of the basically main suspension technicians. Uh, he's a little more behind the scenes, but he's worked uh, during Carmichael's Championship, a bunch of teams through the 90s, 2000s, 2000. We count off the other day. Supercross, National Tiles, he's been involved in more than 15 or 20 at this point or something. Um, he's the guy who's been designing all the engine mounts of the factory Cowie team used the last two years with Eli Tomac to the national championships. Uh, we do stuff with MCR Honda, random this year, Justin Brain, uh, Malcolm Stewart, star racing team last year. And this year, Will Hahn helped us develop all of our Yamaha YZ250F product. Um, the actually Yamaha 250 biggest for the MX101 random this weekend. We got them some last minute product they wanted to test. Uh, they just reached out to us like, hey, we've seen them on Star Bikes. We want to give them a shot. Mm-hmm. Renslin, all their guys like them. So I had to hurry up and give Alan Brown product on Friday to fly with. Um, they all raced it this weekend. Rock River raced the first time this weekend with it. Same thing. I just dropped off Hayes some to try at the track. And uh, yeah. so I got a call. Same thing. We need to race this weekend. Please. We need more. <laughs> uh. Freddie Nor and Tyler Bowers. Tyler's really involved on all the KX stuff because he helped develop a lot of the KX stuff that the KHI team used right. for. Um, do some other stuff other than that. That's just kind of what we launched with. That's what's on the site right now is a bunch of engine mounts. We have some titanium shock piston and fork pistons uh, we're going to release in a couple weeks. Uh, titanium foot peg brackets. We have some for the Cowie. We're doing a Yamaha Honda. We've just got a lot of components there related to suspension chassis stuff. And that, people uh, who don't know, like, the smallest change in engine mounts makes a big deal on these four strokes. They're, yeah. they're huge. I mean, I tested them as a mechanic over yeah. and over. We'd spend days doing engine mounts, thickness. Uh, whole size uh, movement up and yeah. down. Like there's so many things you can do with motor mounts, and they make a big difference. And teams kind of highlight like the the factory Yamaha 450 team. You know they're really big about their bike looking stock. Um, let's put it bluntly, they have a front that may or may not look exactly like ours with no coating on it. That's mm-hmm. titanium. The YZ seem to respond really well to the front engine mount. So like I said, but factory Yamaha 450. I won't say they use exact cars. They have it made by someone else, but uh, yeah, basically same design. Um, Plenty of 250 teams. The Yamahas respond really well to it. Uh, is it is it model by model, obviously developed by model by model with yeah. all these different and races? Yeah, we have multiple but, options per model. But I was going to say, so what are you finding? Is it more flex? It depends. Usually the tops, um, we have on a few bikes, we have made some stuff that's more stiff than stock. But mm-hmm. the majority of bikes, we try to, we have different degrees of how much we're softening the chassis from the top mount. Yep. And that usually will affect things like acceleration feel, like how much the bike can absorb acceleration from a torsional standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, improves corner roll feel as you're dropping in the corner and how much the bike, the power of the bike affects its stand up coming out. The front engine mounts seem to usually affect front end feel from the chassis, how much flex is yep. coming off the uh, front spar of the chassis engine. It can affect uh, front end grip, turn in response, um, and just overall stability from the front can change. The uh, 
the, the like I said, the tops usually go softer. The fronts will go anywhere from softer, softer to, to stiffer, yep. depending on chassis. We have a lot of stuff with the Suzuki. Adamantic Nap was super involved in doing all the Suzuki stuff for us, so he raced it all year on the RMZ 450. It, uh, it's uh, it's a big change, though, man. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I remember we put some mounts on a few times and wouldn't tell the guys what we did. Yeah. And they came in and ride the bike. We're like, hey, just take this out, the test bike, take it out. Yeah. And a couple times with some mounts, guys came back and went, what'd you do? I hate this. It's terrible. We're like, we just change engine mounts. What? That's it. Just change engine mounts. And, and everybody was like, I specifically remember Villeman and Reed one day were like, yeah, no, that's not good. That's how much an effect an engine mount can have. Well, a lot of OEMs, you'll see it year to year. Cowie's been big about it, and KTM's done it. They'll change the material or the thickness of theirs, even though it's not a heavily listed item. Right. That changes all the time. Cowie, I think one year from like 12 to 16, I swear the tops changed every year, whether it was thickness or material used from steel to yep. aluminum. They kept jumping back and forth. And KTM's, you look at KTM's on the track, especially the outgoing chassis, you had between Rockstar, Husky, KTM Factory and TLD, you had one team on steel mounts, you had one on aluminums, yeah, one yeah. on modified aluminums, one on carbon fiber. Carbons, yeah, yeah. We're working on some carbon fiber product right yeah. now as well. So what's the website? WorksChassisLab.com. And we can save with our pulp listeners? Yeah, PulpMX10. Okay. Got a discount code for awesome. PulpMX users. Uh, fantastic. Good to hear. And uh, so, yeah, and, and what's cool is that you've developed each model with a, with a specific rider. Yeah, uh, riding we have that different model and, options. And, yeah. So, like... Yeah, we have some stuff that's developed guys around Supercross, so we're slowly adding more and more options to the site. If somebody wants, there's contact info on there. Reach out to me, and I can kind of explain if they're confused with any of the options. But uh, that's why we get to work with a bunch of these pro teams. Yeah. We'll develop stuff around what they need. Supercross and outdoors, they switch a lot. And then me and a handful of other guys have kind of gone through and done maybe more of the general consumer. We have some options as well. Um, but uh, most bikes, we have anywhere from two to three. Honda 450 is the most because the 1718 chassis to the 19 changed yeah. enough. I have a total of like six different versions of the house we're finishing all the listings for. Um, like I said, the 450s especially, I think the 250s are more, a little more clear-cut when mm -hmm. we put out for options. The 450s, depending on your riding style, what type of terrain you're riding, mm -hmm. like off-road, moto, soupy, yep. how big you are, stuff, there's a lot of different options and can do a lot of different things. WorksChassisLabs.com. PulpMex-10. Yep. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it. So we'll be talking more about that as, uh, as the shows go on. And like I said, they make a big difference for your bike. And uh, Michael and his partner uh, know what they're doing. Uh, pretty smart guys. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that turns out for you. And you got some good teams and riders using them already. So, uh, and, and also, you, I imagine you told me a few of the ideas coming down the road, like cool trinkets will be coming, like, like small think, stuff that helps performance, yeah, you know? Yeah, the idea with the works, and, like, none of our stuff is really branded to the engine mounts. Like, yeah, the tie fronts have a little bit of coating, but we aren't putting logos on. We have some, uh, a lot of, like I said, because of my, my partner's deal working with mm -hmm. a lot of the teams, we have a lot of works-based parts or exact replicas because right. we're producing them for the team. So right. that passes on, like I said, the suspension yeah. components working on stuff, the foot peg brackets, things that are, I think usually have only been seen on factory bikes that are, they're usually harder to get right. your hands on. Uh, great. Uh, good luck with that. I think it'll sounds like it'll work out for you, uh, especially like I said, judging by the teams and riders you're you're working on. Um, all right, uh, silly season stuff. Talked about Smith to Pro Circuit and McElrath yeah. to Star. Those are a couple of heavy rumors. Savachi to Honda. AC gonna move up. Um, yeah. I heard AC did his at least from somebody I know that I would think would dead for sure no i think yep. he signed his two years or two weeks before vegas, vegas so before yeah. the old 250 like so what else am i missing something else in that list i just gave you is I, there something else that you know that it's getting weird because i feel like this year more than any especially in that 250 class there's so many contracts being like 
cut open midway through because I, I originally I looked at the list for 250s who was under contract and who wasn't. I'm like, oh, there's gonna be a little bit of movement this year, but then there's so many guys that are getting let out of their deals or have agreed to part ways. Yeah. Um, I think we've got three of them we know of: Hampshire, Jordan, and then it seems like the the Shane one's the newest one that's popped up. Um, but definitely the Jordan and RJ one have been flown around for a couple weeks now that they've been let right. out of their deals to move. Um, 450 seem fairly stable. Yamaha, both their guys are supposed to stay put next year. Husky, I'm kind of wondering where Dino's, I think, one of my biggest question marks in the 450. If if Rockstar Husky has been able to get the money for him. God, I, I think they can, right? I hope so. God, I think they can. Um, uh, yeah, KTM will be the same. Honda, we think Savachi's going to go there. Yeah, Sealy's going to be on the outs for somebody. I've heard he might even hang it up. I wouldn't be surprised because I think I think he's proved his per se his point to himself coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, if he can't land something with RMCR, I think his relationship's really good, and I think what he's been doing with his vlogs on his bike builds have been really good. I mean, honestly, Cole could step away, become an ambassador role for Honda, hang out with all of his media jerkies, do some really cool bike build stuff, get to play with his drift car. Like, I think he can take his current success and his sponsors would back him in some sort of way if he decided yeah. to step away he could still do some really cool stuff maybe off-season races so right. i i don't think necessarily he has to get that hrc ride to continue it's still in a really cool path in the sport yep. so J- i think that's a possibility jgr will have one or two spots open i don't imagine hill comes back um that, and that's the, with him like next yep. year yeah yeah uh bogle and bloss will be up for that ride alongside baggett there'll be a spot there maybe two yeah. but probably just one so that'll be open um the mcr team seems set with brighton mookie and freeze yep. i would imagine so they're set yeah um, and i always laugh like just as a comic because some guys get after freeze getting that third spot let me put it bluntly if vince wasn't on that third bike the third bike wouldn't exist <laughs> yeah, like, yeah probably. that's how i yeah, look at it right. it's not really right. right and vince continues to improve himself every year he's earned his spot um i know they're really excited to get malcolm locked down i mean let's all be honest if, if malcolm would have the crash he would whether it was a triple crown something malcolm was going to win a main this year yeah he had, yeah, he, he is good. really yep. really taken i wouldn't even say a step like couple steps next level for as, right. as a rounded rider yep uh so yeah it'd be interesting to see what happens uh from here on out um t uh 250s i was gonna ask you so the interesting one is uh PC, what we're going to see. So we've got Forkner under contract. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth Haymaker will come up out of amateurs yep. this year. March Banks' deal is up, so he would need to resign. Um, and then so... And Marty. And Marty. Well, Marty Marty's has got to go 450 think, or retire. Yeah, we think Marty's going to retire, right? Yeah. So there uh, there could be two spots there. And then if... So TLD has this max exodus. Who goes to TLD? Because they're going to have... Derek Drake will be under contract next year. And that would be it out of their current squad. Yeah, that would make know. Drake as the would only you, one. Would you put Moseman over there if he, there was no spot under? No, I think he's fine to stay at Husky. You, you do? Okay. Would you he's... put Jordan Bailey over there? <clears throat> no. Would you... Maybe bring Mitchell Oldenburg back. Jimmy D? Oldenburg? Yeah, Oldenburg could come back. I think Jimmy D would be a good a good choice if, uh, if only? JGR is unable to retain. Yeah. I mean, TLD, you're pretty much... Well, I guess it depends. They could take on somebody super young because their big thing is the way they're structured is four guys is pretty much what they're going to do. So maybe they do Jimmy Supercross only and bring up the the next. Uh, is, I'm drawing a blank on their next amateur kid. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Pierce Brown. Maybe they bring him up for yep. all of outdoors because um, they have to bring him up. Yeah, oh, I, it'll be the other one. Last one. Sorry to interrupt. The size of Geico's team next year is going to be super interesting. Right. Because so they've let Hampshire out. They've got Sexton for one more year before he has to move up to 450. 
I believe Christian Craig has a two-year deal. Um, you've got Jmart. Jmart is still under contract for next year, but we're mm-hmm. all in this mystery. Like, is he ever going to be able to make a return? Right. And then they have Joe Shimoda coming up after Loretta's. They have Jet Lawrence, who I think wants to move up as well, and Carson's right about that point. It's really tough yeah. for them. I think. They will have at least five full-time guys next year. I wouldn't be surprised if they have six guys in Supercross 3 on each coast. Really? You think, they'll do that? You think they would they do that? They did it once. Did they? They've done it before. Yeah. And they're almost that point. It just depends on some of the amateur moves. And yeah. the J-Mart thing is the other yeah. giant mystery. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, they've got some really good talent on that team. And I'm kind of curious how the RJ thing goes. Because I know they have felt before, like, they felt like when they, you know, Jordan went to TLD, Jordan took the next step. And so far, RJ's been... He's been up and down, but he's had some really good peaks this year. So yeah, I, I he's would been feel, better this year, but you still want more from him. You really do. Yeah, yeah. I, it would just I mean, it would suck from their standpoint if he you took, know took it to a new level. Yeah, if he gets over yeah. over and well, Jordan and remember the Jordan team were not gelling by the yeah. end of his Geico yeah. thing. You know, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, it's just interesting too to see right. Jordan kind of go through a non gel with another team and depart again for an, like where where was that put Jordan for. How many how many years does he get PC in? Like, at what point? I don't want to say out, but like, if he can't do it there, when do people start question marking his his ability if yeah. if he can't get it done at thirteen? Yeah. And I know Suzuki. Now the rumor is the JGR has got a title for next year. They're really close, or it looks good, or I've heard from a few people. So, and I know Suzuki wants a full four man team. They they a full deal like this year it was kind of like the. Like nobody but Amart. Amart made money. Nobody else really made much salary or anything else. And J- J- Jimmy got one podium or two, just one. I thought he got three. Really? I think just I did two. The Maybe math two. Day. I thought he got three. How many podiums did Dakotas get this year in Supercross? Marks hit the vault. Um, I think it's so, three. Um, and I know Suzuki. If so, they, if they get this title, I know Suzuki could push for a four a legit four man team. And now yeah. they could be looking. They could be in an Oldenburg category or you know salary yeah. wise. You know, and I think um, like big step for them the bike, the outdoor simulator. But I mean Supercross, they they took a bigger step than I expected. I think showing those guys getting hole shots and running as good as they were also opens up their ability to get some of those riders mm-hmm. that would be questioning their program before because the bike the year before, albeit. They made a step with it. Like the outgoing bike, you were definitely limited to guys that were more desperate yeah. per se. Yeah. But with where the bike is now, especially for a Supercross guy, right. there's some more reach there. We're we're uh, gonna have Basher on here one of these weeks to talk about their 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 engine yep. package kit yeah. that they're selling. I'm putting so. one in a bike. Uh, literally, I have an engine on my bench. I'm putting it in tomorrow. Yeah. So it should be interesting to see how what how that thing um, is. So. Last one I'll throw out there, just because like for a dark horse for me, I am really I think he deserves. In a sense, I'd love to see him get on a better team. I know the chances of it happening are so slim, but for the season Chris Blows had, I would love to see him with a Supercross only ride for a two fifty, a good two fifty team. That yeah, needs it. Uh, I, I, we talked about Osby. I like Osby. I'm yeah. a fan of Osby. Heartraft. Yeah, Heartraft. I think and Star have been going back and forth, and they're they're waiting to see what he could do. You know. Yeah. Um, I think Osby's a hell of a rider. Blows is limited. I think he had a great season. Had an amazing season, season but, for being like, I mean, Race but, Tech hooked up his bike big time, as much as they could, but still, yeah. I would love, he seems to be peaking so much, and he was riding through two so many injuries. For, for Jimmy D. Two podiums. It was two. Okay. Yeah. Um, love to see Hey, him. I got some suspension questions for you before okay. we wrap this thing up here. Okay. Um, we talked about this with, with Ferris. Air Forks. Mm-hmm. Like, I just thought, 
I thought we were done with these. But now Star has been running Air Forks. They've been they pretty much Air Forks the whole time. They're all they're all about Air Forks. They were one of the early. So when I worked at Enzo in 2013, we transferred them. We built basically because you know the Air Fork had just come out. We had yep. to convert it into Yamaha uh, to be modify a few things and. I remember testing Supercross, and all the guys wanted it for Supercross. Like I said, especially I think Supercross, there were some but, uh, natural characteristics to it that really helped there. Sorry. Why are they the only ones, and they're winning, and they're yeah. great, and they're still using air forks, and no one else likes them? Well, that's obviously a blanket statement. There's probably some, but but basically they're done, except for these star guys, and they're doing well on the air forks. Mm -hmm. So where are we at with air forks? I think, like, honestly, the, the chassis that the – what – chassis it's on also has a lot to do with how an air fork feels so some guys complain about the initial feel and the feedback they get from them um you know the the ktm the last generation chassis had a lot of a lot more flex in the head stay and the aer production fork on i thought was fantastic going to the newest frame it's a little stiffer up there and i felt like they lost some of that comfort now let's move over you know what KTM about the late flex moto stuff you know so Let's move back over into aluminum frames. I think the Yamaha is honestly the Yamaha and at times some of the Kawasaki frames have had some of the most natural comfort to them. And I think they work actually fairly decently with the air fork. I think if you go over to the Honda or even wherever the Suzuki, a very rigid frame, you, you tend to struggle getting some of that initial feel off the air fork. Mm -hmm. And it depends on the fork. The KYB fork is super basic. It's basically the SSS outer... fork, or you mean the air the fork? The air fork. Oh, okay. The PSF1 is super yeah. simple. It has air pressure in the outer chamber. Um, it still actually has... for what You, you need a negative force to balance out air coil, an air spring. So it has a metal spring actually inside the cartridge. Mm -hmm. um, it's super simple to set up. It's What's not as confusing. What's the rate of that spring? Light, right? Like, I mean, it's... It, it's weird well, to yeah. explain because, like I said, it's a negative. It, it's right. fighting back because an air fork would start too soft... And then ramp up too quick, and you take a negative spring to kind of tweak the curve and make it more okay. linear. Um, or is that going with us? But like that fork specifically has been so simple, and it's also more easy to predict what it's going to do over a moto. And I feel like what it does over the length of a moto isn't that different from. Are you talking Subi or Moto? Both Subi okay, and yeah. Moto. It's not that different than what a spring fork does because a spring fork still has air pressure in the outside because right. that's all the PSF one is. You've taken the coil out. And you've put more air in to hold it up. Well, a standard spring fork, yeah, we all bleed them before you know we go on rides, so the air is static inside. But as it heats up, it right. builds right. pressure. That's why it's when you bleed the it, air. there's air pressure. So, right. so, yeah, PSF1 builds a little during a moto, but I don't think the rate at which it builds is that different than a, a uh, normal spring fork. Now, where the Showa design always struggled is you had three different air chambers. Mm -hmm. And the worst part is the outer I don't really consider, but the in, what we call the positive and negative. Like I said, the negative affects how the positive's curve is, and the problem is is they're both different volumes. They aren't the even though you're setting them to the same PSI, say it's 150, 150. Mm -hmm. The volumes of these two chambers are different, meaning that heat will affect them differently. At least a PSF one fork, if it goes up half a PSI it's, or PSI during moto, it's, it's a consistent, consistent. stiffen. Right, right. When you end up with the negative changing three PSI and the positive eight PSI, it has not only gone stiffer one part, the whole curve has started to change. It's like actually changing the damping curve of the right. fork starts to get all crooked. So then the fork, it, it starts to change its entire yeah. feel during an outdoor moto. So... Okay, so KYB came out with uh, a fork. Uh, James ran it. Josh Grant ran it. It has a spring inside of it, like you said, not to, but not more than balance it out. It's a actual weighted spring. I don't know what the weight was, but it was yeah, yeah. it was low. But it was a traditional fork yeah, spring. Stewart ran one. Stewart ran one. He wasn't at KYB. At some point, yeah, I think he was. I think they tried it. 
Well, really I think they went back and forth. K- he was all on Showa. Suzuki, Suzuki with KYB. Showa. Showa. You're thinking Rocks and... Am I thinking the Showa stuff? You're thinking... Well, the show. Okay, so... Okay, so it wasn't a triple Everybody error. has tried a little bit of this version, has tried a spring assist fork. So Showa, yeah. we all saw, tried it like two years ago where they had these air caps, and all they did is they went back to a traditional spring fork, and they had... Actually, I think they did do two different versions of this. From a simple standpoint, they had one fork that was a traditional spring fork, and you could pressurize the air in the outer yep. chamber. They would purposely change the setting a little bit and try to add like two psi to give right. it more of that end a real, curve yeah, for supercross. But a real lighter spring, yeah. metal spring. Just a little spring. bit, though. Only but, like a rate below. Now the KY and so I. Why think, didn't that work? That's also. I don't think anybody ever put enough development into it to change the setting and the spring rate for it. And at that point, riders were like, "I have a spring <laughs> fork back. Just, just, just yeah. go away from it." Now KYB did have a fork called PSF. Four, because PSF two was a production fork. There was a PSF three that was based off that fork. PSF four was another works fork. Cole Seeley actually raced it all last year, and it had two metal springs inside. It had a negative, a positive that was really small, like a two point five rate spring, and it had a positive uh, air pressure chamber. And I actually heard Cole really liked it, but then in off season when he started coming back from injury. He got just a normal set of spring right. forks, Ryan just kind of got used to it. And that fork took a lot of babysitting. And that's the problem with like a a spring a spring uh, air pre- assisted fork is it's just still a lot of babysitting. So you can get so the, it works for the star guys. Yeah. That, that, that chassis, that simple fork, a simple air fork. Yeah. Not three chambers, yeah. not a spring, yeah. not a coil. The, the other negative to going to a air fork that is also spring assist is you start to get rid of the weight advantage or the weight yeah. loss of the yeah. air fork. Okay, so it starts at three pounds and you add back in enough milk. Okay. And you're like, why, why Ooh, we, weigh, we weigh a pound less yeah. now. Right. Big whoop. So do you think springs make a come or air make a comeback or no? Is star going to be the last? Uh, and I, then Dean Ferris, Dean Ferris and star Dean and star. And I think Cooper was on a little bit wise for it. There was a couple last, we had a couple switchovers, like say Cole, there was a few hanger honors there for a little bit. Um, Kenny, when he first went on, it was still on him. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think it's definitely going away. I think there's still maybe a handful of guys in Europe on it that kind of just have leftover equipment. Yeah, I think Faber, Faber wins them. Don't, that, yeah. Don't they? I think the same thing. Rinaldi's always yeah. had really good luck with them. I just, I just, I find it hilarious that so many guys struggle with that for the Air Force for all the reasons that you listed. And that, but the star guys have just been stuck strong to this air yeah, they got, and they've been winning. And, yeah. yeah, I think the big thing is the Showa went from the separate function spring to this, yeah. to this. It was always Showa jumping was always, yeah. The KYB has been a really simple design, and it's been there long enough. I think they just got enough development time on it. It works well on that chassis. And yeah. like I asked Will about because Ferrandis went back to spring during outdoors for a little bit last year, and now he's air. The whole team's been air Supercross mm-hmm. and outdoors this year. And Will said they keep giving the guys the option. They test it, and they kind of collectively go, okay, we're yep. going to stay over here. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, another point, another suspension question. So you've done a lot of shootouts, and I, I absolutely love my YZ450 I have. And I had the RMZ with the BFR shock and the works Showa fork on the front. You know, yeah. that was a pretty cool fork. And the and I mean, maybe it's it's a little bit, uh, you know, I'm not the best tester. I haven't ridden for a long time, so I don't know. Suzuki was the first bike I rode in yeah. six or seven years. But this Yamaha, this simple SSX fork that has literally been in production for 03? Uh, well, actually, the fork did. So the original, it's kind of funny. The terminology is really like the current. As far as I'm aware, I could be, could be wrong, but I think this is how I understand it. 
the cur- everybody made this big deal about how KYB had SSS and Honda and Cowie were on AOSS or AOS, AOS air yeah. oil separate and speed sensitive. As far as I'm aware, the actual original SSS was the one with the weird plastic um, spring tube inside in 0405 with the Yamaha that actually sucked. That okay. was horrible. The SSS they use now is basically an AOS fork. Okay. But what I think's always made the Yamaha so, really good is... Well, to, so I, my, go ahead. my point is being these forks have been the same for a long time. Basic. Yamaha Ten finally years. did a big update this last year. The okay. kernels went uh, they, up a mil- The damping rod went up a millimeter in size on the cartridge. They're changed. fantastic forks. They're fantastic shock. Uh, they win all the shootouts normally or mostly. Mm-hmm. If they don't win, they're, they're right up there. And it's it's been 10 years now. What makes them so good? And you've taken apart eight million of these yeah. sets. I don't think it's really anything special per se. About and why the don't the other OEMs just slap a pair on? The problem is, is Suzuki Suzuki's fork this year is the outgoing Yamaha fork. The um, oh, I can't say there's something coming with it. Never mind. Um, plenty of people have tried. Like I said, the Honda Cowies had. I think one of the things is a how when an OEM tests suspension, a lot of them, they'll get a representative, let's say it's Yamaha, they get a representative from KYB to come over, they give them components, but Yamaha still orders, we want this tube yep. spec, this, this, this. They get a little feedback from them, but they also use their in-house guys to test it, and then that info, they kind of gather, you know, they try Preston, to, I think, do Preston, as much, Butler. Yep. I think they all try to do as much internally as possible, because then that info can't be shared as much from KYB to sure. to other brands, no matter how secret everything tries to say, something would get slipped. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a setup. It's a Yamaha R&D I think it's, setup. I think it's because of how hands-on Yamaha from the from Japan, from US, from the info like they have an Australia test team, Europe test team. The fact that they've stayed on the same basic component for so long and developed it, where they haven't tried to do the let's jump through every new technology uh, on the yeah, face yeah, of the yeah. earth. I mean, dude, they were when everyone was coming out with the forks that weighed three pounds less, they didn't care. No, they actually, it was, I remember, the U.S. guys told me it was a big fight. Yamaha was yeah. going to go air. Same thing, oh, it's cheaper, it's it's less, but they pushed them, like, yep. this is going to be a selling point. This is a good reason. Like, don't, yeah, yeah. like, stay put, yeah. stay put. Um, it's crazy. But I think it's a big thing if they had the same component for so long. The test teams were so good. Um, and they spill off for, like, you look at the Suzuki, it went from, like, 47 Showas to separate function spring to separate function air to a 450 back to what they call the AO1, the 49 fork now, and a BFRC in the 250s, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Showa 47, Showa, separate function spring, KYB PSF2, KYB spring fork now, yeah, and new yeah. chassis right, in there. Right, right, right. They're doing so- Yamaha's like, yeah, we got this thing dialed. Yeah. We're good. We took suspension layer there, but it's right. like they would, a lot of times they would have so much info from last one. If they did a big chassis overhaul, they weren't trying to do a big suspension component overhaul where a lot of brands the year they've introduced a giant new chassis design they've also jumped to a new fork or right. shock design right and they're trying to figure all that out at once yeah. interesting all right last thing for you um cowie factory cowie factory honda have two riders that each use different brands of suspension uh Sealy on showa uh Sealy on kyb roxon on showa eli on showa and uh or sorry sabachi on showa eli on kyb i as a mechanic and as a guy that has been around a few test sessions and everything else, there's few things that work here. I think the reason the companies do it is because they don't want one company to get satisfied with, with the settings, and they yeah. want a constant competition between KYB and Showa. Yep. And it's a pushing the envelope and pushing things, and how does Eli's bike look towards Savachi's and Sealy's and Roxon's, blah, blah, blah. So I think that's why they do it. Um, yep. They want this competition between the brands, and has always been there. Uh, and that's that's a good point, but the other the downside is that is that you are on an island 
with testing. I mean, you can't go and take show us from uh, Savachi and show us from Can and compare them. They're absolutely apples to oranges, different yeah. chassis, different bikes. So you are on an island for settings. And Eli's been lost a little bit with bike setup. He's talked about how he doesn't like the fight through bike setup that isn't comfy. Roxon's got his German fork guy here, and he's been not happy. So the downsides of not having a second rider that's close to you to compare notes seems to me, Michael, to outweigh the positives of internal competition. What do you say about it? It's hard because, I mean, I, I've joked with suspension guys from both companies about, and it's like a roller coaster. It's like show is big for a couple of years and KY Big's big for a couple of years. And they go through this taper of like how many teams use them and are contracted out depending upon what each one is delivering for equipment at the time. So it's definitely like, you're right, like healthy competition. I also think it's similar, like in the Japanese series, we've always seen that the All Japan series is like they have one guy in each team on tires. Like you go to All Japan National, especially Suzuki, Han and Cowie have always done this. We have one guy on show, one guy on, on KYB, one on Dunlop tires, one on Bridgestone. They definitely want right. that healthy competition. Uh, they want to be able to see what they're each doing, which I understand that series. I feel like in the U.S. it has a little less taper because, like, Japan series are kind of using for excuse to test new bikes. Yeah. Here it's all about performance. Racing, yeah. So, yeah, you get to keep each one pushing, but the problem is if, if you take each apart, like the difference in the component sizes and the way they do stuff, you can't carry the settings. Yeah, yeah. one guy, yeah. like, Kenny's done it where he keeps jumping back and forth between because also he'd ride someone like Steeler or somebody's bike with KYB. Like, oh, I want to go back here yeah. and go back in. You can't just like carry all that info over. Right. And I've seen. And Tra it Trace talked about. Sorry, Trace talked about having to test for KYB. And That's to test for interesting. And, I was going to get to that as yeah, a Trace like, situation this year. I, I give him huge props having to do both. Um, but yeah, it, it's hard because you can't share that data realistically. You could have everything else on the bike the exact same, but those two components, you could try really hard on a suspension dyno to match the curves, but you're just not going to get It'll the rigidity yeah. of the tubes. There's so many things you're going to end up with. There are question marks, the lugs, the way they make them. Yeah, it's so, it's difficult. So you're not a fan. You sound like you're not. Kind of if not. you were a manager. If I was a team, I would no. I, I wouldn't deal with it. Especially I mean a price wise, everybody especially when you have somebody who wants to jump back and forth all the time. Yeah, I I don't think I would personally be a fan yeah. of it of the situation. I would rather have and the even the worst situation is okay, you have two riders that aren't happy between each moto. You got two suspend you have a team suspension guy plus a rep from each brand, they're all fighting over space in the truck. Like yeah. Honda right now, you have one guy in the main truck, one guy working in the hospitality truck when they need to tear stuff down. They got shared drawers for their parts, but they want to keep stuff separate. Yeah, they don't want to show everybody what they're doing. Oh yeah. my goodness. But so but you're with me. The reason they're doing it is for competition. Yeah, I think yeah, they yeah. like the, the like, once again, they don't want one to get stale. Um, they want them to push each other, and they even want them to push each other to share. They kind of want the riders to kick back the info and see if they can get there with one versus the other. Because, like, I've seen it when, when KYB and Showa had their face-off with, I think, Villapoto. And, you know, he liked one brand's fork more than the other, but he liked one brand's shock more than the other. Oh, <laughs> did he really? Yeah. He did. So from what I from what I heard from all the test data between them, but it, so it was like, you can't combine but you're trying to get one okay which one's better in the air which one has a smaller margin yeah. jump back forth yeah. um yeah i just it's odd to me and, and i know i think i know why they do it like we said but i don't i don't see it helping man i i mean i i remember red dog and and chad and villamin would get together and talk about it and sometimes that's a bad idea but other times it's like yeah this is what I, you know what are you feeling what are you liking what's villamin running what's chad running what's timmy running and it helped push the 
the envelope together. Um, and, and what's so. even worse is like Trey's situation. Okay, so if you're a big team like Honda, you have a test rider, and then he not only has to learn what each rider is looking for, he has to ride both their set, but also on different OEMs. I'm sure uh, that's – I give Trey mad props for what he's yeah. doing. That has got to be a headache. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, interesting stuff. Uh, Tony wants to talk to you about Husk- Husqvarna suspension. What's up, Tony? How's it going, Steve? Great show again tonight. Uh, Thank Michael, you. it's uh, great to hear you guys talking about suspension. You guys are educating the, the average Joe Moto. I love it. I love it. And uh, I have a, a 2017 Husky 350, mm-hmm. and uh, suspension is set up for me. I just bought a 19 Husky 450. Mm-hmm. Now, the, sus- the suspension will bolt from the 17 to the 19. Yes. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Like, if it's already set up for me, is it is it a good idea? Being that the chassis is stiffer, am I chasing my tail? Should I just bite the bullet and redo the 19 suspension? Well, uh, first question, who did your suspension? Pro Circuit. Pro Circuit. I don't know exactly what their, uh, their claim is. Like, I know a lot of other brands, if you've had done there once, like switching the setting is cheaper. So, I mean, there's definitely the advantage of taking your stuff off the 350, the 450. Um, the 450, not only its physical weight changes things a little bit, but also the inertia typically like from a 350 to a 450, it's, it's closer in a 250, 450, but I have ridden situations where I would prefer a little more spring rate on a 450 specifically at the front of the bike, maybe like half rate up. Um, it would be a good okay. base point if you like that suspension on your 350 and you're happy with it. Yes. The chassis is going to play a little point into it, but you can take that over. I would also call check with pro circuit if they offer something like hey i'm switching in bikes you know if i send it in because usually some of the main parts of the labor cost suspension is grinding down the nuts getting it open the first time switching some of the pistons and parts it might be like i said it might be a good base point for you to bring it over and it might be cheaper for them to have to have them redo the set you've already had done than doing a whole new set from scratch okay yeah i mean okay. and then you just have the bike with, with no suspension sitting in your garage like just chilling but waiting to go. Well, he puts the old stuff yeah. on sell or whatever. Yeah. Right, right, right. So Yeah, I mean, then, then I'm going to put the stock 450 stuff on the 350 and just clean it to death and, you know, tell everybody I hardly wrote it. There you I go. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Look at the suspension has no nicks on it. Well, fa- <laughs> Forks have no uh, Hey, Tony, we're going to give you a firepower battery for your Husqvarna, all right? Oh, thank you so much. That's awesome. No problem. Firepowerparts.com. Stay on hold, all right? We'll get uh, Travis to get your information. I definitely will. Thank you, gentlemen. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Appreciate it. You just got to compliment us, and you get something free. Firepowerparts.com. Uh, so Tony wins the battery from those guys. Um, Maxima USA. Uh, Eli Tomac using Maxima. Joey Savacci using Maxima. Monster Energy Pro Circuit using Maxima. Created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. The demands on equipment drive Maxima to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. Uh, absolutely great stuff. A uh, motor concepts as well. Using Maxima among other teams. Uh, SC one. Fantastic. Just love SC one. Spray my bass. I don't know with SC one. If I get a chance to, uh, <laughs> Pulp MX 35 is the code to save with Maxima USA.com. Use the code Pulp MX 35 and you can save. So thanks to those guys for coming on board. And thanks to all of our sponsors. You go to sponsors deal, sponsor deals on Pulp for all the codes and everything else. And of course, works chassis lab.com. Michael Lindsay's, New venture, uh, use Pulp Max 10 code to save with those Pulp guys. Pulp Max 10, no dash. Oh, Pulp Max 10, sorry. I need to get all my partners to have the same code for everything. They all change it up. One guy's dash, one guy's not. Um, all right, this is time for the BTOSports.com tweet it, Travis segment. Let's do it. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOSports.com. Here's the tweets of Travis. 
BTOsports.com. Uh, put the code PulpMX in the notes section or call there and mention PulpMX, and they'll give you a hell of a deal on anything you need for your bike or body, from mountain bike stuff to road race stuff to dirt bike stuff to UTV stuff uh, to a bunch of things that we promote, like EVS and X-Brand and, and Get and Guts and W and Worst Connection. BTOsports.com will have you covered. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. And uh, we really appreciate the uh, support. These questions are submitted to at Show on Twitter. Mark goes through them, picks the best ones, and, and all of that. Um, but while he's still on the phone, though, uh, thanks. A lot better than that Corey Moser guy. Yeah, yeah, they are. Thanks to Works Connection again for donating the uh, quick start, the quick start, the easy start device, easy pull lever, works lever. I always forget the names of this stuff. They have the start device, the start device, whole shot device. But it's not called a whole shot device. It's something else. It's like got a name for Works Connection. Oh, the easy, the one with the lever. Oh, man, the lever man. is the easy. I don't know. I'm I'm fucking stupid. I, they've been a sponsor of us for years, and I and I still get their, their Eric. Their uh, so, great radio. I know. All right. Uh, so, anyways, thanks to uh, the Works Connection for all of the, all things they do for us. And um, uh, all right, Marks. Um, these questions were submitted to mm-hmm. Apple Mix Show. You went through the pick the best ones. Yes. Let's do this. From Kale Bar. Did Steve take the Tim Ferry light switch from his previous house to his new house when he moved? I don't know. What? Oh, no. I don't, I don't think so. Pookie! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just ruined your night. Pookie! Do we still have the Tim Ferry light switch? Oh, we don't? Yeah, damn it. It's at the other house, autographed. Uh, we don't have any single switches. We have the the wide switches in this house, like the. If ever I've heard a first world problem before, it's we don't have any single switches. <laughs> we have so many lights. Well, no, we have single ones, but they're not the, they're the wide ones. Like How did you not just so, take it off and bring it with you? The, look, How did you give up something? Tim we Perry still related? have that house. We're renting it out, so it's still there. The renters are go gonna knock, steal it. Go knock on the door and say, right now. <laughs> at like midnight, I need it back. <laughs> Autograph Tim Ferry Moto Triple X light switch. You can oh put it up God. on the shelf right over there by yep. all the other stuff. Right? Hey, that's what you need to do in this house. All your light switches, you need to have somebody autograph. Okay. That's a stupid idea. Next, next question. <laughs> you, yeah, Ferry, do you want apparently wasn't a bad idea then. Uh, from Blake Cornwell, has anyone heard about Barsh's knee? He was at the rig after the second moto saying that he twisted his knee and was holding it, but they didn't. but then didn't mention it on IG. Nah, he probably did twist it. It's a ruddy track and just add it to the list. Yeah. From Matthew Owen, how many riders are currently making more money than RV? That beer-smashing, smack-talking, red-headed champion got to be in the top 10 for 2019 earnings. And that's before his Pulp Live Show money comes in. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, I don't think he is. I don't Uh, think he's not not top 10. No way. Uh, I would put his deal at, I think he gets 20 or so from gear. I bet you he gets... 30, gear? 40? No, his gear was higher than that. Was it? I heard his gear number. It's more than double that. You were off on your fucking Subachi I don't contract even, I talk, know, so I don't I know if know. I can trust you. I, I know who the... I heard from the person that paid the gear one, though. Um, He's not a top 10, but he's doing... Yeah, he's doing we're not going to have a GoFundMe for him. Yeah, he's doing fine. From Rugs, is it bad that I always think Paul Lindsay when I just see the last name? Sorry, well, Lindsay. It doesn't You're help that he keeps misspelling co-host. my name. I was actually going to bring this up during the show. He keeps spelling it as S-E-Y. My last name is S-A-Y. God, and Georgia Lindsay is the other way, and Paul <laughs> Lindsay's one way. Ah, my bad. You Lindsay's need to get together. And yeah, have a figure it thing. out. Yeah. Fuck. No, I, be, I don't want to be compared to Paul Lindsay. <laughs> Yeah. Somebody actually, I think that was one of the tweets a long time ago. Go, please tell me that Michael Lindsay isn't like Paul Lindsay. So I related to him if you're bringing him on the show. <laughs> oh, boy. 
From Darkside's Ponytail, what percent does AC's 450 contract increase if he wins the 250 MX championship? Oh, I don't think. I wouldn't think. I think it's done yet. That would be a clause now. Yeah, I don't think so. From Hugh Jass. (laughs) I wore X brands this weekend and didn't win. What do I do? Kill yourself. Yeah, there's nothing you can do, bro, (laughs) because everyone wins with them. So I'm sorry to tell you You, this. You clearly bought a cheap Chinese knockoff set. It's possible that you just have no skill on a motorcycle. Man. From uh, Barry McCockiner. Is this all the same Come on, Mark. Stop it, Mark. Is this that dude that makes up all those accounts? I didn't read the name before I picked this one. Uh, which is more likely, someone winning the 450 title besides Roxon or Eli, or someone winning the 250 besides Cooper or Cincerillo? Ooh. Uh, I'll See, go 250. See, it's a good question. I'll go 250. Is least likely or wait? More likely. What's more, more likely? Yeah, more likely somebody will win the 250 yeah, because Ferrandis has a legit shot. Yeah, yeah, and I think Roxon and Tomac, one of them will win it, so. From Joshua Anderson, Steve or Michael, when it comes to teams signing young talent, how about they enter into a draft, develop an AMA draft so the talent is spread out, and have a cap on the dollar amount per rider? This is America. No. Not socialist. No. What are you supposed to do with amateurs then? All these, like, Team Green's going to help this kid forever, and then he could just randomly end up at some other team? His colors don't run. <laughs> From Jamie McCoy, who is more pissed, Filthy Phil for getting third overall with a 2-2 or the Pulp Fantasy people who picked Savachi? Pulp Fantasy oh, people fantasy that picked Savachi. Yes, absolutely. That oh. was, and I was one of them. Joey's been so good for me this year, too. I got burned bad. Ouch. From Zeke. Hey, work on your Cowie connections a little better. I need to know if it's a test session next time. I don't think it was until he crashed out in the first moto. And then it became a test, test session. Can we make a thing where like, you can swap your guy mid-moto? Well, I don't know, Mark. That's points. your thing. For half points. That's, that's, can every, you, Mark? Every time I've made a suggestion for an idea next year, all you ever do is text me back, no, we're not touching anything so yeah, it doesn't break t- again. Yeah, so Joey was seventh on lap anything. one. He was seventh on lap one. So we were looking good, and then it went to shit. From Zeke Green, is T-Dag going to come to the U.S. at all this summer and run his national number 84? Hashtag hurlings. I could see him showing Ooh. up at. I could see him showing up at Indiana. So uh, the Canadian series is done by then. So yeah, maybe he did well in the mud last year. Okay, come on, T Dags. From Jeff Burnett, I listened to a very old pulp show recently. Steve sounded a lot less confident in his interview. Something about his tone and cadence wasn't was just not as good as it is now. Is there anything specifically that you did to get over the hump? It seems to be the secret sauce to success. No. Well, he figured out that uh, after saying he wouldn't be here five years later, he's still doing it. Well, no, not quite, Michael. Uh, that date is not here yet. What do we got, like two weeks? It's in Ju- Ju- July 1st, I believe it was. Oh, that was the best when that came up the other day. <laughs> fucking <laughs> listeners of ours. Who do you owe money I'd like to? I'd like to get paid already, before that. I already paid possible. JT. It's JT. I already paid him. <laughs> so you have already given in. I have, you have yeah, yeah, I have. It's three weeks from now. You want to take another bet then? No. I bet you're no, still doing I, this for you. I don't you. know what to do. I'm just making so much money. How could I walk away from this? So you can make so many bets to lose? I mean, I just think with that guy's question, like, I'm just, you just, you get better at it as you go longer. You do more interviews, you do more things, you just get better at it. That's natural life progression. You found, you found your place as a media jerky. Yep. From Chencho27, Mathis, who is the most grateful privateer rider you've helped and who was the worst? Hmm... I don't know if there was a worse one. I, honestly, I can't think of one guy that kind of. I mean, I've had. There's been more than a few guys that really haven't thanked me much. And you just like we had jersey draws for a long time where 
uh, I got a jersey from like a factory guy, and then I put it on eBay, and then I matched whatever the the bid was, and we gave it to a, a privateer. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. So we were doing that. It got up to a thousand bucks here and there for guys, and I remember giving a few guys money, and they're just like, "Oh, cool." I'm like, oh, "Okay, all right." So th- uh, that would be a, a like a eight or ten way tie of guys that were just like, "Yeah, cool." Um, uh, but uh, the most thankful, I don't, I don't know. Seven Deuce Deuce has been great. He sent me some really cool text over the years, and A Ray as well sent me some cool stuff. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Whatever. We from, do. We do. We do. From Big Papa Yum Yum. Assuming Roxon or t- or Tomac win the 450 outdoor title, when was the last time a rider won three big bike outdoor championships without winning a 450 Supercross title? Or has it ever happened? Well, it would have happened with Gary Jones back in the day. He never won Supercross. That we're talking like the early 70s. Um, yeah. uh, You're old. Yeah, I wasn't there. I wasn't around, but I, <laughs> I know that's the history of it. That's that's about it, man. Yeah, it hasn't happened. It really hasn't. From Mysterian157, if there was a Lit Kid Award for the outdoors, does Tomac win all three for, so far? I don't know. I didn't see enough this weekend to, to judge right now, but to, uh, Tomac. I really like Bar. Actually, Barsh's A Star kit for me this weekend was better. It was good. When, when did Tomac hang down with the blue stuff? That was good. The purple stuff. That was sick. No, blue. The blue? Tomac had blue. Oh, which one? The did you teal. Do purple? It's like the teal. teal. Oh, the teal purple side. was the purple last was weekend. Um, look at Barsha's from this weekend. It was pretty good too. A stars, honestly, like they've got some as <laughs> much graph as they've, they've been doing a good job lately. Minus oh. minus the paint splatter. Yeah. Uh, I like the paint splatter, not the green one, the one that matched the boots. I liked. I posted a video of him like doing like I panned up and asked him what happened, and he did this with his arms. I've never gotten so many. I've got like over a hundred thousand views on Instagram. People love that thing hmm. of him paint splattered. Uh, from you know what's going to happen? Jerk offs are going to repost it, and not even give you credit. Oh, there we do. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah. From Ken Dryden, uh, Lindsay. When it comes to the track getting rougher towards the end of a local race day, say you're on hard pack with ruts and square edges. What are some easy suspension adjustments you can do to make late day motos not feel so harsh? Uh, I think a big one a lot of guys do is a mistake. Um, is they feel a bike kick and they slow down the rebound instead of going faster when you have more chop coming into a corner and there's more moments to compress the suspension. They'll go slower so the bike, whether it's front or rear action, will dive worse into the stroke and get harsher when you should actually consider speeding it up. So between each one of those little impacts, it has a little bit more recovery. It'll actually recover faster and get you into an earlier and softer point of the stroke. So a lot of guys feel a bike like get kicked around rough and they slow down the rebound. I actually say do the opposite. Go faster on the rebound. Freaking suspension. Whatever he just said. <laughs> you know, another little trick that you can do is the if you want to, if, if it's getting really bumpy and choppy and you're feeling it in your hands in the, from your forks in the front end, open up your rebound and then it'll drop it down a little bit. Try that. You think of compression because it's hurting your hands. But yeah. rebound helps. That's why I basically said you speed up the rebound so it gets into a softer point. Well, of the you were saying kicking. Kicking anything, but that's what I described. Your forks opening. don't really kick. I was thinking shock. Well, I said for both hands. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Piggyback off my answer. Why don't you? Mm-hmm. From Jason Goymerak. What does Michael Lindsay think of the MX Tech Lucky cartridge for KTM AER forks? Lucky? Yeah, it's a turn. I actually forgot to ask Wilkie why they called that. Um,. I personally have not tested it. Um, I did see some pricing out the other day. I think it's 
pretty competitive for for what it is. Um, Wilkie always makes some really good stuff. I wish I could give an opinion on it. I haven't tested it. I don't know anyone that has, but Wilkie sometimes over-engineers stuff a little bit, but he does a really good job, and he's usually pretty well thought out at what he does. So, yeah, I don't have an opinion of testing it, but thumbs up. From Simon Finn, how much pressure is DeCoster slash KTM putting on TLD? I would assume that KTM wants better results than this. And if Prado doesn't want to move to 450s in 2020 and chooses to go to the U.S., does KTM make him, quote-unquote, in-house under the Red Bull factory team and keep him away from TLD? That, that would that would cause some shit for sure. Uh, that would destroy – if that, that would be kind of like the Yamaha taking Webb away from JGR. I think that would be the nail in the coffin if they went that route. And – I mean, like I say, because the, the program is semi-controlled, and I think if they do, they put him there, which if kind of the team cleaning house per se, if that if that or and the mass exodus of the team, I mean, it makes a great opportunity for Prado to do it because if he wins the title this year, unless they change the rule, which they could, they claim they won't, but he would have to either go 450 or move here. Um, but yeah, to answer the first part of that, there's definitely pressure. I've heard there's been meetings uh, relating to the future of that contract. Um, but I think the other thing that's uh, some people maybe not fully aware of, Roger, I think, has admitted this publicly, is they have hit some heavy budget cuts um, this last year. I heard there was some more scheduled for next year for off-road racing, uh, mostly because KTM is putting a lot more expenditure into MotoGP. So I also don't think at the same time that KTM has the freedom to take the program fully in-house price-wise. Um, and like I said, I think you... Husky's still going to make that push eventually to outsource the 250 team if they could. I think budget-wise, it, it needs to happen, or they're just where, where they're could they go? In. I mean, it was funny as a couple of years ago before when Star was still Rockstar, they had spoke to them yep. about it. Um, I don't know. I think there's a little bit of a difficulty. Is there a with, team in the pits that could handle that? Is ready for that? No, currently no. No, I can't see. I can't see one that's ready. Because the yeah, hard that, part that. is you get locked into – you would have to have something good with money because you would get locked into FMF, Pro Taper, Rocks, right. like all those deals. Yep. You, you, you'd have to come up with some good associate-level sponsor. It's not a coincidence that Rockstar Ice One went from Jessiconis – I'm sorry, went from Paul Inn and Anstey to Jessiconis well, and that's Jonas. my budget like, cut thing I right. mentioned. Like, yeah, they not a saved – I talked to um, a rider that was there previous last year. I mean, between – that switch, that switch right there, because they had it. They Jonas was guaranteed a 450 spot. They could either put him at KTM and spend the money, or they moved him to Husky and basically save money. Um, moving Paulin out, I, I heard all that movement around. They saved something like eight hundred thousand dollars in right. salary between that and that yep. movement. Yep. And you look at they lost one 250 spot over here. They had a four man team. Yeah, and they went with Mosman Bailey. They were, and I mean, they were trying with my, I mean, you know, the original deal was Dean and Mitchell Harrison thought they were both going to be good and kind of last minute it it didn't work out fairly late in the season. That's what I'm talking about, that budget. Um, The expenditure, yeah, we could keep going, but KTM had three man, they're down to two and they're stretched. Nobody cares about MotoGP. I don't know why they care. Like (laughs) it's the dumbest sport ever. It's amazing. Um, From Scott, this one isn't really a question, but. 100% 100% AC goes to HRC. Stamp it here. Trackside uh, secrets beyond beyond Pulvamex. Okay. All right. Yep. Where's the bet? I only take bets when you're going to stamp it. Scott, you can hit up uh, Michael on Twitter for your bet. Yes. From Devin Burrell, what's the chanceability of getting another MTB show? Also, too, are we worried about web and outdoors? We're not worried about web and outdoors at all. We're not. 
another mountain bike show? Yeah, let's do it. Let's have another one to piss off our listeners even more. We'll do that. <laughs> Dude, some guys lost their mind. Oh, that's great. Jesus. It's good, though. It's good you have the passion. Uh, hey, is, the, is the Cowie rig question in there about the door? Uh, I saw somebody tell I, me that I one. didn't see it. Uh, I got one for you really quick because I saw it on Twitter. So I did a rig tour with Big B and, you know, their new door is the, mm-hmm. the yeah. swing. Yeah. And I, I joked to them, like, what's up with the swing door instead of the slider? Is that to keep us media jerkies out a little better so you can spy us on the way in? And he goes, yeah. Mathis came over and struggled for 20 minutes to open. We just sat here and laughed at him the whole time because uh. he couldn't figure out how to get in. So it worked just like we planned. Not true. I But, yeah, 100%, I did, I go, I did go to slide it. Yeah. So, yes, but it wasn't 20 minutes. It was three seconds. They got a kick out of it. Right. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, just a couple more here from Abide Moto. Steve, why did Seven Deuce Deuce get in trouble with Fly for painting his boots? Max said it's because he doesn't sell them. Yes. Don't market them. Explain the retro white gear then. Why market it if you can't sell it? Because that was something that they didn't make at all in the boots they were making. I don't know. Who gives a flying fuck? I don't care. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not ready to go back and rehash a three-year-old uh, fly boot paint gate with seven deuce deuce and them getting mad at me like i, I don't do like care. that you have him here in the studio yeah, max sent him to me that's just, how bad max wanted to get him like, out of yeah, his mind he's like I, they're in my office and I, you you deserve a math so we have them so i don't know i don't i don't what know he really man is i'm sick of looking at these and the issues that caused me here you go yeah yeah <laughs> my last one from tristan davis i am an idiot with suspension preach what would be a couple easy things for a simpleton to remember when dialing it in uh, when I said just about the rebound thing, the majority of people I run into when they feel some kind of a harsh reaction from the bike, they tend to go slower on rebound when that is not always Dude, the correct answer. I think you need to back up even more. What? Set your fucking sack. That's we're getting there. It's no, my but that, answer. That's yes, like, yes, yes. Like to I'm me, getting, that's I, I got buddies that don't set yeah, yeah. their sag and I'm like, we're I want to fucking hit you we're with, with a backhand. Whoa, come on, race. So, we already did the race tech rant. I know, rant. but... We already did the race tech rant. Dude, I, can, you setting, believe, can, honestly, you, can you believe there are people out there oh, yeah. that, that no, do no, that? No, no, There's it, so it many is, times I've... That's honestly number one, because you think about how much your weight fluctuates. Not only setting your sag, but also learning how to do it consistently, because that's another thing I see people struggle with, is they sit a little different on the bike. Looking at the ground, your test if, if it's a little uphill or downhill, that's going to affect it. Getting to the point you can do that consistently is huge. If you're going to go out and spend $600, dollars $1,000, you're going to spend five, $10,000 on your suspension, at least learn how to set the sag properly, learn how to do it consistently, or otherwise you've just burnt your money for no freaking reason. Next one, final one I'll give you is sag is number one. Second one is torque your triple clamps. I cannot believe how many people have brought a bike in Enzo and I went to take the forks off. And the recommended torque spec on the f- lower clamping surface specifically is usually 13 to 15 foot-pounds, new mirrors in that range. Each one's a little different, but around that range. And it would be super tight, so I'd go back with a torque wrench and check before I took it off. And they'd be like 25, 30. At that point, you've crimped the tube. As the lower tube is trying to pass through with the bushings, it's catching. I've heard people say mid-stroke harshness, and if you just set the torque correct on the, upper, on the tube, it can feel smoother. There you go. Torque wrench it. Set your sag. That's all. And honestly, if you're running any adjuster all the way, you got a problem. Yeah. Anything. Any, any adjuster, if you're all the way one way or another, you got something going on, and you need to figure that you're out. Either, either your suspension sucks or you're a horrible test rider. Yeah, one of the two. Right, exactly. I mean, you're, or your spring race. You know gone, how you can you fix know? that? So, mm. Go to Racetech. Racetech.com. Yeah. Pulp 19. Mention that. You can do it yourself. I just I love, did one I of my own. Tech. I did one of my own test bikes the other day. I, I'm, did you see Marx's shock shaft? 
Oh my god, I heard about this. Yeah. Yeah, I did one of my own sets the other day. I did one of their goal valve kits. I went down there. I disassembled the whole thing myself, got all the parts, and put it together myself with their instructions. Was the question about the the uh, all-time 250, uh, 450, was it guy who won a 450 outdoors? Three and, in a no row. Super- three in a row, though, I thought you said. It just said three outdoor. I don't know. It, okay. might, it might have said in a well, row. Well, but- Jethro X in the chat room has got some guys uh, like, like uh, Kudrowski. That's 125. I was thinking of premier titles. Yeah. So so 250 MX for years. Yeah. And no 250 SX. Not f- like Glover has three 125s and three 500 titles. Yeah. Stan won soupy titles and yeah. Is, yeah. But um, he says Howerton. That might be. What about Howerton? Might have three mind. 250s. I almost said Wardy, but no, that's wrong too. No, yeah. Um, okay. Um, is that it for the segment? Outro? No, no outro. Still. Huh. All these years later. Huh. It's surprising, I know. It is. There's no exit to this show? Oh, hey, Marx has been working... No, outro on that segment. Uh, Marx has been working on our app the whole show, by okay. the way. <laughs> here's your, you here's not, your outro. Not, da-da, da-da. not Excite Bike. He's been working on the app. Did you That's get- a first. Did you he's, offer he's him still more money? Mad, he's still mad about it. He's mad because I wasn't paying attention. Hey, so let's debate this out. What, are, what do we got to do to get Marx here full-time to quit his job? A lot of zeros. Yeah, he, he no, a lot of zeros. He makes too much money at his coding job. Fucking, yeah, I code for Vegas. <laughs> he makes too much money. Like uh, he told me what he makes, and I can't do that. Like, and and so Pulp Max Fantasy maybe can do some. And Pulp so Max if you make that much some, money, but, why do you put up with this guy? Why are you here, dude? I well, he makes this. He's got a nice little side hustle going on. I mean, he's got the fantasy thing. He's got this show. I do it, I do it for the fame and notoriety. Yeah. It's really gotten you famous. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> you got to. How many IG followers you pick up? I, I, I got a lot of. Uh, hey. I got a lot of motorcycle parts for discount. That's cool. Yeah, there he you go. Uh, he got to do a backflip. I got to do a backflip. That was pretty he rad. Never got to do a backflip. That was the, that was year one though. I should have like tapered into yeah, it after year one. I should have been like, <laughs> yeah, right, how, how do you want? How do you, you want up yourself? <laughs> you should have made another outrageous claim, <laughs> and we could have backed it up. We could have tried to back that up. So, nah. I mean, it's 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 been good. Yeah, I, 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 worked, I worked on the app. Yeah, it's cool. Did you get anywhere with it? Well, I sent you a picture of it actually built, so yeah, that's cool. Well, was it, it's built now. I don't understand. No, I mean, like, like the code wouldn't even compile, so you couldn't even run it. Oh. Yeah, but we're good now. Okay. Yep. Should I tell people to grab some update or something? No, or no, 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 no. Oh, not, okay. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. But this is step one to, like, getting there, to okay. getting some, some updates out. All right. So. There we go. Uh Dean Ferris, Phil Nicoletti, Ryan Gold, Weston Pike, Alex Martin, all on the show tonight. Good show. Which interview did you like the most, Michael? Weston's suit, just so yeah. candid. Yeah, it's pretty uh, good. Really enjoyed Dean's too. Just I wanted to let people reflect a little bit on how gnarly his last four months have been. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think you did a good job with that. Uh, thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, people, for Gold. listening. Appreciate it. Gold's would have been way better if we had a recording of the his speech. speech. Yeah. That would have been all time. Yeah, there was. They were going back and forth on my text thread after the interview about. Some of the things he was saying and all that. So I mean, show four hundred. Yeah. You could get Galdi on a little tour up and let him give a speech. Yeah, he should. Right, fly him down. He can be like the roast master. Yeah, right. Uh, he's awesome. That's so, what we should do. We should start a Pulp MX roast show. Wouldn't be a bad idea, actually. <laughs> I guess some people like to roast, especially the uh, proposed guest list for four hundred would go very well with that. Yeah, if that comes together. We'll it see. will. Um, but no, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Thanks to our guests, sponsored deals on pulpmexshow.com. I'm gonna I would read off our sponsors and get Michael Lindsay to tell me the first thing that he thinks about, but I I've already getting shit from it for last week's episode, so I'd rather Why? not. Because somebody gave a terrible answer and then now one of my guys wrote me an email and said, What WTF? 
and he has a point. I give good answers. No, you would, but I just okay. let's just skip that. It's it's terrible. <sighs> maybe we'll get, maybe we'll ban it permanently, Marks. Uh, uh, I man, know. I like it so much. Yeah, I don't know. It brings so much entertainment. Uh, thanks to all you people for listening. We're off next week because there's no show, there's no race, so we're not coming back next week. Michael Lindsay, thank you for coming in. Uh, WorksChassisLab.com, PulpMex10. Yep. To save. So uh, congrats on the new deal and everything else. We'll be putting some stuff on our website and yep. and, and sending out some links as we as we go. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for coming in. Thanks for driving up. Appreciate it. You have fun? Hell yeah. Good. Good to hear. Thanks to Swisscore. Thanks to Moser. Thanks to Pookie. Thanks to Courtney Marks. WTF, mate. What? Pookie oh, yeah, said you're welcome. Yeah, she did. All right, yeah. Uh, and thank you, people, oh, for yeah, listening. Yeah. Appreciate it, Marks. Thank you. You're welcome. You're going to go play some Pac-Man now with the missus? Yeah. It's on, Mrs. Pac-Man. <laughs> Battle is on. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you in a couple weeks. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and... I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. He's just in my ass. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. and I was totally nude. and It was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. I just wanted you to know that if you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.